And welcome to the Mushroom Boy Podcast, everybody. Hey, man. Welcome. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> hey, Come on Chris. in. Sit down by this fire. Oh, the rat's a guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. God. Hey, Chris, I-, I have one question for you. Okay. Will you be my Valentine? Aww. I'm sorry, Peter. I don't swing that way. Oh, my hey, God. man. It can be platonic love. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> God. Ruthless. Why do you got to make everything, you know, homosexual with me, man? It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Peter, if you want to have a Thanks. Valentine with Alex, I'm sure he'll say yes. No, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna ask the Dementor. They seem to have... Uh... <laughs> I would have said yes. They do no, be dummy I... thick, though. No, you know, I mean... That that what that mouth do you I, know? I only, but the problem is, I only wanted a homosexual relationship with Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I only wanted that. Well, well you know. That's amazing. Oh, I've, never, I've never had two people at the same time so willfully distract the world from my having sex with another man and image in their head. I've never just so deftly swept away by two men instantaneously. Like the world was like the whole universe came together. It was like, yes, all of us move on. Men, men suck. Am I right, men? <laughs> well, that's, that's you're getting away from men sucking. Men. Anyway. Um, Wait, what? Well, well, huh? Oh, that's great. Oh, I'm just saying, those dementors know how to use, you know, the mouth. You know what I'm saying? What a start. What a put. What a thing to start with. Um. Uh. So we got a long episode, guys. I'm not the yeah. host of it. It's Chris. But like, let's move on to news. Let, we gotta go. To, we gotta go to news. Start right. spreading. And you've been the talking news. that you want to keep it brief. I. I. I don't believe it. But let's go. We'll okay. do the best. We can. So. So the first thing I have a list. By the way, the first thing I have written. Alex, this one's for you. Uh, okay. Thanks. So Happy Christmas. Steve's apparently was offered the role of Craven the Hunter in the next Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah, because I love Keanu. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, making sure I, every time I touch my headphones, I freak out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, last week, anyway, um, uh, I don't know if this is. The best casting. I don't know if I agree I, wait, with this. Wait, they're, but, they're for real on this? Like he's yeah, they're be... for real. He was offered the yeah. role. He was uh, like, answers, but he was offered the role. One at a time, so, please. He was offered the role. He did not take it. But when they when that becomes news and people are talking about it, it was a legitimate conversation between yeah. people. It wasn't just like they threw it out to him. Something like that. Oh, okay. But, but they, and, he and didn't things, take it. No one's taken anything. My guess is that he's – the point is is that, like, the, of course they're shopping around for him to be in one of those two worlds, and he's got to pick so. one soon. And I'm thinking he's going MCU rather than DC unless they let him do Constantine, which I think he would do at the drop of a hat. I don't know if he's a good fit for Craven the Hunter. Like, the, I guess the tacticalness, like John Wick, I can see, you yeah. know, and the fighting style I can definitely see. What I read, that was kind of their big reasoning was, like, his his work on John Wick was the reason why they wanted to do Craven the Hunter. They wanted to kind of make him more of a, like an actual bounty hunter rather than like what Craven is, which is more of if like... he doesn't say anything, maybe, but that's not the point of Craven. <laughs> well, Craven, he's, he can't kind sound of like a, Craven. He just isn't. Well, he just isn't. When Craven. I think of 
Craven the Hunter, I think of um who is the main villain from Tarzan? I forgot his name. Uh, oh my god! Oh what is his name? Clayton, Clayton, Clayton. Oh, yes, thank you. John yeah. Clayton. So so I think of more of a Clayton that, you know, that very kind of huff huff kind of proper British guy who hunts because it's a sport rather than the, you know, more uh, silent protagonist kind of that that uh, uh, that uh, Reeves usually portrays with his characters similar to that. Do I think that he could play a guy who's so dapper and business-like that he ends up, like, dressing in this crazy outfit and, like, trying to hunt Spider-Man or something like that? Like, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't see him as that. Maybe we're, maybe the world is so used to seeing him as like this dour dude that he can like there. Okay. So Vin Diesel was doing the fast and furious movies forever. And then he like, he started getting a bunch of money and he started bringing back all these things he used to do. And he made a sequel to Xander Cage, the triple X movies. Yeah. And Uh... he is the return of Xander Cage. It's a fucking crazy movie. It's a crazy movie. And it's filled with an insane cast of amazing action stars. And he's just in there wearing furry suits and screwing women and being a funky spy. And it's like he's smiling everywhere. And it's like, I get it. I get it. You want to do something different. And you want to show people you can. And you want to show people probably the side you are in real life. And yeah, Keanu can do that stuff when he's all muscular in Bill and Ted's. Yeah, I could see that. Dude, could, dude, his, not, his, biker get up, his biker getup from Bill and Ted was amazing. I think that's the closest thing to a Craven I would probably see him as. And even then, it's so weird. He would have to be so big and so out there to fit that kind of role. Or they would have to subdue him and make him basically a John Wick businessman who hunts superheroes. I don't know. But, like, I don't think he's a good fit. I always liked him for either, like, a downtrodden human, feel-good Minnesota or Constantine-like character who's smoking cigarettes, doesn't give a shit about anybody, and you know, taking out demons with this weird-ass ash gun. So I, I always <laughs> like, uh, that if- um, uh, sorry. Oh, I'm talking. Or, or he's like this, like um, uh, omnis, omnipotent. Who, Zach, who's the character in Adam Infinity Hill. Gauntlet? Thank Adam you. He would, he would fit as Adam Warlock. I think he would. Yeah, either one of those two, I think, is good. The either like already a, established in the MCU because he's he's at the end of Guardians too. He's in that cocoon but, we see. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So that was the role I always thought Keanu Reeves was going to get. So when I read this Craven the Hunter thing, I was like, Did they not actually do that for Guardians? Because there was talk for a long time that was who it was going to be. Um. And, you know, obviously things are just talk for a while, but I genuinely believe that's who James Gunn would get. James Gunn seems like the kind of person who could take a character who's kind of dour and glum, kind of like Adam Warlock, and make them side by side with characters like Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana and all them and just have a good time. Well, I'm I'm interested to see which world he picks. Yeah. to go to because it really is like one or the other yeah I, I mean they are meshing but like it's just what who can offer what yeah. what role can they give him like how many movies down the line what can they i don't know mcu is offering a lot of interesting stuff so. about him with constantine and, and not that i don't think you do a good job and not that i don't have a different actor in mind because i do but I, i'm playing devil's advocate with myself here i feel like with constantine that would be like a one or a two off movie 
to me like like they do the Constantine movie and then they do like a Justice League Dark maybe. But like I just I would no, I think I would just like to see I, I don't I, want to see him come back as Constantine. I just I, want to see him as Flashpoint. Oh yeah, yeah. They could do a one off flashpoint with him, but like at that point, why not just use Matt Ryan? Because no one gives a shit about Matt Ryan. They give a shit about Keanu Reeves. <laughs> You're selling, you're selling tickets in a fucking dying business of movie theaters. Alex. I've made this argument before. I Alex. like that, Ryan. We all do. But Jesus Christ, this is theaters. Ask Kevin Feige. Alex. We'll get there. Hey, Alex, can I ask you a question? See, si, senor, I'm freezing your fucking tree outside. Who gives a shit about war games? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly God. was thinking about that the Isn't other that day. Right? Jesus Christ. And I was so like, war games. Boring. <laughs> Why does everyone love war? I, I was thinking about why does everyone love war games? Like I get that Matthew Broderick is charming as hell, but he couldn't even save Godzilla. Like war games is kind of boring. That is a callback to a <laughs> to a Holy time shit, way that's right. fine. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I did all say right, it. All right, all right. Anyway, that's that. Let's fun. I'm legit asking. I'm legit asking Chris. Did I did I say that years ago? Yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. We spun the wheel, and then I made a reference to war games, and then you were excited. I don't know what movie it was, but, like, I referenced war games, and then you just stopped and said, who gives a shit about war games? And then we just started laughing. That's funny. Here's the go. I'm making the same goddamn argument again. So, anyway. (laughs) So, the next one I think we'll all kind of get a good, good, good thought of. But I'm excited the most of all, and I think Alex is most excited because this has one of Alex's favorite actors in it. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 got a release date of April 8th. What? Hey, we're getting tails. Sports and Jim Carrey confirmed back. Yes. yes. Let's go. Can I ask you? Can I ask you something, Zach? Did it say anything about Marsden? James anything. Marsden. That was his name. <laughs> I like Marsden in there. I thought he was good with Ben Schwartz. Yeah. I, I don't know. We just know that obviously the main hero and the main villain are back. That's it. Ah man! Damn. Take- well, the whole reason they got a second one is because of Jim Carrey. They've been, um, very, they've been very upfront about that. <laughs> and I, I think I, I, I got to say this: Jim Carrey is the best thing about that movie. I also think that Ben Schwartz is a great representation of Sonic, and I also think the movie isn't a bad movie. No, so fun. all of those things combined make it a, a solid thing to give a sequel to. Yeah, Plus, I'm, it was the number one movie right before the pandemic. Yeah. It was the number one for a long-ass time. They made a decent amount of money. They were always going to make a sequel. Dude, I'm so excited. I just want to say. I'm so excited. Um, so, so yeah, Sonic Hedgehog got its release date. It's too, got its release date. Tails is going to come back. It's going to be great. Um, Please put Gangsta's Paradise in the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, my God. For the memes. Wait, when is it? We'll talk about memes later, believe me. It's Um, in late April in the next year, Peter. Yeah, April 8th. I can't wait that long. Bye. (laughs) All right. Just keeps coming and going. Alex is going to jump out. No, Alex, he's going to jump out. Flip-flopping, man. uh, I'll be right back. No. (laughs) So, moving on. This is for me, maybe. I don't know. Chris, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, Peter, Peter, maybe, but oh I, I, I don't know. But this, I feel like this one's mostly for me. But uh, Netflix confirmed that Re- the Redwall series is getting a Netflix series and a movie. Uh, is it about a wall that is red? 
No, it is about a mouse who's a knight. <laughs> you mean Tale of Desperate? No, this is way before that. You mean uh, Night Mouse? Yes. You mean, okay. you mean The Secrets of Nim? Yes. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, I thought so. Wait, wait, wait. So Redwall is part of The Secrets of Nim? No, I'm being, I'm being funny. <laughs> no, well, I'm also genuinely asking, is this so, thing so like The Secrets Wall, of Nim? So, so to explain Redwall, let... Here, actually, this is good because it actually kind of segues into the series we're talking about. So, Redwall was considered one of the most popular young adult, uh, early childhood novels ever prior to Harry Potter. And wow. it, it's kind of become a cult classic because it had its Wait. main stride right before Harry Potter came out. And then Harry Damn. Potter came out and no one cared about Redwall. <laughs> Why bring it back? So it, it's kind of coming back now because people hey, really it. like <laughs> Netflix is trying to find their home run yeah. series. Yeah, I don't blame them for that. Like, I do. fuck Netflix, dude. I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Whoa. they're all named Peter. Yes, they're all. Named. <laughs> so so he's turning into a werewolf. So yeah. So they're so, muffling him. Netflix <laughs> got. To- so Chris, <laughs> this one's for you because we all know my opinions about the series already. Open okay. it up, Chris. Open it up. So, right. so it was confirmed <laughs> this week that Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal were cast as Ellie and Joel, respectively, in the Last of Us TV series. Oh God, um, Pedro Pascal. That 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 came out of nowhere. Everybody was like Josh Brolin. I was like. Pedro uh, it was Pedro Pascal. Pedro I'm going to give him very marketable right now. So. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I can't necessarily see him as Joel, but I think he can pull it off. You should watch Narcos then if you don't think he can do Joel. Go can watch. You, uh, can someone explain is he a father figure that yes. uh, with with only one child that has no one else? Yes. Huh. How how did he get uh, that? Yeah, how did he get that role? That's, that's really weird. You know, I, huh. I can't think of any other role besides the Mandalorian huh. that was like that either. By the way, Kate, uh, Caitlin Devers was Caitlin Dever was uh, robbed. I disagree. Huh? I think Bella Ramsey is very popular. She she's worked with HBO for a long time now. Zach, can I ask you a question? How much yeah. shit did she lose, dude? I don't know. <laughs> wait, 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 um, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold up. Um, Who the hell is Bella Ramsey? So Bella Ramsey, if y'all don't know, is best known for a character (laughs) on this little television show called Game of Thrones. Never seen it. Quite literally. Never seen it. it. Many people considered a very badass 11-year-old girl who stabbed a giant ice giant in the ice. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Yeah, man. They may want to watch it one day. Chris, Chris said he didn't watch it. I said I've never watched it, and you know Alex has never seen it. I have seen it. <laughs> Be- Bella I regret, Ramsey. I regret seeing it. Um, I was, okay, so Chris, um, I will, so she, <laughs> is that, she is in that, and she okay. is excellent in that. She became an immediate star in the few episodes she was in. She is an immediate star. She's absolutely captivating. She was great in it, the few episodes she was in. She's also in Dark Materials, which I have not seen and people seem to like. Ooh, I gotta so get she on does that. have a working she has a working relationship with HBO. She probably yeah, she she had an in. As as for Pascal, 
You know what? I love Josh Brolin. I fucking love Josh Brolin. I'm watching Inherited Vice here soon. I love him. But, like, you know what? Let's get some diversity in some of these things. Why not? Pedro Pascal has been wearing a mask for so long in a TV show. Why not give him a chance where he has to not wear a mask and play one of the most emotionally devastating roles ever? So give him that shot, man. Why not? (laughs) And again, I... I think he was really great in Narcos, and this and Narcos is kind of where you're going to probably see where he ends up having to go with this character anyways, even though obviously Joel and, and his character in Narcos are very different people, Wait, but it's kind of... Narcos. Is he a father it, figure? No, he's a... Oh. <laughs> no. No. I mean, he, there he is, is a, a father. He is a father, but he is not there a There is a theme figure. here. <laughs> no, there isn't in this one. I mean, he plays a father figure in gruff. Mandalorian. No, but he, he's very gruff and he's very, like, very he's kind of life is what it is type thing. And that, that's a lot what Joel can be like at times. And so somebody I, I, had to, somebody had to boss around Magman in the Great Wall. So somebody had to. Uh, I, I sense yeah, a pattern I, here. <laughs> I've seen Pascal in very good things. This this actress, though, I have not seen Dark Materials. But yes, I would say the little bit that I saw on Game of Thrones. Yeah, that chick has a future. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about it. I'm all game for everybody it. Everybody was talking. Everybody was talking. Caitlin Dever from Booksmart, but talks to I've yet to see. I've yet to see Booksmart, so I cannot speak to her. It's the same thing with Chalamet. There's a lot of young actors that I have not seen and I cannot speak to. But like, if that's an argument that people will give, I'll look. I'll look, give it a legitimate watch. I think it's more of like. I think it's well, more it's, of like she looks more like. Ellie from The Last of Us. Not sure oh, if it's right. You choose the best I, I was, actress, not the best looking one. Like, come on. I will. Say, well, first of all, Booksmart is on our wheel. We'll get to it when we get to this and we'll yeah. get to have this discussion. But at the same time, from what I saw from Game of Thrones, I will say this: that is a character in that in the few episodes where she did that was super serious and just like there Nailed. was. Like, I, I believe that what Ellie has to go through. She can offer it a sense of uh, this. I think she can do this. I have no problem with it. Acting wise, for sure. Look wise, I can't can't really say, but uh, so, yes, I believe in her. What I'm gonna, all I'm gonna say is like like okay, we'll see. Like she'll, I'm sure she'll pull off like The Last of Us. I'm ta- I'm thinking like what's she gonna do in part two, like. Well, so right oh, now, it man. depends on the show. She's 17 years old right now, so she's she herself is a little bit older than what Ellie was in part one in Last of Us One, right? Ellie was 15, 14, 14, 15. Okay, so she's a little bit older than that. I'm assuming that they're see that the first game is going to be a couple seasons long, right? Are we? Fair into assumption of that, right? Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. maybe. I don't. I don't know. And then I assume that the the second and then like the second game will be again also a couple seasons long. But by the time she's shooting that second season, she'll be twenty one, twenty two. She'll be about the same age as Ellie by that point. So I think she'll grow into it, which is important. Okay. I think there's a lot of space that can be had between the end of the first story, whenever they decide to end that, whether that's the first season or not, and the second, the first game and the second game, and yeah. those arcs. 
Well, oh, they're man. trying to go that route. Sure. Now, I'm, now I'm curious to see who they cast as Abby. Oh, it's going to be such a, it's, it's going to be an interesting an thing. actual, like, in games, there was what, what was it, like five years or something between one and two, something like that? Four years? Yes. Four, four I think. Something like that. And I know that they, they had, like, like a side game in between them, too. Oh, yeah, was, Left Behind. Yeah, well. Not that one. Well, Left Behind and American Dreams, from what I read. Uh, there's a comic, too. Um, uh, okay. So they have they have things they can do. Let's go with that. Well, it looks like this is a possibility to be maybe like Mortal Kombat, one of the first real proper adaptations of a video game that succeeds that is not a movie, but in fact a TV show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they got stuff. Okay, Chris. So let's talk about Gina Carano. Hmm? Let's not. She's okay. a psycho. Okay. Keep, this, keep, keep this brief. I, I, I swear I, to God. Like, I, yeah. the so, more I think about this, the so, more angry I get. So you better make this quick. Unless so you want a legendary it. moment. Gina, I'm going to be as brief <laughs> as I can. I'm not going to say much more. I'll let Alex... Take it from here, Bob, and basically explain the situation. Just go, just move on when you're done. Gina Carano. I'd like to. I'd like to ask something. Yeah. Gina Carano got fired from the Mandalorian for some unsavory things she said on the internet. Oh. Those unsavory things were associated with QAnon. Mm. 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 Okay, so I don't know uh, anything she, here. Okay, so here, here's the thing. She, we all, we've talked about this before. That she was, like some say Rosario Dawson, a sketchy hire to begin with because of her past, her political, but both kind of extreme beliefs about certain things. She said some things in November that immediately got her reared back from the show they were going to have her lead. That's why one of the shows doesn't have the details of the other ones because they had to reel her back. They were waiting for an opportunity to get rid of her. And recently, she compared... Current Republicans to uh, Jews during the Holocaust, and that's pretty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's pretty fucked up. I don't care who you are. You deserve to get fired for that. Say that again. Saying then, she compared current Republican, like extreme Republicans, who are I guess Trumpists in a way, um, to Jews during the Holocaust. It it's. You deserve to get fired for that. I don't care who you are. And Disney, you know, cut that string. And they should have. Because that's... Like, I mean, it's, that's a, you are... You work for Disney and you're in Star Wars. Check yourself. Like, even the chick you played Suri, she made her stance pretty cut. And she it was about the vaccine. And, like, that's a legitimate argument. This isn't that. And you don't say that. And you deserve to get fired for it. Outside of that, I did want to ask you, Chris... Um, this is probably the most interesting thing to me about this from the beginning is, A, she's not a great actress. She never was. And as much as I enjoy Haywire, the best thing she's ever been in, really, um, it's... You're in Deadpool, The movie, the best thing that she has ever been in. Haywire is filled, first of all, it's directed by Steven Soderbergh, and it is filled to the brim with amazing male actors that all she does is kick their asses of including michael fassbender like she that 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 movie is stacked with people and she's good because she shuts her mouth and kicks butt was she good in the mandalorian did she really honestly like could what was could any like do you miss her no no 
No, even if she was good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, like, uh, well, like, I'm legit. At, well, Peter, you have seen Mandalorian. Zach, you've seen. Uh, yeah, but Chris, Star Wars fan here. I'm not asking for your opinion about her belief. She was always going to get fired. That's the point. Disney was waiting for the opportunity, and she gave them a whopper. But outside of that, it was a sketchy hire for a a weird character that I don't know anything about, and I don't know her placement on the show. So I'm asking you, Chris. Now that she's gone, she was always going to be gone. But now that she is in fact gone. Does that leave a hole? Does that matter to you? You're the you're the biggest fan of us all. It leaves a hole for my dad, I'll tell you that. I'm trying to <laughs> convince him to I'm trying to okay. He is like he completely acknowledges that what she said was horrific. But like he's arguing replace the character. And I'm just like I will always say like it worked, it worked with Marvel and Don, and Don Cheadle replacing Terrence Howard. It worked. Like you can't say that replacing her, that replacing her to play bleh, English man. Um, I'm really trying to keep my temper down. Um, that it's a legit question. That keeping you could like that keeping recast recasting. Like you could mm-hmm. recast. Okay. She wasn't she wasn't outstanding, but like I had to check my dad too. Because <laughs> Oh my god. I am I no 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 let me finish. Okay. Like he God I love you. Um he compared it to like the talk of when, like, when Carrie Fisher died and there was talk of recasting. Yeah. I was like, you're not seriously comparing these two, right? There is a difference. There is a difference here. And, like, I would yeah. say, I would say, so my argument is replace her because fuck her. Yeah. Fuck her. Thank, yeah. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. This is. Dig that it. The I, like I don't care how good she was. I don't care. Yeah. You, you deserve to get fired for saying stupid shit. Yeah. I would get fired for that. I would get fired for my job. You Why? lose your job. Go. I just lose your job. How how can how can she say that? Like it blows my mind. I don't even want to think about that. I don't even want to think about the mental gymnastics you have to do to feel like that. But I do think that if you say stupid shit, you should get fired for it because all you're doing is playing make believe fucking characters for a TV show. Like, don't even, don't, Peter. I'm serious. Do not get me started. Do not. Dude, Chris, me started. You know who? You know who they should replace her with? I'm already started. You know who they should replace her with? Amy Schumer or Don Cheadle? No, Ronda oh, Rousey. Ronda Rousey. My dad. You know, I, I have a better I said one. The same thing, but I said the same thing, but like my dad was like, she can't act. My, I have a better she one. She can act. She'd be better than Gina Carlwell. <laughs> it don't matter if she can act. The fact of the matter is she'd just be better. And the joke is, is that she probably couldn't beat Ronda Rousey in an actual MMA fight. One. And two... <laughs> I it's, say, it's um, lousy, so who gives a shit? I say, I say, I say, um, I say, just recast her with Shrek. <laughs> I, I say, you know what? You know who deserves this role more than anyone? 
Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, yeah. Johnny Depp. Aww. Johnny Johnny Depp, Johnny. dude. Johnny Depp. Uh, he can put on a wig. I'm just saying. We've all seen it in the Caribbean, okay? <laughs> God, that was the saddest two minutes I've ever seen. <laughs> I will forever. Not Dead Man. Not Edward Scissorhands. Not Ed Wood. Arguably the best performance of his fucking career. <laughs> Those two minutes will be forever the thing I remember him for. And that sucks. Because you're watching an abused victim just be like put on a pedestal in front of everyone for a goddamn Harry Potter movie, yeah. and it sucks. Uh, oh, it's so that's... sad. He's going to come back. Uh, he's he's going to come back. Uh, he got $16 million to be in to not be in a movie, so I think there's a part of him that I think he's fine. Uh, it's not going to uh, be a good movie anyway. Uh, and <laughs> I, I would say, legit question though, Chris, who would you replace her with? Because if it's not a replace the character, you're fine just replacing the actress. Is there anyone you have in mind? Ronda Rousey is not... I don't think she's necessarily that different. I, I, and again, I don't know what the character calls for. So. Uh, honestly, I have no idea. I just say anybody. 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 Yeah. I'd be game with anybody, truthfully. Anybody but her. Bring Bird Troyer from the grave. Have him play Bird Troyer! <laughs> Damn. Wow. Damn, that's painful. Uh, 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 that's good. The polar opposite of her. Like I know. It's great. Uh, I guess in, like, a real thought, like, wow. I don't know, like. Oh, my God. I just want to move screw on. Screw it. They could, they, could do, yeah. they, could do, they could do a giant, like, like go fund Or not go fund me. What's it? What's the, uh. What's the thing where you can donate? You win prizes for donating to shit. Like, hey, it's not a big deal. Just you know, just don't put her in the show anymore, and don't make shows about her anymore. They they could just honestly they they couldn't do can't anything. do that because she signed with Ben freaking Piro. Oh. Did you know his doctor? Did you know his wife's a doctor? Yes. Yeah. Did, did you know that, she, that he does not know how to have sex with her? It's pretty goddamn oh, clear. Did you know who her main patient is? It's him. She's been working on him for years. Yeah, it sucks. Both of them at their jobs. I mean, I, Chris, I'm, I don't know I'm if you'd agree with this, but <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to explode. Zach, you better trade carefully. I don't know why I just said yeah, that. I, I all, really I say, all I was going to say is they probably could just leave the character where she is now and not even acknowledge her again, and they'd probably be fine, truthfully. That's kind of what I'm hoping. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, I'm going to watch this show and I know I'm going to like it. So, yeah, I'm interested about her character. Yeah. I don't care. About, I don't, never really thought. I, re- I don't know about this character in, in the lore and all that stuff, and the people were excited about her and all this stuff, and I know people love her, and I've seen, yeah, whatever, but, you know, just recast her and get over with. Like, you don't say that stuff and keep your job. It's just that simple, so. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, all right, all right. Let's 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 move on. Chris is obviously irritated, and I don't want him to go screaming. Thanks. All right. So, so. Kevin Feige went on record a couple of days ago about Ooh. something very interesting. And, and this is actually a good topic, Chris. And I actually want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, me and Alex talked about it briefly. But Kevin Feige went on record saying he does not want to see Black Widow get a hybrid Disney Plus slash theater release. He wants Thank you. Only. Thank you. you want and this is, this is counter to the rest it. of it. Can this is counter it? to the rest of the Disney executives that want it on Disney Plus right now. Can you repeat what you said, Zach? 
So Kevin Feige. Movie tragedy. I'm sorry. Kevin Kevin Feige wants uh, the Black Widow movie to not have a hybrid Disney Plus slash uh, theater release. He wants it a theater only release due to what he feels as Marvel movies are a spectacle and should be treated as such. Well, it's going to be a while. But, uh, it is going to be now. a very long time until she is in theaters. Yes. So, I so, mean, I respect that idea, but if he okays it to come out uh, soon, I am going to not think that's a good idea. So, so right not. now, I believe it still has its May 7th date. Uh, I don't think they're going to be changing from that just because of the where the vaccine's kind of been, kind of how things are kind of rolling right now. I, I think they're going to hold on that and they're going to do the theater release then. They might do a Disney Plus release alongside if Feige kind of backs off a little bit. And I think that's their best bet to make maxim to maximize their money right now. And that's kind of all Disney cares about, let's be clear. Um, so I think it would be smart to do a hybrid release. I don't think they'd make the money they think, but also, no, I think at this point it's no. hold on, hold on, Chris. Uh, I think at this point their best bet is put it out on everything, try to make as much of that budget back, and just and just plan for the future from there, and just go from there, and just just do what they can at this point, and not expect it to be a mega smash hit because it's not going to. That's just what's going to happen. Uh, like I listen, listen. You know what? I'm going to be stupid, and I'm going to own up to my stupidity. No. No hybrid release. Okay. Don't release, like, you don't have to release it, like, in May because of all the, because of the stupid virus, and I can't go outside, okay? I can't do anything right now, so, like, don't, okay, oh, God, okay, I need to calm down, like, okay. (sighs) All right. Don't do a hybrid release. It may be smart to do it. It's not the right thing to do it. Because that, it's, I'm sorry. Like, personally, I, I understand it's probably the smart thing to do. Yes. But, like, for for Black Widow, somebody, for a character, for, for Scarlett Johansson, uh, yeah, like, oh, it's going to release hybrid and she has to deal with that. Like, I know, wipe her tears with her Benjamins. Okay, I, I understand that. Like, like, there's no love lost for the 1%. But like, for her character, sorry, dude, sorry, I, you're, just, you're just ripping into the one percent. It's just so funny to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't get me started. Um, for her character to have been a side character in all of the other MCU movies up until this point, to not ha- for her, fi- for, for finally for her standalone movie to come out only to be released on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's... that sucks. I'm sorry. That sucks too much. Like, I don't care how long you have to wait. It, I Like, I can wait till after May if they push it back. I can wait as long as it comes out in theaters only. That could be in 100 years. I'm not going to see another new movie in theaters oh, until, no. like, the next century. Because people are stupid. It, no, screw it. I'm a cursed man, all right? No, I don't. I don't, I don't want a hundred years of of what we're going through right now. Millions upon millions of people have died. Anyway, like I know it's not the smart decision, but it's not the right thing to do. I'm sorry, it's not right. It's not fair. I don't care. I'm jumping off this cliff. Okay, I hear you. Um, I respectfully 
hear everything you're saying. She is a character that deserves her own movie and a movie that deserved to be in theaters and to be after Endgame um, and to be a prequel um, feels, even in and of itself, almost like a disservice. But she was getting one, and we were all excited for it, and we were all pumped. But I have a couple things to say. A, I don't think there's much that this movie is going to offer that Falcon and Winter Soldier could probably offer us. And the response to WandaVision and its very interesting experimentation, for Kevin Feige to walk out and say that the MC movies are deserving of a spectacle of a big screen is someone who thinks that screens are going to survive in a way that they're not. They're not, guys. We're not going to be done with this virus for a, another year. Like, the vaccine isn't going to roll out smoothly for another year. And the people who really desperately need it, like the people who go to theaters cheaply, the ones that would just go to the theaters that we worked at, those people aren't going to get the vaccine. Not that fast. Not that quickly. They aren't. Not in big cities. Not in droves. And that's not going to happen for another one or two years. You're going to sit this movie on the shelf for one or two years? The MCU's a narrative. Guys, I'm sorry. She doesn't deserve it, but nobody deserved this. This is the way the world is now. You have to just suck up, nut up. And the only reason Warner Brothers did it, and I have said it before, it is a dick move. But the only reason they could is they had the Snyder Cup behind them, which is to put everything half and half. But that was the way everything was going. The only reason this is the way it is. The only reason this is the way it is. Is because Christopher Nolan decided that he wanted Tenet to come out in theaters only in the worst part of this pandemic. It was the dumbest thing to do. It yeah. set a precedent for everything else. And it sucked because people were like, oh, well, now we, now what are we going to do? And the real answer to all of this should have been shut down the theaters, bail them out, or have the studios give them money. And you should have sat on this for a while. Or you should have gotten together just – Put your chips where it was and accepted the fact that this stuff was going to go the way it was. We didn't know that for another year into this. But guys were in this for a long, long-ass haul. They're finally mm -hmm. getting to the point where they can figure out how to like film things. But I'm sorry. They're sitting on this shit, and it's got to come out. It has to. People yep. should not be going outside. We have second, three strains. The vaccine is not coming out the way they want to. It's just not. People still don't have jobs. It's It's negative. I, I I get it. I really do, Kevin Feige. I do. But you wanted theaters to live long enough, and you wanted the experience to be the way it was longer. But that's not the way it is anymore. I wish this wasn't the case. I want movies to live. I wish Black Widow had a theatrical release. But the smart, smart move should be to give people a Black Widow movie in their homes because they can't go anywhere. She deserves to be watched at home. By people who like her, not to, not to wait three or four years for this. Maybe we're lucky because it's a prequel, but you can't do this with all the other movies. This is the one movie that can sit on the shelf because it's a prequel, and it's a personal journey for her. Sure, great. She is very lucky for that. But Kevin Feige is not talking about Black Widow. He's talking about all the movies, which in the middle of WandaVision, one of the most biggest eruptive uh, uh, MCU things to come out in forever. It's making huge strides and choices and decisions and to sit there and say that it is not worthy to be up there on the big screen. Wow. What does that say? Theaters are dying, bro. 
we, they may have been the big spectacle of the last 10 years, but man, you just, you just showed up with WandaVision and didn't realize that you brought up the Sopranos of your MCU TV golden era. And it's going to make, it's going to make your making movies so much harder. I, 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 it's so confusing and it's so hard because she does deserve more. But at the end of the day, theaters aren't opening for another year, guys. They're not opening for six months smoothly and they're not opening for another year smoothly. Nothing's yeah. coming out appropriately for another year. They just have to deal with it. Yep. I agree with you. I, we obviously talked a little bit about this before the show, but yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. I think, like, I understand Feige's frustration as wants, but that's not the world we live in, and that's just life. As someone who has the vaccine and someone who's going to get the second one and can go to a theater without a mask if he wants to, I don't think that's fair. No. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair that I have to deal with elderly folks for me to get that job and to get that vaccine for that to happen for to me to go see a fucking movie. Yep. There's a lot of pro- there's a lot of reasons why we're here in the first place and it is not Kevin Feige's fault. It's not movie's fault. Nope. It's not even necessarily Christopher Nolan's fault, but it was a bad bad decision to yep. not sit on the biggest blockbuster in a long time when there was no ties to it. It had no comic book ties, it had no narrative and now everyone is following by what he did and it was it was calamitous. All right, so let's get to the last bit of news, shall we? This is going to be the big one. I am freezing in Chris's tree. I am so cold too. So, so boys, so cold. something and came. Out, something came out today. Oh my it, god, you're gay! And it, yeah, <laughs> it was the official trailer to the Snyder Cut. I was going to say congratulations, Zach. Oh, I was going to. No, I was going to say it was a sex tape, but um, it's close enough. Yeah. And, and and most importantly, we saw our first look at Jared Leto in it. Yeah, and, man. And he he canonized the meme. Four hours long. Yes. Non-stop. Yeah. Four hours. hours long. 240 minutes. I'm going to watch every minute of it, start to finish. I've got some questions for this. i got some cues. Yep. So, it's... It is longer, uh, that's what she said, but are there, did they have to do reshoots, like, new scenes and stuff? Yeah, with the yeah, they shot, yes. they shot, like, an entire sequence of Jared Leto, like, it, yeah. Okay, but this is, it's not just Jared Leto, like, they did it for Henry No, Cow. they, other things, other thing as well, they brought a lot of people back to they, finish things. From okay. what I understood, the vast majority of the time they ended up spending on the reshoots was with Jared Leto, though, but they did do other stuff, too. Mm, okay. So, it, it seems like it seems like what Snyder had was the opportunity to finish the things that he did, but then go one step further with yep. this dream sequence, with the 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 Batman dream sequence thing. Yeah, I think nightmares. that's what he used that extra money for to show Leto, and not only just show Leto, but show Darkseid and the people he brings. And I think that's where he the most of the reshoots and extra stuff was going. Outside mm-hmm. of that, there's some other things. There's some, but most of it was again shit that he cut that he shot that they didn't use and the reason they're doing this is because it was all footage that was shot pre before yeah. pandemic uh harry, Len- harry lennox was a big part of the reshoots too so interesting so, they, so cool stuff okay so it's it's not only just getting the old footage and reshooting stuff it's also a new script 
No, no, it's the same. It's Zack Snyder's original script. So what happened was, I, I don't know if you know, like, the actual production history of, of Justice No, League. I didn't care. So, so basically what happened was Zack Snyder shot, like, shot the whole movie. He, he shot everything. Then, like, halfway through editing, his daughter died and he had to leave. And they replaced him with Joss Whedon. And the studio basically ordered Whedon to do a bunch of reshoots and then to gut what was left of Snyder's thing. And Whedon, from what we understood, was kind of an ass on it, which, you know, we're not... It don't That's matter. actually more news. That's actually more news. He is, more people have That's, actually stepped out against Joss Whedon, including Sarah Michelle Geller. All of them stepped out and said that Joss Whedon had a horrible Buffy set. Yeah, this was this was an it. This was something that was like news like two months ago, though. No, I'm saying it's news now. Charisma Car- Charisma Carpenter oh. came out recently this week and said that sh- that Joss Whedon was an just. She made her own statement about it, but not only that, a bunch of people from the set and from the show came out and were like, as much as I stand by that show, Joss Whedon made that set horrible. And it was not, it was it, a common phrase used by the cast when she put the statement out was, it was a traumatic experience that all of us are just now realizing what we went through. All of them are saying we are just now realizing and, and coping with the, what we went through on that set, which is insane. Wow, what the hell does that mean? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so women, just women, by the way. Interesting. Oh, no. that, that's that's interesting. Um, so basically the studio ordered him to gut basically everything and kind of do a bunch of stuff. So he took a bunch of footage that was already shot, reshot some stuff to help him kind of tie it all together, and then that's what we ended up getting in theaters. What this movie is is what Zack Snyder had originally planned to use that footage for, and it's edited this in the exact way Zack Snyder originally added along with what Zack Snyder usually does as normal director's cuts, which are usually like three, three and a half hours long. But this is just all of... It's just the movie he intended plus his director's cut in general is one movie. So... There's a bunch of stuff in it. We we've seen. Uh, obviously, we're getting Jared Leto's Joker. We're, we saw Granny Goodness in the back of one of the thing. Uh, Henry Lennox is in the movie finally. Who was cut? There's um, tons of stuff. Uh, Steppenwolf actually looks good in this instead of kind of like a dumb animated whatever. He looks kind of like a creature, and that's kind of what we always wanted. And it lines up better with like BVS's design of him from the director's cut and there's just um, uh joe mangelello's character is expanded in this spoiler but this movie's like four years old so you know i don't give a shit four uh, hours long oh peter guinness is actually in the movie which is cool who i, I just I... peter guinness is an actor he uh he was in um not for long <laughs> what would you know him from? <laughs> He's gonna kill him. He's gonna kill him, guys. Stop him. We gotta stop <laughs> Now, right now, it is way yeah. too cool to he, go walking. He's, he's, he's an old Doctor Who actor. Um so yeah, there there's a bunch of new members of the cast that got added. There's all sorts of cool stuff. It, it's, so what do you guys think of, what do you guys think? Do you think it'll be a step up, or do you think it's just adding to crap? I think it's a step up, but I don't think it's going to be much no. of a step up. No, 
It's going to be like carbon neutral. Like nothing will change. I don't think it'll be carbon neutral. <laughs> Four <laughs> hours long. Okay. Uninterrupted. First off, Chris. Uninterrupted. No commercials. I get that. No episode breaks. So, so Chris. Start to finish. Chris, I can't wait. It's, it's going to be it's so fun. insane. Guys, guys. I can't wait. Let me talk. Please. For the love of God. I can't wait. So, so first off, I can already tell you from what I've seen in this trailer, the movie visually is about 10 steps up from what we got. First off. Um, as far as the acting's concerned, I think Chris is right. It'll be carbon neutral, but I think we're going to get a lot better visuals. I think the story is going to make a lot more sense because ah! everything will make s- everything will be be look the way it was intended to look and the way it was shot. I think everything will just make more sense and it will just look infinitely better than than it did. Did they? Uh, <laughs> did, are they going to keep Henry Cavill's mustache? Well. That Please is the, the, be- the best part about that is it doesn't matter because he had a beard. <laughs> His character has a beard, so it don't matter. Wait, is, is it like that in the trailer? Yeah, we've seen him with a beard. The, the, he also the big thing. Well, wait, what? Yeah, I, I watched he, the trailer. He, the point, wait, the point, he, he, shot, he shot a. He literally shot the movie with Zack Snyder and yeah. then he came back and did reshoots. That's when he had the mustache with Josh yeah. Whedon's reshoots. Right, right. So he like all this stuff beforehand didn't matter. That the mustache is this is pre the mustache game footage. Uh, yeah. So so the mustache won't be a problem. <laughs> but no, but he. Uh, I'm asking if he when he did reshoots, did he have a mustache? He didn't do any reshoots. They didn't. Yeah. No. Oh, then. I think from what I heard, I like, know it sucks. Dude, we want him back. I want him back. Wasn't a lot of the reshoots having to do with like Ray Fisher, if I remember correctly, like Ray Fisher, Ezra Miller, and like Jared Leto. Yeah, but, uh, and, literally, uh, almost everyone who is mostly in the movie or particular to uh, things that got cut out, for example, yeah. Ray Fisher's whole football arc and his dad, all that stuff got cut out. So yeah, they needed to fill some more stuff to add to the footage they had, but mostly. They didn't need Superman because I'm assuming it's still pretty much the same story. And it's just the the few things here that are probably taken out. I don't think they, and the other thing about Superman is like, he's mostly CGI heavy anyway. So they probably shot that shit early on with him and needed to get it right out of the way. Um, But uh, uh, I mean, to say what you're talking about, Chris, the four hour thing, like I just watched Dr. Shivago uh, when I was working the other day on mute and that thing flew by for four hours. Lawrence of Arabia can fly by. Um, you could watch all three Star Wars movies and that's more than four hours. I'm just talking about the original ones. You watch them all in one day. No fucking problem, man. I, I We can I have a podcast, one episode of a podcast. If that's for, we should have a podcast that's longer than this fucking thing, and I guarantee it's going to be more interesting because we're entangled in passive-aggressive relationships and genuine discussions about Harry Potter. This, on the other hand, begs a very interesting question, which is the mess of BVS, even its ultimate edition, versus the mess that is the eventual Justice League Josh Whedon cut. These are two very interesting forms of shit. One is... <laughs> really kind of aimless and kind of filled with jokes that don't need to be there and actors that obviously didn't want to be there and hate the hate the experience overall and then also tainted by the fact that it doesn't look like the other obviously well shot stuff 
And it just, the one thing I will give Justice League above anything else is it understands how Superman is supposed to look at the end of that movie. That is the best version of Superman that Henry Cavill has ever done. I'm not looking forward to the Zack Snyder version to come back, but <laughs> whatever. Um, and, and when it comes to BVS and that bad, yes, it is one man's vision, and that is fair. Because Josh Whedon's cut is not his vision. It's a movie he came in, took the money, and just kind of like made a Frankenstein monster and ran yeah, away. He, with- he cobbled it together, kind of. It wasn't his baby. He didn't give a shit, and everyone has said so. Zack Snyder re- sadly had a tragedy taken away from this vision. Personally, I don't like his fucking movies. I don't. I think they're bad. I think they're beautiful looking. Um, I think he he understands the power of a visual image. I don't think he knows how to fucking say anything with it or anything that I actually agree with. And more importantly, he doesn't understand moving imagery in terms of storytelling. He may understand how to like – he understands like music video language but not actual structural whole narrative how to like do it. it like he makes basically collages. It, it like like collages in ways that I just don't, I, I hate it. I don't I <laughs> be, like DVS to me is basically like you suck a DVD in and went to the menu and just went shuffle on scenes and that's it. That's BVS to me. It's just one scene after another. Nothing ties to it. I hate his language of storytelling. And but it is a vision. It is beautiful. It is one I it is one man's view of these characters and this world. No doubt about it. Jimmy Olsen gets shot in the head and that's the way it is. Superman can barrel a man through a wall and consider that okay because he was going to shoot his girlfriend in the face. Like it, that movie makes no sense, no sense. But it has a it has a vibe about it. It is unmistakably Zack Snyder's movie. He deserves to finish his vision. He does. I'm not going to like it. I can tell you that right now. And the fact that it comes out on my fucking birthday pisses me off. Was it actually? <laughs> Yeah. You're gonna spend four hours of my fucking birthday watching this shit just to be part of your conversation? Fuck you. Fuck you. Don't blame me. I'll blame Chris. Chris is the one who wants to have this conversation. Let's all go mad together. (laughs) No, I mean that's that. No, they they pick that. They and it sucks because I don't want to. And I can be related depending on what we record and we need to talk about it. So whatever. But like, that sucks for me, man. That sucks. Uh, that sucks for me, man. Already combating with fucking St. Patty's Day. I'm a hangover baby is? over here. You, you know like, give is? me that shit. That is them just saying happy fucking birthday and then spitting in your mouth. You know what they're really saying? That they're putting it on the day after St. Patrick's Day? It's a smart move to put it on the middle of March because that's when the first blockbusters are supposed to come out. But also it's sort of like saying, you got drunk the night before, right? Just sit down and watch this for four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, no. You know what? We're not going to do it. You know, we're not going to talk about it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to hold that shit off and I'm going to listen to people talk about it and see GIFs and see the GIFs and see oh, the no! Do you know why? Because it's on our fucking wheel. Oh, yeah. no, you son of a biscuit. Uh, I got a dick and you can ride it. Fucking Justice League's not a cut. Here's our loophole. 
We have done whole episodes on like Infinity War and Last Jedi. Okay, Last Jedi, okay, Star Wars is a part of our series, but MCU wasn't. We've done whole episodes on the on the Marvel releases and like um <laughs> we have done when we and the Marvel series would never Chris, are you actually over? arguing are you for Chris? me to watch wait, this wait, movie wait. on my fucking birthday? We don't are you watch actually it. We arguing do not have for to that? Watch, you do not have to watch it on your birthday. Okay. Telling me you're overruling you're you're overruling the wheel. I would know. I would, I would say yes. Or, well, we don't have to do a whole episode on it. We don't have to do a whole episode on it. Because I doubt that we're going to have a whole episode's worth of content for it. But I just love the idea of us going <laughs> oh, fucking hours long. Are you fucking kidding me? There's going to be content. You guys can watch it. You guys can watch it and talk about it. And I'll know about it. People, I'll go to Twitter and I'll find out real fast. But like, no, this is I'm not, not going to watch it until not, we do the wheel. This is not another Mandalorian. This is not another Mandalorian. We are not talking about it on this show until you lay eyes upon it. Okay? We are not going to talk about the Snyder Cut until Alex sees it start to finish. Ah, fuck nuts. <laughs> ah, man. That is pressure. You don't I'm telling pressure, you, man. Alex, I am well, telling you, you do man. not, you do not have to see it on your birthday. I'm just saying, eventually, you have to see it, and we will get impatient. How dare you imply that my reactions to Zack Snyder movies are hilarious and entertaining, you fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Four hours long! I can't wait to go and say it! So, Peter's caught up on WandaVision, so let's... Yes! Yes! Let's talk yeah, about yeah. let's on. talk about episode six, shall we? Life so, is unfair. So oh, yeah. I want to say episode six, dude. I love Evan Peters. I just love Evan Peters. He's he's the most man child person ever, and it's great. <laughs> he's wonderful. Just like as a I love person, him. like an actor, like the character he plays. Yeah. Wait, what? I, I, I gotta say, after watching him years on American Horror Story, the guy's got range. And to see him as Crook Silver, yeah, he was the standout for a reason. He's really fun as it. But, like, in this, I, I felt he had mad Jim Carrey energy. Real, real j- good Jim Carrey energy during the Halloween app. It's Billy's idea. I'm Tommy. And don't you forget it! Yes, dude, that is that made me laugh so hard. And then, oh, and, then, and then, of course, and then, of course, unleash hell, demon spawn. <laughs> so classic. Oh, oh I love, I love Evan Peters. I, uh, he's just so fun. He, he, he looks like he's having a great time. Like between just like these staring at Elizabeth Olsen with her, with herself turned back, turned around, and just like incidentally comments about everything. I just, I love it. I love it. Uh, it's great. I mean, I guess before we started, there are some theories out there that Chris, you don't know about. So I just don't know what what to say or what to theorize and what not to. This would be my statement to you that I was trying to give to Zach before. Anything that's been in the MCU before, any character, someone like Ultron, for example, that's something that you can talk about. But any character that's comic-based that you may have heard theories thrown about that has not shown up yet on the show and has no introduction yet, Chris doesn't know anything about. Okay, never mind. So, 
to get on that, actually, uh, one of the theories everyone keeps talking about is that the head of sword is Ultron. And I think that's so interesting. <laughs> oh, Dick, Dick Mouth? That guy? Yeah, Dick Mouth. Yeah. Dick Mouth. He's oh, my God. Super duper sketch. I mean, yeah, he's sketchy. I don't think he's Ultron. So, I, I, God, I, I swear, Alex, didn't I have this conversation with you like three days, like three days ago about Ultron? I don't remember yeah. all the details of it, but I, I read this theory that, like, and I felt like we had this really interesting conversation about it, and I don't remember where I went with it. <laughs> now I want to relook it up and, and like, <clears throat> do well, it. While you're looking at, while you're looking it up, I'm going to ask you, Chris. Uh, because this is a theory that you can get into, how would you feel if Ultron was involved in this somehow, or if Ultron came back? Ultron comes back in comics all the time, but would you like him to be gone, or do you feel like his presence asks too many questions? Uh, I don't know what to think of that. I'm still I'm trying to wrap my head around like what this show is. Like, Fair. Um, like this last episode, I'm just like, now what's going on? It's just like the whole, like, with Evan Peters, like... Like, um, I know the only like speculation that I listen to is Mr. Sunday Movies and his recap episodes. Um, yeah, they talk about some people though, yeah, they do. And I'm just like, I'm th- they're throwing around names like Mephisto, and it's like, he, like, <sighs> I think in order for me to be like really satisfied, um, by, um, by an outcome, is it's the person that is behind this has to be somebody we have seen in this show now okay okay so i i you are my guinea pig in this oh boy. okay because well in a good way zach and i and peter because peter didn't give a fuck when he started watching he just went straight into wikipedia about certain things <laughs> you are saying you are saying clear and you are the everyday normal interested home audience you don't give fuck about comics you don't know anything about mephisto you need it to be somebody within that show which means you are understanding it the way you should be it's a tv show this is a narrative you are following the narrative they wouldn't do that to us yes it's the mcu but no they're exactly which is the argument i was making in the first place which is that i don't think it's just wanda somebody else is pushing this so it, the, the, there there is text within the show that says there is somebody there doing something that's bad outside of the just the main everyday prejudice of director of sword. Somebody within that bubble was doing right. something. I People, did. I did just have sense. A... Sorry. Well, no, that's the thing. Like we don't know, but like that's what the show is trying to tell you, Chris, without hinting anything. Like if you don't know anything about the comics, if you're just an everyday ordinary person watching it, having just watched the MCU. You have to treat it like any other MCU movie that's happened before. This is the same scale, same characters, same type thing. What do they do? They introduce this to a new villain. Mandarin came and left in a in a movie. Um, same thing with a lot of other villains. They came and they left within a movie. This has the opportunity to introduce us with a villain, have them do their thing, and then leave. They don't necessarily have to stay. Or maybe it's a show that they want to make more of, or it will connect to another movie, and he will come back. But I think... I think that there's a bad guy. He's going to show up in the three next three episodes somewhere, and he's either going to be dispatched or taken somewhere else in some extent, the way that they have in any other normal MCU story. And I only think that 
through what I've seen of the text of the show. So if we're going to talk about the text of the show without talking about things, I would ask you this, Chris. Is Evan Peters good or bad? I think that motherfucker's bad. He's sketchy. He's yeah, he's sketchy. Like he he's so sketchy. He's egging her on or something. Like exactly. Like, but here's the thing. Like I think like he's trying to break this fourth wall in a way. Like, but in like a provocative way. You know. I think I think he's trying to make her feel guilty. I think he's trying to push her buttons. I think, I think he wants her to continue doing this, but I also think he's, at like, literally, she shuts the door and he gives her a scare to the face. He's giving, he's giving problems between her and the husband. Like, I think he's, he, there's a, somebody else that I watched on YouTube that pointed out the line, I'm here to give you grief. And, like, the more I watch it, the more I'm like, maybe he is legitimately feeding off her negative energy. There was, like, a Dementor. Or positive energy, never mind. Like, a, like a Dementor, yeah. No, 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 it's positive energy. They feed off of positive okay. energy. Okay, so... Oh, sorry. Mm, so mm, I have I, something to add. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, Zach, uh, let him go, let him go. Yeah, I was gonna let him go. Uh, thank you, both of you, appreciate it. Um, <laughs> from, I binged the first five, first five, yeah, first five episodes, and then, you know, I waited for the, for the sixth one, but... I did read about Mephisto, not a ton. I just did it once when Zach or uh, when Alex was over, and then that was it. I, I didn't really care that much, but I do think it's it's his character is sketchy, and they they flat out tell you every episode if something is suspicious, like it's there for a reason. Every episode has been like that. There's nothing that's been like, oh, that was weird. Maybe it was just, no, no, everything in that fucking script, every character, every choice, every move they got, fucking make, every move you make, that, <laughs> yeah, like, it, it is there for a reason, and his character coming back, and not the other Quicksilver from related to the MCU, didn't come back. That means something. It's not just, oh, it's just a recast. No, in this sixth episode, he flat out is like, I don't really remember. And she's like, why do you look different? He's like, Ooh. like they flat out are asking, okay? They're asking for the audience, which is not just asking. There's some underlining thing there. There's some very interesting things to notice about that. First of all, she has changed promos for the show before. Yep. When the show's open up in some previous episodes she's changed what those scenes are in the promos in this promo of this episode we see aaron taylor johnson die as quicksilver then later she does the kick-ass thing full deadpool like what what's going on yeah it, it is it is weird I, I overlooked that one small thing but no that's a good point i i think um whatever it is it's gonna have to explain a lot in the last three episodes because if it's a new villain which is perfectly normal for an mcu anything you know new villain drops in for a movie originally my thought was would they really do that in a tv show like that like just come up with something new and try and explain it and i was like wait this is marvel like that's the whole fucking point but uh so like if it is some character in the comics it will be a different version of that character you know like we won't know everything because they'll it, it'll inevitably change like the backstory the powers something will be slightly tweaked to fit the to fit the show you know yeah. but so, whatever whatever it is it's i don't think that's actually me personally i don't think it's um quicksilver at all 
Yeah. I, I think he's totally fibbing about like, um, you know, the multiverse thing or you draw know, whatever, whatever theory there is. I think it's all BS. And I think maybe it's just a face that someone is using for some reason, but it's still a, a little weird. Costume? It could be a hot. Exactly. So like it, it could be someone that was already in that town, you know, that they just, yeah. that this thing is using to beat Quicksilver. And it might, and it could just be that, oh, we'll throw Evan Peters in there to, you know, stir the pot to make people confused and try and think of, oh, it's multiverse, it's whatever, but it might just be a skin suit, you know? Yeah. So there's a theory I read, and this, this is, this is briefly comic book, but I don't know much about this character. I just know the very, like, very brief thing I read about it. And I don't care about sharing this because I, I don't know, but it makes sense, at least as far as what we've seen. I'm going to only talk about stuff we've seen and stuff that would make sense from what we already know. So th there's a theory that the main villain is a character called Nightmare, who rules a place called the Dream Dimension. Nightmare, Nightmare, Nightmare! Yeah, so <laughs> that, to me, seems to be making a lot of sense because... He can obviously isolate this character. Probably, likely, is just isolating it to Westview, view and and fucking with Wanda, which sounds like what a character who rules a place called the Dream Dimension would be. Also, the Dream Dimension <clears throat> is something that would tie to Doctor Strange because we know there's many different dimensions, like the Dark Dimension, the Mirror Dimension. There's no, this, there's no reason to say there isn't a place called the Dream Dimension, and there. I hate to, I hate to poke a hole in your theory, buddy, but she does walk out of that bubble, and she does look sword in the face and say, "Get out of my shit!" A wide awake person. Yeah, yeah. that's. But it is. Ooh. Is she able to do that because the character led her, or is she is? No, it but it doesn't matter. It's the point is, she'd be awake. She was a wake person, yeah. out there, and also. Vision was an awake person walking out of there. Other people may be able to wake up and fall asleep based off of what Vision does and what she's doing to what? him, but she specifically walked out of that bubble and said, leave me the fuck alone, and then walked right back in. Wide Here's awake. my thing, too. Here's my thing, too. I think I think that, like, she got... Whoever's behind this, like, isn't in control of her. Not fully, at least. Right, like, yeah. whoever no. started this is not in control. And I think that's. Point. I think that would make it more. I think, personally, I think that would make it more interesting. Make a more like, in, like more a more a better antagonist. Yeah. If, well, they're, like, they're more of a devil on the shoulder than than a. Uh, right. Than, right. Right. Yeah. Giving maybe giving her more power just in general, but also just being like, yeah, fuck it up, do it. Yeah. Well, that. What would be more? What would be more crazy than giving a giving a person with immense power? all the grief in the world, pushing her trauma, pushing her actual legitimate grief and anger, and then also at the same time forcing her to fuel that magic. Use more magic. Use more magic while at the same time looking her in the face and being her dead shut-up brother and doing all these things and, like, poking her holes and, like... Right. like it, it is a this for that Eventually thing, she'll know? go off. Yeah. She's, right. like, not only is she going off emotionally, she's going off through all the energy that he tricked her into using to hide that anger so, and it all comes together so part of the theory i read on this actually is really interesting because uh they they said the way they want to do this is because they're going to turn this character into kind of quote unquote their mephisto obviously like they're not going to do literal mephisto i think there's problems with that and a lot of that has to do with legality in other countries to do with the character's origins and all that so i think it's an they, actual mephisto in real life 
Well, yeah, it's his name's Met, Met, Metasopheles, who's the devil, <laughs> basically. Yeah, he's suing devil, and the real court is suing. And oh, too, it's crazy. no <laughs> shit. Huh. Yeah, so um, so there's issues. And they bank off the pandemic. It was crazy. Well, yeah, but there's... there's, <laughs> there's international issues where other countries might not necessarily like that, and, you know, it's whatever. I'm. I don't care. A lot of people are talking about how it, it's the biggest issues in the China market, but like, you know, I don't want to talk about that. But the the point is, is that they could have this character's name be Nightmares, the you know, blah 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 blah. But he's basically just Mephisto. But he's a new name, new character, new everything, which is is very in line with how the MCU likes to do everything, where this character is always that that devil on the shoulder that we see other characters. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Um, if it is somebody that has yeah. not been introduced yet, yes. like in this show, yeah, it's yeah. coming next episode. I can't yeah. imagine another place where you put it. No, they've been very, they've been very, very, very quick with the story, which I think is a good thing. I'm glad it's not just drawn out and it feels like every episode is right? the fucking same. It's like there's, there's, there are things being unveiled every episode and it's you know 30 minutes you're like great this is what it should be yeah more information each episode great 40 minutes yeah yeah and i i think i i just had a weird kind of thought if it is someone who is able to use someone else's body and also uh, like like evan peter's body whoever the his character is okay if it is quicksilver let's say it's he's not actually quicksilver why can why can't this character just shapeshift into the actual Quicksilver of the MCU? He's if this is someone who can do who can create powers out of thin air and make his own version or her own version or its own version of Quicksilver, why can't it she him they whatever just make a new face and actually make it look like the Quicksilver of the MCU? Why is it Evan Peters, you know? It's just, that's true. Uh, I don't know, but I, I, I think... Give that, me the answer, Zach, please! I don't know. But, <laughs> but, Zach, please. Dude, dude please. I, I want to I say shit I've read so badly, but I don't want to ruin it for Chris. I... God damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You know what? I'm going to be the bigger man here. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to well, say I, it. I, I, bigger man. I'm you're just, doing the bare minimum. No, you're doing the bare minimum. Yes, you're doing the bare minimum. Here's the here's the thing, Chris. Um, you are trying not to get into the comic stuff so you don't get spoiled. You are also sadly host of a film podcast, so there you go. But with that being said, I the only thing what I What the hell does that uh, mean? It means no, that sometimes we're gonna talk about comic stuff on our MCU discussions. And okay. I but I'm just I'm just getting to the point that you've been saying since the very beginning that you've slowly been accepting more and more, which is that yeah, I think there's a new villain here, man. I don't think it's anyone who's existed before. And I think the villainy of the sword director, and I've heard a really good theory that I'm going to say in a second, I think he's actual prejudice. I think he lied I think he lied about Monica's mom, and I think he's going to get kicked out of the job, and hopefully Monica will be uh, the director of sword, hopefully eventually. But I, I think he's actual prejudice, and I think he's trying to make Sentinels. If X-Men are coming, someone's going to make Sentinels, and I think he's a direction of that. He's been using Vision's material for five years. He's oh, got sent- sentient stuff. I think that motherfucker's making Sentinels, and he's going to be the prejudice of the X-Men oh, that's coming. Oh, but I think man. there's an actual villain 
I think there's an actual villain that's fucking with Scarlet Witch, and I think but, it's Quicksilver. But he's not small. He's not short. He's not short. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe Scarlet Witch makes him small. Maybe he's a midget in that in that circle. Do you think she'll turn him into an angry elf? Dude, maybe. Dude. <laughs> Alex, I I'm gonna send you something on Facebook. You don't have to say nothing. Please, but... no more donkey shows. Please, no, no more. <laughs> I, no, 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 I love them. I'm just Alex, not caught up. Porn? I'm just not cut up. Are you telling me you want clown porn? No, uh, that's in my family, man. That's in my blood. Of course, I want. That joke stemmed from my family. Don't you get in my way of clown porn? I want it. It's in my blood. So no, I don't. That is that is a Robles family joke that you are a guest on. Um, I do think so. Like, I so I don't think it's going to be a villain that we have. Like, I don't I don't think the villain. Goodness gracious, stupid candy cane. I don't think the villain. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, wait. What? Okay, you can you wait. can read if you want. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's fucking February. What are you doing? Uh, uh, Mom gave me leftover candy canes. They're really, the they're really good. No, it wasn't you saying sorry. It's just candy cane. It was you munching on it after. Yeah. That was so crystal clear. It's like you were eating in my ear. Hey, that rhymes. Yeah. Uh, Alex, if you wanna, if you wanna go check your Facebook, I sent you the clown porn. Like, I want to see it too. So um. Sorry, Peter. You're not allowed. <laughs> exclusive club. You know. Um. So. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be somebody we haven't seen at this point, because like Sword's job just got infinitely harder. Because that because the because the the bubble the hex expanded and ate up that entire camp, including Darcy. Which, damn. Um, yeah, dude. I I knew the second he was like. Oh my god! I knew I knew something was gonna happen to her. She's like, "I'll stay behind." Yeah, but um, I think can can I can I can I just say something? I'm not gonna make okay. this is an anonymous thing, but just because I can make it easier this way, Zach, is that confirmed? There's there's is that a, is that a confirm or is it a rumor? There's teaser video of him doing it of him in it. Okie doke. Okay, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I mean, yeah, that I don't shit. Wanna, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll tell Peter, but Chris, you don't want to know that. Chris, keep your keep your nose off the grindstone. Oh my this God, week. it's Han Solo. He comes back. <laughs> Might as well be. Uh, uh, Alex, I'll, I'll see if I can, the news on this one. If I can find it. That's interesting. Um, yeah, Zach I can't Stone's keep my nose off stuff. the ground. How am I going to sniff my cocaine? Uh, fair. Because, I'll, I'll take it. Alex, uh, Alex there's, there's like... <laughs> There's like actual video of it. I'll see if I can find it. But dude, okay. it's shit. it's it's like official Disney shit that like showed this. Fucking it's, news. Uh, All right. Um, so yeah, you know how I feel about leaks. Yeah, it's a leak. Um, stay away from that as best you can, man. Ooh, God. Anything that says WandaVision, take your nose away. Okay. Well, Damn. well we have one week. Oh, sorry, five Hopefully. days. Six, six days. We got three weeks, guys. This is like three episodes left. This news doesn't really uh, mean one episode thing. I don't know. Um, That's interesting, guys. Breaking news. Good call, good Zach. Damn. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit just changed well, for me. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, You're not making this easy. I'm, I'm, telling, you, easy. I'm telling you. It's Han. It's Han. 
he comes I, back. It doesn't change. It light. doesn't change. It doesn't change the conversation that we're having right now, which is that there is somebody. There's somebody doing this to her, and I don't trust Quicksilver. I think he's legit wearing a fucking costume. In fact, there's uh, a moment where he's talking to her, and it's a it's an over the shoulder shot, and the there's a like gleam around him, like it's a technique. Like if you, I don't, I'm not sure what shot it is specifically, but it's when they're having a conversation in the middle of Halloween, and all the kids are running around and doing stuff. But it's an over the shoulder shot. I think it's consistent throughout the scene. But you, you, it's looking at her over his shoulder, and you can see his outline. But his outline has like another kind of clear line over it, oh, almost God. like there's a like pharynx. I'm not kidding. I, I I looked at it and I didn't see anyone else mention it, but I was like, that's either a technical thing or they're specifically pointing it out. But I think okay. he's, I see this. Uh, what should I look for? What should I Google? I'll look. I'll look. I've been watching the Prisoner Azkaban as we've been doing this. Okay. Uh, we're now so, thir- we're now forty minutes to ask Ben. I'm gonna take a break to go find one division. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. so like, let it out, man. I don't think we're gonna. Oh man, you you guys like geeking out over this over these leaks or not making this my are not making my job easy. But like, I can tell you right now, truthfully, it has nothing to do with. The Mephisto stuff. It's okay. there's it has it doesn't reveal anything like that. It's just something else. But it is a leak. Um, uh, it's in terms solo, of the film, I swear to God, well, uh, no. I, I I I think I would like it to be someone magical. I want to see someone. We haven't seen anyone like the sorcerers from um, Doctor Strange come out. Harry for Potter. Like the idea, Harry Potter. I like the idea that Agnes is either in, uh, she's got to be in on it, man. Even though she put on a performance for Vision, I think. There's a, someone oh, so you're no, okay. So that was gonna be my that was gonna be my next question. Are we ruling out Agnes here? No, are you no. kidding me? She's a sketchy. Chris, Chris, the real question is: Has anybody ever heard of a red herring? Well, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. I think she is. I, it, I think that she, if she could, be out of the grip of the bad guy and not be at his will that she would be a good person or maybe do her own thing to make herself free, maybe do her own evil deeds. But I think that she is like a servant based off of force of the bad guy. I don't think she's willing to do it. There's a very interesting thing that someone pointed out, which is that she is always wearing the brooch. What's the first thing she reaches for when he awakes her in that car is there's no brooch on her neck. Brooch has gone and she's trying to leave. There's Mephisto stuff that people talked about, but no one's made a clear example to that. But I noticed that, and I was like, mm, mm, I was about to say, I think, like, uh, Alex, I just sent somebody's you. within earshot. Somebody is within earshot of Wanda at all times. Yeah, please. And the person we've seen consistently is Agnes until yeah. this this latest episode. No, it's it's fishy. She's trying to leave. I mean, that alone. Just take take the medallion, whatever she's wearing around her neck aside, because I didn't notice that. I was just picking up on cues of her trying to get the fuck out of Dodge as soon as she well, possibly could. There's also the other people around her, which is people don't know why there are like people think that the further away that they are from Wanda and to the that the point they get to the perimeter of the bubble, that the spell gets weaker on people and they become more animatronic. That's why by the time Vision reaches those people, they're just standing still. But Agnes on the perimeter can still talk. She can still yep. say things. She can still get past some field of that, that she's trying yeah. to get to that point. I think, and th- I don't know if this is real with Mephisto or not, I think 
that when Mephisto became Quicksilver, that and I'm just saying Mephisto because that's who I think this is. People just whatever. I don't know what his powers are or anything, but I think when he became that, he was the one who was by Wanda. So Agnes was like, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge and was tried to drive away and try to get out, but couldn't because the further away she got from Wanda or something that had to do with him. I don't know, but I think she's a servant of him and doesn't and would like to get away. But opposite of that does his bidding. But I don't know. She, Catherine Hahn has played good and bad characters before, and she's also really, really good. So I, I, she is sketch as hell to me. Um, you know, but she did look at, she did look Vision in the face and tell him earnestly, "You are dead. You were an Avenger." Telling him facts about the things that he didn't know. Which is she allowed to do that? Good point. You know the, I, I think she is sketchy. I just think. I don't know if she's necessarily bad. She hasn't given me bad vibes. There's one point where she's talking to one of the neighbors and they're like all secret, secret about it. You know, when they were whispering as the guy's like trimming the uh, cinder block hedge, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was hilarious. But like she was whispering, you know, like she's a sketchy character, but going back to whoever this evil guy is, if he is Quicksilver or she, it, whatever they, them, maybe their power isn't that they can shapeshift. Maybe their power revolves around reality and multiverse stuff. So may, since that Quicksilver has been dead for four, however, I don't know how long that actual Quicksilver in the MCU has been dead for, but he can't, the guy's decomposed yeah. at this point. Like he's dead. Like he's, he's dead, dead. He's not, um, he's not vision where he's like some robot thing that can be harvested and used as a puppet. This guy's a dead carcass. Rigor mortis has, you know, set in and passed this guy's skin is just melting off the bone at this point so maybe this character had to actually go to a different dimension grab a quick silver is the only option he had he them it whatever had to do that and then control them that way i don't i don't, I don't know until zach would send me the goddamn link but he's refusing to do it um it's a promo for the next episode uh, uh, so this episode isn't a leak. This is this, so this eight. isn't necessarily a leak so much. As, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Zach. Episode eight, not episode seven. Really? So yeah. that's a leaked pro. That's a leaked promo of, of of episode eight. Yeah. Zach, might I ask the? Uh, is that this on sense. YouTube? Yep. It is now because that's what I watched it on. Um, um, what <laughs> uh, was the? Don't was, do it. Don't do it. What was the? What was the uh, YouTube channel that posted this leak? I'm not gonna tell you. No, tell me. Why? He wants to know. Be the devil on his shoulder. Enable. 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 I won't ask past that. I. It was like some random like movie trailer. Maybe he's gonna block them. You don't know his intention. No, find out. Tell me. I want to know the exact. Uh, I want to know the exact channel. Cryptic. Crip my dick. What? (laughs) Crimp dicks this week on sixty minutes. (laughs) <laughs> do we know what the YouTube channel is or do we not? Yeah, it's like cryptic. I, I'm, it's called cryptic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cryptid or cryptic? Cryptic, like I made a cryptic message. You did? What was it? What did it say? <laughs> a lot of things, apparently. Oh, okay. I'm on the channel too. Should I keep going? Uh, I mean, if you want, it's... Okay. 
not seeing anything. I think I does he post does he post memes? I don't I know. This is, is he a meme channel? I I think this is me. I'm looking at memes. Yeah, like four four months ago is his last their last post. No, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this now, and I don't think it's real. Are you? Yeah, I don't think this is real. Because man. I know there is a channel out Let there. Let me see this shit. Like... Let me see if it's real or not. Come on, I got a good eye. Good eye, Mike. I don't think this, this video is not real. It's not? Alex, send it to me. So. <gasps> I don't Alex. think so. I mean, Alex. I, I can see why people think so, but news. I don't think it's real. If that's the case, then I'm glad I didn't say anything. But I don't think this is real. Alex, can you send me it? Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. There's no talking. Yeah. You don't see any face clearly. Oh, come yeah, on. No. Well, this trick in the book. You see Paul I'm not, I'm not, yeah, pretty I don't think clearly in this. I don't think it's him. Uh, Chris, Chris if I, I'll tell you my, what my thoughts are, Chris. I, will, I won't tell you if I... I'll tell you if I think it's real or not, but I won't go any longer. I won't go further into that. Okay? Very blurry. Like, you have my honest, my honest oath here. Okay. No, it's, I don't think it's real. If you're lying to me, I will I will find out and evict you from the tree. No, I think lying. Lying. I, think just, I think I think Zach got tricked. No, I think I got tricked. Well, ah! I, just, I just want to see for myself, really. Sure. It was the idea that Magneto was there, and it's a video of Magneto pulling Vision to him, but there's no sound, there's no voices. Vision doesn't really look like Vision. It's not. <laughs> Let me see this. Oh my god, it's so funny. I can't like. Oh, come here. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, this is the thing. We live in a world where there's, you know, there's always information out there. Deep yeah. fakes. People are doing our best. I get it. I get it. I am so happy. We dodged, we dodged a bullet, everybody. I mean, I wouldn't completely, like, deny that that's not a possibility, though. It is a possibility, considering what has already been seen on the show. If we're talking about a bad guy who can be Quicksilver, what's stopping him from being Ian McKellen or uh, Michael Fassbender? Or really Michael Like, Magneto or... is not a mind manipulator. That's the thing. No, the the point is, is he would, but he, but the point is, is that he's Wanda's father in the no, comics. He is not only, not only the comics. He is Wanda's father in the uh, the X Men universe. He but is legit she, their father. But uh, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm is not it, gonna go into universe whole. Is it movies owned? Is that who? Is that the account that? I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you. I'm getting. Oh, okay. It was being a jerk. Um. It, I mean, it could happen because he's already been other people in that world. But it would be to him for it would be for him to be like, "I am your real father." But that, again, that wouldn't matter to Wanda. Wanda had parents. Yeah. Wanda had a brother. She cared about those people. She didn't give a shit about Magneto. That that doesn't need to happen. And yeah, it just no, doesn't. It doesn't... The Plus, other in this that. universe, we don't know. With like, they would have to reintroduce Magneto. The the other thing to consider here, hold on, of all things, though, that I was gonna say though is um i lost my train of thought and now i i had it and I, i'm sorry but like i'm sorry because that would have been cool too i would have liked it but i wasn't thinking about it if you add if you add magneto into this world you lose the thing that made magneto cool in the first place which is that he was a holocaust this looks like, like a video that's game was, that's what i was gonna that's what i was gonna ask like like if they bring magneto in do they have to change his origin no 
just because he's Sokovian doesn't mean that he wasn't a Holocaust survivor. We don't. We know that. Agree. This is this is animation. Someone three D rendered a bunch of characters and, and yes! made a silhouette, dude. This is no way real. Bullet yeah. dodged. Vision looks like a black kid. <laughs> like his face resembles a, an African American child. Whatever. Like it's a baby. No, I know. No, whatever. Are you gonna embarrass me more? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. This is we've all. I've been tricked by this shit before. It happens. I just, I've always been able to like tell with like the small little things. And for one, it's a silhouetted shot, which would make no sense for any theme of the show. Nowhere have we ever seen a weird silhouetted shot that is all dark and gray, even in like, yeah, no, it wouldn't make any sense. And the, the Magneto face is not an act. If you, if you pause it, it does not even look like a, a human, a human. Like I it, think the biggest thing for the like biggest thing for me is he just wasn't saying anything. No, and, and, and the fact say so. you can tell, like just just the way that they move, it's a little too fluid, and it looks like a rendering of you know yeah. some three D animation thing. But you know, I Zach, don't. I was going to point out. Sorry, Peter, again for interrupting you. Zach, Peter loves animation stuff, so that's more than anything why he's interested. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Um. But, uh, no, in fact, I think the important thing is, is that they wouldn't have to change much of any of his thing because, like, just because he would be Sokovian, he'd have to be Sokovian, doesn't mean well, he can't yeah. be A, a Jew, and be a Holocaust survivor. Well, no, I guess it begs the question, which is, how would they make mutants? And, of course, this ending to the episode really highlighted the possibility of how mutants can be made which is um, people being in that bubble too long and something happening. And maybe maybe the whole point is this bad guy gets Wanda to blow up so fucking big that he, she manipulates people on a worldwide scale and creates mutants everywhere. Well, that, that was, that's the big theory that everyone's talking about, is that the end of the show is they're going to do that big famous House of M thing, but instead of saying no more mutants, she makes mutants. That's And that's that's the thing, is that the origin of the mutant X gene is... Wanda Maximoff. You know, it could it could be that, and it could also be whoever this higher power thing is that is manipulating Wanda. That's what I believe thus far, and who is, uh, who could have, who has the ability to go between, you know, universes and grab other people. Maybe this actually is the real Quicksilver from, um, the mutants timeline, whatever it is, and maybe. When all this is over, this this version of Quicksilver, he just stays there and he's fine. It's none of this, you know, uh, Spider Verse BS where like they all glitch out and they can't they can't be in a different you know universe. I think maybe he might be the reason of mutants. Maybe um, Dick Mouth, the the head guy for for Sword, gets a hold of his blood or something and makes more mutants or or whatever it is. Someone could get a hold of his blood. Or something, and he could be the reason that there's mutants now, yeah. or maybe more people just step up and I don't know, and and, and I, try and take them. There, there's actually one other big theory that I want to talk about, and this I think is actually real, despite Alex probably telling me I'm wrong on this one, but only because of uh, Marvel's Phase Four plan so far. Is... What is that? What is that noise? I'm... Okay, somebody, you gotta stop hacking that body. Okay, like he's dead. Like stop. 
<laughs> I had to take okay. care of something. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I had to take care of something, but also I'm wearing very loud slippers in a house that is very cold. So, so hold on. So the theory that I have, and this this is, so I'm going to ask the original question, and then I'm going to tell you my answer. So, so if you guys wouldn't interrupt me between this. I, oh, okay. I, I see. Want you to, I want you to. I want you to hang on to me for a minute. So, who is Monica's astrophysicist friend? And Reed Richards. That's who I think it is. I think it's Reed Richards. I don't think so. I said that last week. Wait, wait. Are you talking about Darcy's friend? No, Monica's oh, friend. Monica's astrophysicist friend that she was texting. Oh. I think it's Reed Richards, and the reason why is because Fantastic Four is going to be the last Phase Four film. This is why I don't think that's the case. Um, they understand now, and Kevin Feige has said it himself, that the movies are spectacles meant for the screen, that Black Widow deserves to be meant for the screen. Do you think they're going to introduce Reed Richards in a throw-off conversation two, three episodes ago on one division? No, it's going to be in Fantastic Four. Or it's going to be in a fucking movie. It's not going to be as a throwaway thing, Reed Richards. Yeah. We all want Krasinski, and I'm not saying I don't want Krasinski. I'm saying that's not the way you introduce the Fantastic Four is helping them get a car into a bubble. No. No, I no. think I think it could be it could be Bruce. You know, it could just be something like that. Or it could be... Could be Bruce? Um, it, it could be, yeah, no, I, I think the only other person we know of, uh, or it was to... literally just a, a script thing, like, I know someone. But what we've learned no. in the past with this show is that everything they fucking say, every move you make, I'll be watching. <laughs> people are I watching. Like the idea, I, I, I like the idea of new people, just why does it have to be the big, one of the most important characters yeah. in Marvel sure. history? They're flagship. They are, the, they are the first. The first team ever. They're not going to they're not going to throw them away in one division. No, like I do like the idea of somebody new though. Cause like Monica's new Jimmy, the thing about Monica, Jimmy and Darcy is that they're all side characters in the MCU who are getting time on this show that they never would have gotten anywhere else. Same thing yeah, with Division in a certain respect. So I like the idea of them finding somebody who hasn't had the kind of um, shine that they've had in the movie that okay. they were both in. Okay, Alex. I mean, I mean the other name another astrophysicist in this universe besides Bruce Banner. Eric Selvin. Jane. Jane Foster. Jane, yes. Who's going Why? to? Okay, okay. Thor. So she's going to be the next Thor. Okay, so no. could be. But it it's Mon be. Monica. But here's the thing: Monica knows her, and so someone's posited this very, very easily. The little girl she grew up with—that's the scroll. Oh my God! Could it be Ta uh, Talos's daughter? Why not? Wait what? Wait, backtrack, backtrack for me. What the hell are you saying? So, so in have you seen Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. So you know how in the back half of it, uh, little Monica is uh, after a lot of the drama before they go to the Kree after they get to the Kree ship. Uh, little Monica is talking with Talos's daughter, saying, "I love your eyes. Don't ever change them." And they seem to hit it off as a friendship. We've seen Talos and Soren, his daughter, his wife. Sense oh. them, saw them in um, Spider-Man: Far From Home, where they were uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill, while Fury was on vacation. So the 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 bigger question is where we she Monica Rambeau already has a connection to scrolls and to space people and shit like that because of Carol Danvers, uh, and we also I'm know that so. her, her her childhood friend was a scroll. 
who can change faces and all that. Who's to say that that person isn't a renowned astrophysicist? Doesn't have to be Jane Foster necessarily, but there's just a different astrophysicist running around that is going to come and help her. And no, I, yeah, Monica is the one who said that she knew her. So yeah. I'm just thinking in the terms of who would Monica know, who would be in Monica's world, and who could be pulled from the world before, or they I, could. Pick I, I think I think it could be Talos's daughter, but it could also be Eric Selvig. He hasn't been around a little bit, and... But Darcy would say that. This is about Monica. Monica said she knew... Well, who's, to say Monica did, who's to say Monica doesn't know Eric Selvig, though? Just to have for Darcy to be like, you know Eric Selvig? Sure, whatever. But, like, it'd be nice to just have somebody that's either connected to Monica or is brand new. They've, they've, made, a history, they've made a history on this show already of bringing characters from other stuff to shine here. So that is... It, it could be that... Or it could be somebody new that we've never met before because this makes sense. Why not introduce new people in it? It's either or, but like I don't think it's Reed Richards. Uh, if it was, I just okay. Why are you? Are you I'm okay? trying. To, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to piece this all together with three episodes left. And I know, like, it's wild. Are they renewed for a second season? No, not yet. Okay, well, I think it. The, I think the cat's in the bag for this one here. I think they're going to get. I mean, unless they, I'm, unless not, I'm not necessarily itself, sure about that. You don't. You don't think they'd have a second season with all the people watching this? Maybe they just want to tell this story and just leave it at that. It's like a one-off. I, I think every. I, I I think that every TV show they're doing right now is mixed with the arc overall that they're trying to do. Maybe some of them are intended to be. On their own things, but I don't think so. I think everything is meant to be connected on Disney Plus better than Netflix. And they are using using legit movie characters. I think that WandaVision was specifically intended to lead to other things. Doctor Strange showing up would be a prime example since she's showing up in his movie. Him cameoing would be a, a good idea. Maybe, for example, what Peter was talking about, he sent Quicksilver from another universe to help her, which he has done in the comics before. So... There's a lot of precedent to a lot of these things. There's a lot of things going up in the air. They've mentioned House of M, they've mentioned Mephisto, and they've mentioned all these other things in terms of the promo and talking behind the scenes and everything. So we have a general idea that there's a big baddie, but I'm liking the sword stuff. I'm liking the initial prejudice of this guy. Talking about when the super when people left and superheroes doing whatever, like superheroes couldn't take care of anything. They had this this the Accords with that country, Sokovia, the Sokovia Accords, and then the blip happened, and they didn't protect the world. They didn't protect the world for five years. So there are people out there that are like, fuck superheroes. We're going to take care of it. We're going we're gonna to use sentient machines. We're going to take vision, and we're going to build our own defense system. You know? Like, why I, didn't, yeah. why didn't um, Dick I, – I always, I always forget his name, so I'm just going to keep referring him as Dick Mouth. If, ever, if anyone doesn't like that, I'll change it to some other thing, something else with mouth. Um, <laughs> it, would Dick Mouth have stood there and watched Vision die? Or would he have tried to, like, get him as quickly as possible to get his hands on, you know, that, that robo-meat? You know what I'm saying? He doesn't, like, he doesn't want Vision alive. He wants – and my assumption is they didn't view Vision as a person beforehand. They've used him as a corpse for pieces to uh, – they, they can use. He was a tool for them. That's, that's why when Vision found – when Wanda found him in, right. the, in their building, he was, like, scattered everywhere. So when he comes out and he's breaking apart in pieces – 
I think they're like, cool, we already had him in pieces, whatever, just like, let's get him. They don't care if he lives or I, dies. Okay, I, I agree. I just, for the, for the type of person he is, he likes initiating things. He put a fucking missile on a drone. Okay, this guy doesn't seem like the type of guy to just wait for someone to die. He would like shoot him. Why didn't they shoot him dead and just take his body? Because it's vision and shooting him doesn't do anything. It's also made out of vibranium, so it wouldn't really work. But like they didn't even move. Like they, why didn't they walk over and be like, all right, we'll just take these parts here. They just let it happen. I think because he was falling apart and they, they were actual pieces on the ground. They weren't necessarily all going into the bubble. They were falling apart. And I think they were just like. Let him die. Let him die. We'll take the pieces and go on our way. Okay. All right. That's the impression that I got. But at the same time, I'm not thinking that he's he's like the bad guy or he's doing anything magical or supernatural. I don't think Ultron's involved with this at all. I think no. Ultron's gone. Too many questions for him to come back. I think this guy is the prejudice of the oncoming future. Of yeah, humanity he's a, he's a dick people that are special and superpowered. And I think that's how mutants – the whole point of X-Men is the prejudice of X-Men. And the mutation that they have. So I think this guy is a representation of that. And Scarlet Witch is technically that. She was mutated by the stone. And it sounds like she's going to freak out and mutate a bunch of other people. All right, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Before we go deeper on that. I want to talk about something with that real quick. And that. Uh... So, so there's Just keep a going. Theory. Just keep going. There's a theory here. And it's, it's, it's actually pretty well backed up with the commercial specifically, I think the most recent one that Scarlet, Witch didn't get her powers from the mind stone is that she are, she always had them and that the mind stones, what's enabled her to have to unlock that latent ability. How does they're also incredibly, they're also incredibly indescribable, like, like in ambiguous powers. What are her powers really? So, in the comics, it was, uh, it was, um, I believe what they called it was chaos control, but it's actually like, hey, that's from Sonic. Y- yeah, <laughs> it, it, keep uh, moving on, just like, keep on moving ahead. Like, she controls probability, like, what? Like, okay. her, her ability allows her to control the probability of things. So if a bullet is shot at her, she can control the probability of that bullet always missing her. Or she can control the probability of something. That literally has nothing to do with her powers in the MCU. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I completely agree. I'm again I'm talking about her power set in the comics. It's way weirder. She it seems like her big thing in the comics is energy manipulation. I feel like that's the way to hear it too. But I feel like she's a witch. Like the one of my favorite lines of the show is, is like, I think he was making a comment like, he's fast, he's weird about this. He was being an. I'm sorry, the way I sound. No, no, no. That's that's the the biggest thing I think that describes her powers is that there's this line I believe in Age of Ultron. I don't remember who says it, but when they're describing Scarlet Witch and uh, Wanda and P- Peter Pietro, <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh God! Oh God! No! He's fast and he's weird. Just describing power set because she could control minds and give crazy weird visions and shit. And even Evan Pierce makes fun of his, saying, "Hey, you're not doing the little red thing." Was in- it? 
people have fucked up minds and shit. Yeah, who did say that? It sounds like a Tony Stark thing to say. I think I it was think I think it was Captain America who said it. I I don't remember. Okay, well, I guess that's besides the point. But yeah, she's she has mind manipulation powers. That is very clear in the movies and in this show. So I don't know what this manipulation, who's he, what's okay. it stuff is. This is All clearly right. a different power set than what she has in the comics. Uh, just it was judging Maria from what Hill. you it was said. Maria Hill who said it. Okay. She's, yeah, he's fast and she's weird. Yes. Okay, here's my thing. I think we're getting too far deep into That's the weeds. Said. That's also the point of it. Like, well, uh, no, I, th- but, I mean, here's my here's my thing. I don't want to fall like you may disagree with how I'm thinking about this, but like, I don't want to fall into like Last Jedi like territory and set up expectations that they can't possibly like handle. So my thing is like I want to back up and like go th- and like go through what they have like shown us, like what they have set up in order to like um pre- instead of like going into the like the comic book background and all that i know there's like some relevancy to that but i don't think i don't think that's like primarily what should be our driving or like our like it's based off comic books i know but like that <laughs> i know i know that but like they're telling a different story here like that's I, my well, thing I, they're telling a different should... story so well, my thing is, we should go like, ahead. I want to back up. Like I'm hearing all, I'm hearing all you guys' like speculation and all that. But like I, but me personally, I just want to like back up and like like simplify it. At least for me, because I I don't read leaks. I don't like go into like like vast amounts of comic book lore to see what the answer probably is. Neither I want to, I want to, I want to know like what they're, what these showrunners based on all that knowledge and with all that, all of that um, context are trying to tell me with their own story. So I want to back up and like go through what they have shown us and consider what, like that, consider that information. That's what I've like, been saying. Th- well, well, this is what I would say to that. A, you, you can't. It's based off comic books. That's just the way. This is the other thing I would say to that. What you want is earnest, but what you are applying it to is something that exists outside of comics, and that is the uh, TV medium of a mystery. This is a this is a Twin Peaks lost type mystery and you brought up the last jedi thing the reason that people again were pissed off about the answers of last jedi was because they did not get answers to these questions they were there were no answers to these questions in the first movie when they were posed this movie this show wandavision has made it very clear since day one that there is an intention behind every line behind every choice there is no loose end here. There is no what's the polar bear doing there? Like lost. Like no one knows. The, like what was the real purpose of having a polar bear there other than for people to speculate it and then chase that rabbit hole for no reason? I get that you're in the middle of this mystery and you're like this that this kind of talking and bringing the comics and stuff. The comics thing sucks. That's a whole lore involving this mystery in this world that gets brought in that you don't want to touch because it can reveal some things. I get that, but outside of that, as a mystery show, like. I, I, the, there, everything seems tight. 
everything, I feel like they're going to give you the answers that you want. Whether you're going to be satisfied or not, I think you are specifically because there aren't a lot of strings here. They aren't like doing shit for no reason. Everything seems to happen. My biggest issue is, is this more about the mystery or is this more about how the mystery leads to what Wanda is going through? And Wanda is going through a lot of grief. She is the main character, really, of the show while Vision is starting to do. I'm hoping that, considering this bad guy, whoever he may be, there's obviously the bigger conflict, which is if this is who Vision is now. He doesn't remember who he is, but he fell, He still loves Wanda. He still loves their kid, their kids. And whatever happens at the end of this, they're either going to come together or they're going to grow apart. And that is inherent to what Wanda is going through. So it is called WandaVision, but it is about what she's going through grief-wise. If this show continues to be more about the MCU and its mystery, I think over time I'm going to feel a little bit bad about how it short-stripped that trauma she was going through. But I feel like everything is leading to some evil person feeding off of her trauma and building off of the energy that she needs to avoid it only to have her blow up and self-destruct in a way that would benefit that person. They have to handle that deftly for a character that we care about. And I think I care about her enough, but the only way to screw that up is to have a mystery filled with a bunch of shit I don't care about or questions that don't have answers. This show has answers. They've been plotting mysteries in the MCU five years ahead of all of us. They know what they're doing. I feel like I'm in good hands, but... I, I think what you're going through is you're just in a good mystery. You're in a very good mystery <laughs> that has the comics involved, and that makes things worse. But I don't think you're going to get mystery box. This isn't a J.J. Abrams thing. No, I think people have for that bullshit. Right, and that's why I ha- am coming up with – I read I read about M- – Mes- what is his name? Mephisto. Mephisto. I read about it, and then I, I read one article, and then I didn't give a shit because I was like, okay, it's going to probably change anyway. Yeah, Even if, MCU's going to change it. Right, So that and that's what happens. That's why I am going off of whoever this person, thing, being is, it's clearly there. Yeah. And it's somehow manipulating Wanda in some way because they have stated in the past in the series that Wanda didn't have this power before like when she was fighting in infinity war she didn't have this like it didn't seem like she had this ability so it's just those little things that trickle throughout the show that are like okay something is here something is manipulating and then evan peters shows up and it's like okay either this is some multi-dimensional thing or it's a skin suit if it's a skin suit that raises more questions because it's if this thing just got some random person why can't it just and give this random person powers why can't it just change its face you know, to the actual Quicksilver of the MCU. That's why I'm thinking there's some like dreamy reality multiverse business going on. At first, I thought it was one of the, um, <clears throat> I thought it was like the reality gem or whatever it was, but I, I guess that theory is not her, sound. Her powers are, her powers in the MCU come from the Mind Stone, which was in Loki Scepter. Okay. So but it's, got, but they're gone now. That's blown They're up. gone. Right. That, that's why I'm like, okay, that doesn't really make sense. They can't just come back. But a being can come into existence and be like, I want more power. Oh, this person's pretty powerful. They were like, she is, I guess, kind of in a way, the child of the stone because it gave her abilities and powers, whatever. Right? Is that what it is like in MCU? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, wait, 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 wait. 
So there's a moment in the conversation that they were talking about her power capabilities, and they talk about how she almost took out Thanos herself. What if this evil person saw that or heard about that and was like, this bitch almost took out fucking Thanos? What she has uh, an untapped wealth of power? I'm gonna let fucking me, take let that. Me, yeah, let me see that. Let me can you give me yeah, that. Yeah, dude, that's what I think. I think she, I think well, word spread uh, about her ability, and he was like, "I want that." Remember, it's only been weeks since she's come back from the blip. All all I'm saying is like, if it is about the mystery, and they're going to like debut a villain, like I don't know, this is like. If they're going to debut a villain that has no context to the M- to the MCU other than it other than like the comic books and we and it, like there's been no like there's been no hint they have, we have not seen their they've not appeared on the show in any capacity I'm uh, I'm sorry, I, hate, done that. I hate that, done that, that you have to that. talk me. I hate that you have to talk me off a cliff. I think dude, that would be kind of dissatisfying, dude. If you if you can give me the Mandalorian, if you can give me the Mandarin being a scary villain and also a stupid actor played by Ben Kingsley in an hour and a half, you can do that shit in this in this show, man. They you can do that in the MCU. Every, every single movie. Yeah, every movie has a not Hella. every movie, but like that's how that Guy works. Pierce was in Iron Man three. He was the Mandarin the whole time. He was in the movie. That's what I'm saying. Well, but, well, but my, my, well, no, my point is, is that that my point well, is, is that Chris, hey, that's hey. one. That's oh, one. No. Zach, let me finish. That's one story, Chris. That's one story. Like that's one film. That's one arc, beginning, middle to end. That's what this show is. It is one arc, beginning, middle to end. What's wrong with showing up a new villain in the new phase of the MCU? Like every single movie is a new villain. Why? Why not the shows? I I also want to point out here real quick. Hold on. So so first off, Chris Guy Pierce isn't the Mandarin because the Mandarin's the main villain of Shang Chi. First off, we already know that. They've confirmed oh, it. Oh, that's right, yeah. We have a yeah, cast, member, we have a cast member and everything, and, he, and he's, he's of Asian descent. They backtrack they back the Mandarin. Yeah. Cool. The Mandarin is a character. He was played by Trevor. There was even a, a MCU <laughs> short where Trevor got in trouble because the real Mandarin pissed off because he was playing him. It, but the it, point, like the point, is, Killian. You said it yourself. They say at the beginning of the movie, "We're going to show you the birth of this villain, and they're going to show you how he got to what his whole plan is, like why he doesn't like Tony, all of that stuff." I don't think. When, I think when you are a big Avenger, when you are a big superhero, and your actions and your deeds get out there, people are going to want your stuff. They're going to take advantage of your things. If Mephisto is not a human being, or whatever this person is is not human, which it doesn't, I don't think they are. They have to be something magical from some other thing. Like, this person can't just live in the real world, tie their shoes, go out, and then do magical shit. I just, it doesn't feel no, like that. It's like a, it's some higher being. That's why I keep referencing yeah. it as some higher power, some high being. Yeah, dude. I, I want this to be new. I want this to be a new person that shows us, like, Scarlet Witch has villains. Scarlet Witch has, a, a, like, all, like there are people that are against Vision and Scarlet Witch from the comics. Let them come up in a movie for, or a TV show for a little bit and fuck some shit up. Like, why not? They yeah, have a bunch yeah. of them. Yeah. I, I completely agree with Alex. I, 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 I do. And, Hi, Chris, Chris, 
Chris, I no 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 hold on, Chris, because I'm I'm kind of on your side on the same thing too, Chris. I'm the you know what's even the coolest thing about this is the fact that you're asking questions, the fact that you're getting so into this and you're you want this to be answered and all this is proof. Oh, it's kind of me now. Okay, hold on. Is proof that the show is doing exactly what it should be doing. It's, it's oh, guys. It's, I, I'm so sorry, Zach. It looks like Mephisto compared Republicans to Jews from the Hall. He's not in it anymore. Oh, oh, that's a- oh he's not, guys. He is the devil. Don't so get me <laughs> I swear to God, I will literally, I will literally blow joke. out my microphone. It was a joke. It was a joke. Um, okay, Chris, I, I get what I get. What you're saying, me, I get what you're saying, but I, I, I mean, I just don't see why they can't offer a new villain the way they would in a movie. Why are you doing this? All right, thing? all right, all right, all right. So, so Chris, 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 Chris. No, 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 no. I'm like, okay, fine, fine. Don't let me, don't let me reply. Don't let no, me no, reply. No, you can reply. I just let me finish my thought because Alex interrupted me. That's true. I did. So, so, I think Chris, the feelings you have right now are so normal and it, it's normal because these are the feelings that like i got when i was watching lost these are probably the feelings alex and peter got when they first watched twin peaks like it's that want for answers and you're getting tugged along by the story to get those answers and when you get those answers it's going to feel so satisfying and the whole thing's going to feel amazing and you're just in the middle of it right now, and it's really hard because they're doing it week to week. You can't just binge it, and you really want to binge it. And it's normal, and that's okay. And just, just, just that is first, not at all. The point that I'm getting at, Chris, is just go along with it. For, just go along for the ride and enjoy it. Don't worry about what everything is. Just go along with it for the ride. <laughs> okay. Can I have a retort for the love of God? Yes. God dang. Okay, so Man, that really just wrecked me. Um, so <laughs> I think I'm just getting too caught up in this. Honestly. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Just just don't worry about it and enjoy it. That's all like, you gotta do. Like the show this is what I would this is what Fair. I was afraid. This is what I was afraid was going to happen to me. Like that was that was like like one thing I was going to be like, okay, there's going to be no payoff, and they're going to draw this out for five seasons, and I am not going to have the patience for it. Two, I'm going to get too wrapped up in this, and like I'm going to get frustrated. Like even if the answer is satisfying, I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I feel like I'm getting too wrapped up in this. Honestly, like. That's, okay. all, all of the for God, God, for the love of God, can I please, can I please just go? Can I? Yes, you can go. So, all I'm saying is like, yeah, I think I'm getting just too caught up now because like all this like speculation of like, oh, we gotta go to the comics. Like, I gotta go to the comics and figure out what all this stuff. I was like, I don't know the comics. I didn't know it when I first got into the MCU. I just liked the quality of the movies. That's it. I just really like these characters. I don't know shit about the damn comics. So it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I just want to go off of what they're showing me in the show, within the context of the show. And if they introduce somebody new, fine. 
But like going to the comics for me is useless. I don't know. I don't know. I can't contribute to this. It's frustrating. Honestly, let, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Chris. If they posed, if I was watching The Mandalorian and all of a sudden um, Rosario Dawson showed up as this weird alien with uh, a bunch of hair and stuff, and I don't know what she is because she's not in any of the Star Wars movies, and I don't give a fuck about the extended EU. Who the fuck is this chick? I don't care. Just go, show me Luke. Where's Luke? It's the exact same thing, man. Like, there's a deep lore that has been here forever that deserves to be a part of the conversation. They are literally de- they are digging out stories from the comics to tell on these shows because they are worth telling. They are part of the conversation. And it sucks, I agree, but that's why I like talking to you because you don't care about that stuff. And most people don't. Most people haven't read the comics. This is an incredibly nerdy thing that was incredibly nerdy and now it's the most popular thing in the world in the span of 20 years. It would be like... If Twin Peaks all of a sudden was the biggest thing in the world, how P- Peter? How do I describe that shit to people? How, would, how my mind would blow up if everyone was walking around t- like dressing up like a backwards talking midget. If there were people with eyes cut out of their face, like talking in weird, like if there was a guy and like <laughs> dressed up as a prison cell prisoner going <laughs> like I don't, I can't explain that to people. I don't know what to do with that. I wouldn't know what to do. So like it's an incredibly odd situation to have comics now be the most popular dominant form of storytelling, have stories that have been around forever and fans that love them now finally getting visualized on screen. That's the thing. When he picks up that hammer in Endgame, they were waiting for that shit. People are waiting for House of End. They're waiting for these comic book stories. There is merit behind that part of the conversation. I'm sorry that that frustrates you. I really am. This is new territory for you in terms of storytelling that is now getting involved in something that you love because of how good, bad, generic it can be sometimes. It never pushed these kind of limits for you. The strangest thing in this so far had been Guardians of the Galaxy and then maybe Doctor Strange. Outside of that, it's pretty simple cape and bad guy stuff. I get it, man. I know what you're talking about. I dig it. I got it. But there is merit behind that part of the conversation, and it is sadly in a world where news comes the second it is out of someone's mouth and on Twitter and on everywhere else. I get that you are anxious about that, but this is a show that has not hit the fact that it is 110% about the mystery, about making you talk about its 22 minutes at the water cooler, because we don't have water cooler shows anymore. That's what these are now. That's what this is. Mandalorian is a simple Western. It's an A and B good bad vibe. That's not this. This is a mystery. Who killed Laura Palmer? We don't need that answer solved right away. They're juicing us for that. If that's not for you, I get that, man. But I'm sorry it's giving you so much anxiety. I really am. Because you should just enjoy the journey. Enjoy the discussion that people are having. I know that other people feel like they're smarter than others when they learn stuff. I do feel that way. And I feel like I get to Harry carry around information about Magneto, like I'm I'm all big and stuff, but I'm not. It's just supposed to be fun. And even if you do know something, that's where that that's where the problem lies for me. If people know who it is, if they know the comics they're going for, if this is a story they've been trying to tell, why isn't it more about the story of Wanda? Why aren't you really digging into that? If people know that that's what this is. I, I'm having fun. I am. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun, but there's an underlining element of trauma there. They haven't explored appropriately. I hope the villain ties into that. That would be the thing I hope the most. That's what would make it a worthwhile story for me. The connection between her and Vision and the person who's doing this to her. 
That story's been around for a while. People love it. They deserve to see it on the big screen. They, they, people are assholes about it for sure. And I'm sorry that it makes you anxious. I yeah. am. I would want you to enjoy it, but it's not for everybody. I get it. That's why Lost sucked because it didn't answer a lot of this bullshit and people got sick of discussing it. I want but to point out, I still time. love Lost for what it is. <laughs> but I get you, man. I do. But like, if, if a Star Wars show, if a Star Wars character came out and it was someone you knew and you cared about, you'd want to talk about it. You would. It would matter to you. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, Chris, I'm sure this is very, especially the whole concept of the mystery kind of doing what it's doing is probably very, very new to you. Like, obviously, me and Alex and Peter all have experience with shows very similar to this that are that there's an underlying mystery going on and we're just kind of going about it and we're having fun and we're theorizing what it could be and we're used to it because you know we've watched it like that i watched lost for six years we i we tend to do this we tend to deviate into i don't want to know how long you waited for twin peaks like but like and peter was lucky enough to be able to binge it all in one sitting but but like that's the fun of those shows is especially when we could watch them week to week was the water cooler chat after is is watching that episode, getting online, being like, "What the f- does this mean?" Like, holy, <laughs> like I, I, we we tend to do this. We tend to like combat you, and you feel like you're on the defense. So I'm going to ask you something that I've been wanting to ask and haven't asked you yet. What do you think of the Falcon Winter Soldier trailer, Chris? Oh, let's go. Oh, it's pretty fun. To I think so too. I think they got Wait, a good I like seen that. What a relationship. Yeah, this is a trailer. Hold on, like, Peter. Hold on, Peter. I got you. I want them to I've wanted I've wanted to see more like banter between them, but I think that's what they're hinting at. Especially with the staring contest. So I am clearly not on the internet as much as I should be with something like this. No, you huh? have friends. You have friends in a life. Okay. Well, thank you. Sure. Being a, nice, being a nice person, reassuring me. I see you. Good friend. You want to be my Valentine? I can't make that commitment. I'm sorry. Damn it. So close. There I, you go, I, Peter. I, I sent it to you through Messenger. Again, I'm only strictly there for homosexual purposes. I, that's, that's all my. That's goal. why I said I don't think I can make that commitment. Just like. Can we start over? No. <laughs> no like our relationship. Yes. So you can make it romantic? Because you can't... Yeah. You can't go, no, you can't go I'll back in time. I'll be right back. No, you can't go back in time and make me like you in a different way. That's About not how talent, it works. baby. No, man. <laughs> what model do you like? <laughs> who is it again? No, she... She wasn't gay. Or she... No, like, no, who was the model that she liked that he took the information in About Time and then said right back to her? Oh, it was... Oh, who was the model? Anyway... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier looks like like straight away uh, fucking good, good like buddy action stuff. I'm for it. I'll be right back and watch it. I, I, I think especially because it's supposed to start after One Vision's over, right? Uh, I have no idea. March nineteenth. Yay! Fuck so- you know what? Fuck you, Zack Snyder! I'm watching Winter Soldier. Uh, hell yeah, dude! So, no March way! 20th. It comes out the same day. 
No, yeah. it comes the day after. So I'm gonna have to like <laughs> not watch. I'm not gonna not watch that. But I. Oh, yeah, but yeah. that means so. So, so WandaVision will end on the fifth, and then we'll have two weeks, and then we'll get Falcon Winter Soldier. So, I think, I, I, I again, Chris, I still want to know your opinions on this. But I think whatever we get at the end of WandaVision, we'll get a nice break to mull it over, and then we get to start a really fun action thing, like Alex said. Can I can I ask you this, Chris? Did you also think that Evan Peters is pretty funny? I thought he was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, he was pretty good. He's pretty funny. Um, and then last but not least, Peter. I have two questions. Peter's muted. Peter's muted. Peter's muted. Oh, he's no, watching. Okay. 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 I had two questions for you. A, did the did the commercial not remind you of the video that you sent us about the song on the island and this that he made on that on that app? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's oh dead on. Wild? Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking at my dad. I, I watched the show with my dad. I'm looking at him like, okay. this. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, interesting. It, it's, not a, it's not a Hydra thing. And then I was, then I just like shut up and I watched the rest of it. I'm like, holy shit. Wait, I, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, no, it's about, it's just this, this horrible scenario where this kid just gets offered yogurt and then can't open the container so he dies on a desert <laughs> island what kind of commercial is that to, for a fucking kid i don't care if it's themed around the early 2000s or whatever it is you don't see that for a yogurt commercial for kids no this is about trauma this is about uh th- this is about her just having all of this trauma and then getting this is how i took it i th- saw it as like getting the answer and she just sits with the answer like this is fucking this means nothing to me i still have all of this trauma you saying oh it's because of this here's this wow she still has the fucking trauma she's just like sitting that. around withering away because no one's fucking actually helping her the one person that actually is helping her is probably this higher being who's giving her the yogurt and who's like yeah here's some yogurt fuck it up dude and she's like this yogurt isn't helping how did you enjoy it's Malcolm in the Middle? I flipped the fuck out for that intro. I f- I did a triple backflip. I don't know if I made this clear on this show, but I love Malcolm in the Middle. I've seen it literally countless times, through and through, start to finish, countless times. Okay, I started watching it when I was a wee little lad, and I still wa- I haven't watched it in like a in a year or so. So I should probably start it up again. But at first, I'm like, oh, this isn't really like the '90s because they did the '80s, and then I was like, whoa, wait, they're a kind second. of melding decades together. Yeah, they are. And then, and then I was like, wait, what is this intro? Because you know, it's not exactly the same. It's just themed. And then all of a sudden, they're I- doing camera wipes and they're doing fourth wall yeah. breaking. I'm like, oh no. It's Malcolm in the middle, but it was perfect for the theme of the episode. Fourth wall breaking, you know. You get the kick-ass, yeah. theme, you know. Exactly. You get, Good call. And then you get, and then you get um, Vision literally breaking the fucking wall and leaving. Yeah, that's right. I, also, see, also, I, 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 I'm like rewatching that opening, by the way, and I love how his his title card is him about to smack his kid with a freaking newspaper. He's doing a good Cranston in this, but uh, I, I, um, yeah. I, I think it's interesting that when they get to the 90s decade, that they decide to pick Malcolm in the Middle, which is a late 90s, 
but also the kids talking to the camera is very everybody hates Chris, which is an excellent show. Yeah, and a true. couple other ones like that. And um, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, they they should have done Roseanne. But ABC's not gonna fucking do Roseanne now. Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. <laughs> and then next, gonna be, yeah, next is gonna be like Modern Family and stuff because they are a family. They're not friends. They're not Seinfeld. They are a family show. And the next family show was Roseanne. And then after that, it was Malcolm in the Middle. Pretty much nailed it. Yeah. And um, just, oh, just and to, we, know, we know that eventually we are gonna get a Modern Family themed episode. So yeah, I, I would suspect. So uh, in fact. From what I've heard, that's the next episode. Is it's gonna be Marm Family themed? I want the last episode oh. to be "This Is Us." Uh, dude, okay. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear oh, me, Bob's Burgers. Hear me oh, out Bob's here. Bob's Burgers. Just, no, no, no. Hear me out here on on the last episode. And I think this is a bit of really fun meta humor too, just because of some of the actors in the show. The last episode is based off Fresh Off the Boat. And like the Goldbergs, because the guy who plays Jimmy literally is the dad from Fresh Off the Boat. And I think that's so funny. And it would be so meta. Fresh Off the Boat started off really great. Really it great. Did, and they got so bad. It didn't get so bad, but the lead actress just, yeah, a lot of things were bad. But I'm glad he's doing, I'm sad he's still working. Uh, um, Can I add something real quick? Just a random random thought just to go back to the analogy that i made i don't know if it's actually right or not about the yogurt thing but with where i'm going with it i just started thinking of what if the kid actually opened the yogurt it's one yogurt he's still stranded on this desert island that yogurt's gonna go in like five minutes and then he's starving again it's the most lynchian moment of the show it's it's not like lost. What's this polar bear doing here? It's more like what does this scene mean thematically to everything in the show? You, every other commercial, it makes it somewhat clear how it's connected to her. But we know she's magical. But what what is this thing saying about her connection to magic? Is it about when she was young and she was trying to survive? Is it about when she was a villain with Ultron? Is it about now? Is it See? that she, the magic is the only thing? Like, this is the most Lynchian hold on, hold on. thing. So, so Alex, but, like, that, that's a thematic thing. That's not The mystery behind that is how does it relate to this character, not how does it relate to the overall mystery of the show, so, which so me, me is the only and, real thing in the show like that. And that's the question. So, 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 Alex, you, you make a good point, and I actually have a thought here, and I, and I want to hear, hear your thoughts on it, all right? I just saw the freeze frame of Azkaban. Sorry. Stupid. Stupid. Totally bad. I'm sorry, Zach. I just think the freeze frame of Azkaban was hilarious. I literally turned around and saw it. Oh, man. Anyway, go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Oh, you're recording. I see it. Okay, hold on. I want to see the count. I want to see the count. Okay, we're good. All right, go ahead. Continue. Okay. So, so... You mentioned something really interesting to me. That so you mentioned that all the commercials have something to do with Wanda in the past, in the recent past. So what if this commercial wasn't the past or the present, but the future? Wanda it, can tell the future. No, okay. it's an. So, so we know that all the commercials have to do with an event that happened from Wanda from the past so far. We you you know, know she's making. Olivia, they talk about Lagos. They talk about Strucker. They talk about Tony Stark. Which Tony? 
What? <laughs> Good joke. Anyway, go ahead. They talk about Tony Stark. So what if the commercial we've seen now is no longer of her past, but of her future? Of her future. This is what I, and her well, future. this is what I would... Oh, sorry, go ahead. So, and, and I get this weird feeling like the next four episodes are going to be things with her future, truthfully. Because, so this first one is there's a shark that gave her an out, right? We, we know that she's right now she's on a desert island. She wants to be alone. She wants to do her thing. So if the desert island is representative of Westview and the, 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 the starving kid is Wanda and the shark is whatever this otherworldly thing is, handing her an out and she just looks at it and doesn't do anything with her, tries to open it and tries to help herself, but it doesn't work. So I, I feel like it's... It's an allegory for the for WandaVision right now, the, the actual events of the show, or it's something that's going to happen by the end of it, and we're going to keep getting more of these hints, and these commercials are going to get it, stranger and more cryptic. Because see, what I was going to say... It could be a foreshadow. What I was going to say before my keyboard rudely interrupted me, those are the questions I want to ask. Yeah. Those are the questions I want asked yeah. and answered. I think like, that's I think what I'm the, looking for here. That's what's interesting to me. Here. I I think well, it's a I think it's a future. I don't think it's a past or anything. I think it's a it's a future or it's an allegory for the present, and that's that's the thing I want to see more of. And I and I think it's a future thing. I think that I, shark, I, I think that shark is an allegory for whatever this whatever the villain of this show is. Truth. I think Peter. I think I think Peter is close, but I think the thing here that needs to be pointed out is that. Those commercials are Wanda's making. She is exactly. using. She is making those commercials, and she is using them literally to hide her trauma and hide her grief. She is using her magic to stall the inevitability of not dealing with her trauma. Just like Peter said, she's trying desperately to open one cup of magic on a desert island that wouldn't sustain her anyway. She's not dealing with the bigger issue here. She should be learning how to fish, how to survive, how to get help. Not yeah. use magic she, for that one thing. She like guys, come on. Can we all agree she needs weed? Like seriously. <laughs> she needs yeah. she needs a hit of, she needs a hit of that dank weed. Like yeah. seriously. Oh my god. god I don't know. She might be past She's this point, man. She is literally puppeteering innocent human beings. I think it's she's like, beyond she, weed. So like, so maybe, she, like she, 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 she just needs to hit a joint. Like All right, man. This all is, right. Now, this is where the interesting thing comes to me, Chris. You say these are the questions you want to ask. This is why I think it's important that you have some outside villain in this. We care about Wanda. And the show makes it clear that we should care about Wanda. Not because she's a good guy and she's been a good guy before and she's done the villain stuff. Someone says it very clearly. M Monica says it. She was, when she was with her, she's like, this is out of grief. We shouldn't be trying to stop her. We should be trying to help her. Help her deal with this trauma. Yeah. So, like... That's, I, I just feel like, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know Let if the show's, I don't know if the show's going to go the way that I necessarily want it to go. There's yeah. a lot of things I want emotionally to happen to her, but there has to, like, to, to have somebody in your life stoke the worst fires, to look you in the face and say, I'm going to help you, because Quicksilver looks at her and says, I, I would do the same thing if I found Shangri-La. 
And that's what the point of Shangri-La is in the original novel. Not just in the MCU or in the Marvel comic books, there's literally a book called Lost Horizon about people finding a place called Shangri-La and those who could not believe it. And they tried to leave and could never find it again. And it's not that it was a bad place. It was that it just could not be shared necessarily with the world. It was paradise. That's what it was. So he looks at her and he's like, I, I get it. If I found Shangri-La. So I, I think he's just stoking this fire in her. And we don't know how that happened. Obviously, she went to go find Vision. And we've seen that in camera footage, which means we're probably going to go back and we're going to see what happened there. And we're going to see what happened here. Someone stoked the depression of this woman for her energy and for her power. I want to know who did that. Who was the fucking asshole who did that? Who was the person who made this yeah. possible for her? Who put it, it? It's not Ultron. It's not, you know, the fucking Killian. It's someone new. It's someone who knows that she has the energy and knows how to get it from her from that way. It's someone new and it's someone dangerous. It's and someone who's very sadistic, too. And kind it of, was a kind of it was sociopathic a little bit. <laughs> it was uh, it was Gina Carano tweeting stupid shit on Twitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yay, Chris, you can joke. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, at the end of the day, I know we make this more anxious for you, Chris. We just, I, I want you to enjoy it. I think it's a good mystery. My biggest fear is that they don't do enough with the character of Wanda and her trauma. I'm going to be like, real disappointed. Yeah, I would be too. Like, like I, I get, I get it. They're introducing something new. Probably, probably Wanda herself is going to e just evolve as a character in general, but. I don't want them to wipe away and to just brush off all the shit that yes. they that they not they didn't really introduce it in this series but like showed it. Like I don't want them to start something they can't fucking finish. What's and if they lose the meaning of it that's just disappointing. If they're like, "Okay, here's the bad guy. That this is what this is now." It's going to be disappointing cuz it's like, "Well, what was all this lead up?" which makes me doubt that reality. <clears throat> it, it that cuz they have all of these commercials from like literally promoting her grief and trauma in yeah. a way so it, it makes me have hope you know yeah i think i think if you continue to keep your focus on that arc i think you'll be rewarded it seems like they're gonna do that maybe not as much as i would like but that's there but i mean i, I get the anxiety man i do i really do i i it was hard to watch something that I love week for week and hear the discussions and my community had problems too. And, and they were weird about stuff, but yeah, it, it's different with a show that gives you the kind of ending that I got. It's different. You just have to know what it's asking of you. Yeah. And I, I, you have made it clear. You don't care about comic stuff. So I, I try to talk to you about the text of the show and the text of the show. I think that commercial is probably the one of the most interesting ones I've seen. One of the most interesting moments. I think it does represent her sitting there trying to use magic to deal with this grief. I don't think that was her idea. I think this Quicksilver bad guy in disguise is like her drug dealer. Just keeps like funneling her magic and being like, yeah, 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 magic, magic. This is yeah. This way you just keep giving me, keep giving me power. Magic, it's magic. It's that dude. sweet blow, man. Like yeah. she just got a bag. You didn't give it to me. You said you're going to give it to me. <laughs> I thought Peter was your dealer. Oh man, no, 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 not, good, like good, 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 good. not like that. Not like that. Good. Not in any way. Sweating no, real no, no, bad no. outside. No, Sweating no, no, real no. bad outside. Really? That's a good thing, man. Anyway, yeah, I think, hold. 
I was going to say, it's all over the ground. You can snort it all, all you I want. I can't find it. There's so much snow. <laughs> you know, the, it the worst blow. <laughs> that is so funny i'm like i imagine i imagine myself in the tree in negative six degree i spill my bag of cocaine and i'm like chris it's in the snow and you're like it's pronounced blow and then you just smoke a cigarette and watch me snort the snow and you're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> all of it is seedy in the world oh, i love it. <laughs> <laughs> pronounced blow <laughs> you know narcos what are you talking about one one thing explaining the text here with what quicksilver has said he said like go my Whatever he said to the the twins, he was talking about like demons and like yeah, only all demon spawn. Yeah, like that's something that's that's not just a throwaway line. We all know that at this point. So it's yeah. like what what kept going through my head, not necessarily relating to Mephisto or anything, which was just in general like making a deal with the devil, whether it actually is the devil, Mephisto yeah. or not. It's yeah. just the fact that she made a deal. What may have been with herself, it may have been with a higher power, mm -hmm. some great being, whatever it is. But she made a fucking deal with some metaphorical devil, and this is what her. And now she can't remember it. Whatever it is, but it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. And Vision makes that point. He's like, even if you thought about, the, even if you came into this not knowing anything, you are aware now. Yeah, you are but it's still now. going. I don't yeah. like. I have your villain theory is even it makes it even more interesting, Chris. Right, and I, of course I have sympathy for her, but to an extent, like she is hurting innocent people now. Like yeah. this is the, it is about her trauma, but Dickmouth has a, a, a yeah. Here's my thing. Like what's what's like what's Hayward's plan now? Is he gonna nuke like the entire East Coast just to stop her? Like what's he gonna do now? Shit. Hopefully he just dies. Hopefully he just like. <laughs> He just gets out of the car and gets hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit, that thing's guy. over. That's over and done with. Let's go back to the clown thing. Let's go back to those clowns. Fuck. We now know what she thinks of those people. Uh, I, uh, I, I, this is, I'm having a lot of fun with this. And the thing is that I found most interesting in this last episode is it was kind of fucking scary, and I think that I think it's going to keep going. I think things are going to get more kind of horrifying. We're going to get more. I think things are going to get weird, not just weirder, but more dark. It, it is. Yeah, because like we got three episodes left. Like holy shit! Like I, when I saw the hex expand, I was like, okay, now what? It's like back to the drawing board. Now what do you do? Dude, <laughs> I want to add something to what you just said, Chris. I want I want to know what you guys think about it. So you know how she didn't have this like mental strength to go to the border to like control all the people, yet she made the border bigger and at the edge of that border are people moving now. There are there are people who have new roles because it's the the sword agents. And they're moving around. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, point. one of the things that I noticed, which was, I've, I have two points. One of which is just a question, open question for you guys. But one of my 
temporary answers is she froze everyone in the town square, center, whatever it is, yeah. to do what she did. But at the same time, she can't freeze everyone in the center and then, you know, control everyone in the in the outer. She could barely do that with the hex being however big it was to begin with. So how the fuck is she going to do that now without having some other thing manipulating and giving her more power? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what's the thing that allowed I, her to do it now? The fear of the death of vision. Yeah. I I and, and I actually read a really interesting this actually literally has like no spoilers. This is just like people talking and like studying like the episode. Like people say like the justification for her expanding the hex had less to do with um with um oh don't say it trying to retain control and more to do with the fact that like i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna use the the comic characters names for her children just because it's gonna be easier to distinguish between the two uh when wicked and tommy yeah but i don't remember which (laughs) (laughs) i understand the names i understand the names but to distinguish which one's which, because they're twins and they have different powers, I don't remember which name goes to which person. So Wiccan, the one, the one with the power similar to hers, uh, says, "Hey, mom, dad's in trouble." She doesn't really know where he is, but she knows that he's outside the circle, so she expands the circle to get him back in. Obviously, and she just that's, ex- a, that's an interesting thing to me. She can't yeah. control vision. Yeah. Under so any circumstance. She can only reset him. She can't even reset him. We've already kind of... She, okay, she used to be able to, but now she can't. Yeah. She has zero control over him. Yes. So her way of getting him back was expanding the thing, and she just kind of grabbed Sword and all those extra new players as kind of... I'm going to use the term... Um, loose ends? No, that's not the right term. Is yeah collateral collateral yeah it was all collateral in the attempt to keep vision in and i'm guessing the reason why is she knows what happens when he leaves she knows that if he leaves he's going to disintegrate and die again and 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 i'm getting this feeling that she wasn't the one who brought him back originally and that whatever this third party is i don't again i'm not going to predict what it is she made a deal with that third party if that third party brings vision back she'll do whatever you know she'll she'll do westview so my thought process is the reason why she's so defensive of vision why she's so sketch and why she can't control him to that extent is that if he leaves the boundary he dies again she can't bring him back that that's just it's 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 that it's the It's kind of that ultimate Faustian bargain of, of it's it's Wonder Woman. Yeah, it, it's Wonder Woman. Is she can't give him up, but also at the same time, it, it's that age old thing of, of um, you can't bring you can't. It's actually something even to an extent that like Deathly Hallows Part Two is is that you can't bring someone back without a cost. And the cost is, is that Vision can never leave Westview. Pet guess. Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I guess Pet Cemetery is a good one. Very, I, example. I, is, that, 
And that I'm guessing, I, again, I, I'm not going to even predict what goes from here, but I'm guessing that's whatever the deal is. And that's why when he leaves the the hex, he starts to disintegrate back to whatever he was when he was the short <laughs> facility. Um, and that that's kind of the deal is Wanda's playing along with whatever this third party is, but she's doing it because this third party has something she wants, which is they brought Vision back. Oh my gosh. Which would be very Marvel. Let's just go with that. I mean, uh, it, it, it I don't, I don't deal with the devil type thing. Type situation. Right. And like, Ghost out. Rider did that. Like other characters have done that in the past in the comics, but like with film, Ooh, Ghost yeah, Rider right. literally did that. Yeah. Literally yeah. sold his soul, made a deal with the fucking devil. To, to to keep his father alive, and in the end, his father died. And hey, you know heck, Spawn did then. That's DC. And you want to know something really great, Peter? That that ties us all together. Do you want to know who Ghostwriter actually made that deal with? Because they said the name. Who? Mephisto. Mephisto. Fucking fuck! <laughs> God damn it, dude! He made the deal with Mephisto. So I forgot. Well, yeah, Mephisto was in the movies. Whatever well, it is, he called himself I'm, Metastopheles, but he was. Guys, let's just let's just call it right now, and just let's just say that like Mephisto perfect. hacked Gina Carano's account. Let's just perfect. I want to know. For the upcoming episode, here's here are my two points. What the fuck is Vision gonna do now? Okay, is there right? gonna be like a straight up fight fight like between him? And Wanda, like, no, you are hurting innocent people. I just risked my life for the second time trying to save human beings. And you made more in the fold. And and you made it worse just to save me selfishly. Like, wh- what what is he going to say? What is she going to react to? What is um, Peter going to do? Like, is he just going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, egging him on? Like, that's cool. Well, he's going to be dead because you slit his throat. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm gonna wait till the series rolls out, and then I'm gonna kill him anyway. Okay. Uh, and then it just it, I want to know what's gonna happen with the center of the town because she froze the center of the town, which in turn made the outskirts of the town alive again, moving and whatnot. That's what I meant. That's what I mean by alive. So like, can she only do one or the other? Like how how much range does she have with this? Like worry, does she just get even more powerful? Trying to save Vision, she's just unlocks a new fucking you know thing like level up or something. I just I want to know how they're going to explain that, and I want to know what is Vision going to say the first thing he gets up, assuming he's going to get up and he's not going to stay dead. Yeah, that's Pierre raises a good point. I, I'm curious what that's going to be, and I think and and, I, and not because I'm trying to hiddly subtly hint at something here, Chris. But but Italy. think I think this is a discussion <laughs> for next week. <laughs> Magneto. Uh, okay, here's okay. Here's what I'm gonna say, and then we can move on to Harry Potter, or we can take a quick break because I really need to pee. Um, Holy fuck, dude, Harry Potter. Oh my god. So <laughs> did we watch a movie? Yeah, we did. Um, so like, <laughs> also people, we're sorry, but like we don't like this is the only time we ever get to really talk to each other. So yeah, yeah sorry. I work a lot. Sorry. No- Sorry, not sorry. Um, so, I'm going to say is, like, because it's nine and nine and three is the square root of nine, I think this is, like, a three-act story. 
And like my my fun stupid theory is that like episodes one, two, and three were the first act, four, five, and nice. six were the second act, seven, eight, nine are gonna be the third act. So I think we're gonna start seeing stuff getting solved here. Yay, I like that thought. I like that thought a lot. And you know, I am it makes it makes sense because no matter how you think of it, Wanda has no control over vision anymore besides keeping him alive. So he's right. going to get up and he's going to be like, bro, what the fuck? He's going to try and stop it. Whatever this higher power is, is going to be like, no. Really? That's the thing. Just like if this higher power was like so concerned, if like vision could, if vision could like become self-aware and try to break Wanda out of it, why is he an independent variable in the first place? Like that's, I don't know if that's a plot hole. But or that might be just the like, deal. That might be the deal that they made. You know, that might be the deal that, he has to be alive in order for Wanda to keep, you know, being super magic-y and powerful and whatnot. It might be it. I don't know. Otherwise, he's just a walking sex toy that she controls. He's a puppet. puppet. Just say it. He's a puppet. I think... I think... You got strings on him. Uh Uh-oh. Not on Ultron. No, 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 no. I had to make the Ultron joke. I had to. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, do you want to know a crazy... Okay, I know, Alex, you don't want Ultron. Like, you don't think Ultron it raises too many questions? But, like, what if the astrophysicist... What, what if the astrophysicist that Monica Rambeau tries to bring in is played by James Spader? <laughs> ah, I uh, love it. No problem what, with that. I'm gonna laugh my ass off if somehow it's Ultron. I'm gonna laugh... <laughs> no, I, I, will, I will too, and I'll just be like, okay, now I'm down. It's like, now it's just like... Now it's just like you've broken the community. Now they don't know. It's like now I'm here. Now I'm here. Yeah, I, I don't have to. There's no amount of speculation that can satisfy this. Fairness, Chris. WandaVision's already broken the internet like four or five times, so it's okay. No, I mean the people that are speculating and trying to like dive into the mystery. If James Spader shows up, that just breaks them. They have oh, no standing. Oh, a lot of them have. As I say, James Spader shows up. It's James Spader. He's being all James Spadery about it, and then at the last ep- the last frame of the last episode, someone turns around. And they're like, oh, "What do you think, Doc?" And it's just Ultron, and then cut. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, then, and no, wait, I'm sorry. And then he goes, "How's Annie? How's Annie?" And then I'm good. <laughs> so I think I just I think that at this next episode. Is like it's, a, it's the third act, dude. You're totally right. I yeah, think I didn't think about them. I think that uh, we're gonna know who that astrophysicist is. She oh. has to go down. Um, like, like I think, like I don't think we're gonna get the 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 Wanda and Vision like confrontation. I think that'll be episode eight. But okay. I wouldn't be surprised if that was this next episode because like. Because if you give too much too soon, because you have three episodes to, like, like um, we have an hour and a half left. Is that correct? Uh, about Roughly. an hour and a half to two hours, because they're they they've been between thirty minutes to thirty to forty minutes each. Okay. Mm. All I'm gonna say is like I think, based on the flow of things, like this is like, because like that's one thing I've also been thinking about, like how this like how this is like. Like how the how this show is flowing, like we just left on a on a uh, 
episode where the hex was expanded. We lost Darcy. We lost the entire sword camp. Um, well, we didn't lose them. They're just part of the hex. Tomato, tomato. Um, tomato. Thank you. Um, like, they're back, like, Mon- like Monica and Agent Wu, they're back to square one. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know they're, what? It's, now, they're better off. They're better off. Right. Fuck those guys. And, and now they're racing against Sword. Because well, they're I racing against Dickmount. But, like, one thing I will say for the end of the show this does not end well for Wanda. No. This does not end well for Wanda. I'm now convinced of this. Like, there's well, no way she way. gets away with this. Either way, well, getting away with it, and also, she has to accept the fact <laughs> that Vision is dead. He's dead. Right. Without her making some magical deal, whatever it is, the hex, whatever, he's he's really dead. He's not actually alive. She's just making him alive. And, he, you know, he has his conscience back, but it's not like he's actually there. You know, she has to accept the fact that he's dead, and she needs to move on. Right. I don't know if she can do that in three episodes. With no with no well, one to like with yeah. like with no one to um reassure her. Right. To reassure yeah. her. Well and, and I don't want to bring this tangent off too much. I'm just gonna quickly briefly answer this r- real quick. because uh, Chris probably needs a quick break and we need to start Harry Potter soon. Um I agree. Uh, I actually think I disagree with Peter. Like, I think, I think they are gonna leave the question of Wanda left unresolved, and the reason why is because she's gonna be in Spider-Man Three and Doctor Strange. I swear to God, I swear <laughs> to God, if they do that, I will. Why? I will. What the get, fuck? General, I will no. genuinely get mad. Like, no. No. Here, here's my thought on that. Here's my thought. This show is about her. This is her show. It's Wanda and Vision. Okay? Titles do matter here. She's <laughs> not, it's not Spider-Man and Wanda. It's fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay? Why would they resolve her story in Spider-Man's story where he's trying to resolve his own shit? They're not going to yeah, warn something the same, else. The same reason <clears throat> why they, they resolved all Hulk's shit between Avengers movies and Thor movies. Yeah, because they Universal because Universal owns Wanda. Fuck. No, because Fox owns like half of her. <laughs> but but the reason Disney we haven't gotten Fox. a Hulk show or movie is because Universal owns those rights still. So to compare Hulk to Wanda here, no. Well, no, it's I'm not metagaming gonna, this. I'm not. Well, I am metagaming this, but 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 but. Here, here's the point I'm trying to make, irregardless of the fact of if you like the answer or not, is Marvel has a history of splitting character storylines up across multiple products. That oh. is, there is a history of that. Oh, God. However, 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 the point, however, the point of these shows, I think, is to fix that. Yes, and and that and and I agree with that. And we also do know that whatever happens in this show is going to be the catalyst for those other movies. Whether Wanda's grief is fully resolved that or her grief is what causes the issues of those movies is a whole nother story. But she is cast in those movies. She will play a role. We don't know what that role is yet. We're finding that out slowly 
in this, and that's the beauty of this, is by the end of this, we should have an idea of kind of what her what's going to be going on with her in those next two movies. I'm guessing, again, I said this, what was this, four weeks ago? And I'll say it again. Wanda causes the multiverse of madness. I, I don't know what it is. Ooh, I just had an interesting I think that's. I think that's going to make more sense now because she's saying shit like kick-ass. But I will say this. I think a new question that hasn't been asked yet is, or at least this is what I think is going to happen that we'll probably see. I think Vision's going to figure out who the bad guy is first. And he's going to have to go to Wanda and say, someone's stoking your fires, baby. Get off this train. And she still won't do it. Because I, we all were talking about Wanda and is her, and it is her group. She obviously is the person who caused the inciting incident of this, but it is Wanda Vision. Hear me out on this. All right, all right. And I'm going to go off kind of on your idea here, Alex. So what? So I agree with you. I think Vision's going to be the one to figure out the villain. So what if he goes to Wanda and she says instead, "I don't care." She says, "I know," and I'm wow. not going to stop them. Holy shit. That's fucked Here, up. That's here's my thing. Like that's what that's, she's gonna say. What, I swear she's gonna say what, I know, and I'm not gonna do anything to stop it. And that's gonna be the thing. That's gonna be the my, that it's gonna it's gonna be galaxy brain to okay. Vision, and he's gonna be like, holy fuck, I never stood a chance. I'm gonna make a bold move. I'm not saying I'm not saying they have to do this. Like I like if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But like. I know I've said that, like, you have a prime villain here, maybe even better than Thanos, in terms of just, like, technically-wise. Oh, like, no, I, th- I think there's a strong chance that she just goes completely <clears throat> evil. Right, so here's my thing. She becomes the main villain, and similar to how Adam Warlock had to kill Thanos, Adam Warlock comes and then that's the battle at the end of this, end of this new... And that's, and that's the fight. I mean, that's crazy. crazy. I, can, I can see her... Like, we've got three episodes left. We're a little over halfway to, like, kind of put that into perspective here. So, like, we're now entering the third act in in, in Chris's analogy here. So, I have been neglecting that thought for a while just on this podcast. Because Alex has told me in the past that you were thinking that she could be, this could just be a, an origin story for a new supervillain. So yep. I, I, I do not disagree, but I think there's a lot of other shit that could happen. <clears throat> but the, the easiest way to just throw all of the grief and trauma aside and for it to extend into the other movies if, is if she turns evil. Then, like, her turning good and trying to figure shit out. Or be, yeah. remaining good, somewhat good. Right now she's, like, kind of... I don't, I don't even fucking know what she is because she's physically hurting people. People are crying. People are losing their sanity, stuck in their own body. They're like, it's like get out shit, you know? They're yeah. just yeah. stuck in like, the this is, they're stuck in the sunken place right now. Like I this is like super dark. It's just like I what if like it's it's it's, it's, it's like it's really dark. It's like I I had a thought after watching this episode, I'm just like, wait a minute. What if those kids didn't magically appear? What if those kids are just un, just as much under mind control? as the adults are and that's messed up yeah no, that's I, messed strongly I, agree. I think i i agree with chris i think i think that she's in a very dark place and i think that if she's <laughs> oh, really? tell me more very thanks thanks but like i said i think if she 
even if she's not the villain, she's for sure complicit with this whatever the villain oh, is. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. So, so even if even if even if they don't pull a trigger and, and pull full villain on her, she's a hundred percent complicit, and you could still call her an antihero or an antagonist, or even to an extent a villain, even if she's not the main villain. Or but she's complicit. I can or, promise. Or you. they pull. Or they pull this. What? And like, because Adam Warlock is like a schizophrenic, right? Yeah. In the comics, y- y- no. Um, no, no. Did I read That's Moon Knight. wrong? Well, I do. You mind if I just briefly explain uh, Infinity Saga <laughs> in the comics? So, so because this is gonna. All, let me just say, like, all I'm saying is like, all I'm saying is like, um, they're not gonna do Adam Warlock. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Oh man, they should. <laughs> I don't see. It. I don't like. Okay, no, dude. Like seriously, like Adam we're in a new phase. You don't character. I know. I know Zach. Zach. I know he's a Guardians of the Galaxy character. I saw that end credits among the five other ones that were there. No, I, I mean, saw like, it. Even in the what I'm comics, saying is even what in I'm the saying. Man's character. What I'm saying is, for the love of God, what I'm saying is these characters are known to cross over. That doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, like, what if they pull the switcheroo and, like, no one else could stop Adam Warlock or something like that? And I have to turn to Wanda like they did in Pirates of the Caribbean 3 with Jack Sparrow when they pulled him out of Davy Jones' locker. How the hell did I know uh, that? Uh, oh my god! Messy done. Messy done. Oh, nice. Okay. I that hurts. I think I think this conversation has gone on a bit. Too. I think I, <clears throat> I think I pulled something. Yeah. Let's let's take a break and then okay. we'll come back to Harry Potter. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna leave it recording. Uh, Alex, can you or Alex and Peter, can you sing something while I? Use the bathroom. Thank you. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I need to take an intermission too, but once you come back, I'll go. Um, I'm going to take an intermission okay. myself. Okay. Well, I, think this just, is... I think we just hand off intermissions. Cool. Um, we'll, 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 we'll do some. So, uh, so... I, I'm comfortable with talking a little bit more about, about WandaVision. I think it's going to be a little easier if they do make her a little more bad in the end and then extend her story throughout the films because then she's the main bad guy of the film you know and then you still get a strong character development because the films are usually about the villain and the superhero and with the more time spent on the super villain before even the movies are even made like that that's a lot of character development for for her so i can see that happening but i'm also like no she was so good and she lost someone and the only person that was able to fucking you know be there for her was a was some nasty being that was just as just feeding off of her like a fucking dementor all right um did we lose zach uh he's he's Yanking oh. the chain or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm back. I'm back. I, well, I finished. Uh, okay, so who's going next? You, you finished? So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did I did the bathroom. Oh, wow. You did the whole bathroom. Too. Yeah, I did the whole bathroom. You guys weren't singing. I was disappointed. I, I'll sing right now. When Zach oh. come, 
Wait, who needs to come back? Oh, uh, I'm back. We're back. We're good. We're all back here. Oh. No. Wait. Okay. Then I'll, I'll go because I need to go to the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. Peter, Peter, okay. Peter, go ahead. Go do your business. So, Chris, I have I have to tell you about I have to tell you about a, something I watched uh, this week. Oh yeah, let's um, just do that. Well, I just we don't have to do that. I just want to do this because I think you need to hear it. Um, so uh, I I watched a movie called Money Plane. <laughs> do you know anything about this? Is it about sentient money that starts eating people? No. Do you know the? Do you know? I'm Edge? tired of this goddamn money on this goddamn plane. <laughs> do you know Edge from the WWE? Yes, I do. He stars in a movie called. Oh, money I heard plane. of this. I heard of this actually. I have not heard the specifics though. This movie. This movie has classic lines like, "If you want to see a guy fucking, uh, if you want to see a dude fucking alligator, money plane." Uh, said by Kelsey Grammer. Um, this movie was amazing. It needs to be on the so bad. It, it needs to be on our bad list. You would fucking love it. I've I found this guy. He made a list of the bad movies that of the worst movies of last year, and he led me to this. It was amazing, but it also led me to something that I think you would also be very interested in. Remember the guy who made God's Not Dead? Sorry, could you repeat that? Do you remember the guy who made God's Not Dead? Oh, no, don't, no, 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 no. I don't want to know anything about anything he ever made. Lord Jesus. You have to know about this. You have to know about this, Chris. Oh. I I just, just, I need you to just, could you close your eyes for one second and just, just only imagine this because I I just need you to. It's a movie called, it's a movie called Beckman starring this gentleman. And it's basically without, without, any tongue near cheek, a Christian version of John Wick, starring him. Oh, oh! Did it take? Does it take place in the end times? No, no. It is a John Wick, Christian John Wick. That's it. He stars as John Wick, and oh it's a John Wick God. movie, but it's Christian, and it's called Beckman. It it looks awful. I can't wait. So that's gonna set me off. Maybe <laughs> that's gonna set me off in so many ways. I got. I'll watch it before you, but I gotta see this shit. I gotta. Oh see my god! It. What the? Fu- I'm just looking at images. Sorry. No, go. Like, no. Listen, this is the kind of stuff that we're used to. Like, they'll make their own versions of stuff, and they'll think it's is- righteous. And like, oh, David, they are right. Oh my. God. I cannot explain any of this. I'm oh. sorry. I, I ha- that's that seems like a, it seems like it's a reach in a way that. I'm kind of interested to see. God's Not Dead is the same, the kind of crap you'd expect. This is crazy, and I just gotta know. But dude, let's the same way I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Alex Cross. Oh my god, I just thought about something. Alex, we need to add this to the bad wheel, and I'm gonna do it the next time I get a suggestion. Five weeks. Start counting down. We had toys, though, and that's my bad movie choice. Oh my god, I have to suggest this because I'm so excited. Chris, my next bad movie wheel is going to be Velocipaster. Please, no. Please, no. Please, yes. It's so ridiculous. Is it a sci-fi thing? It's, I don't know. I, I think it was a sci-fi movie, 
But I so you just do you're just doing it because he's all of this. No, no, it's um, oh, it wasn't even a sci-fi movie. Oh, this is even better. It it just was a B movie. It was a trash film, and it stars Doug Jones. Oh, you're oh wait, no, it doesn't star Doug. Jones. the The character's name is Doug Jones. That's okay. much. <laughs> oh my god, this movie looks so bad. Anyway, so... if you want me to be, if you want me to have a complete and utter meltdown of complete embarrassment, like, like I almost did with the Gina Carano story, like, I like if you totally want that to happen, I can get that over with right now. <laughs> Don't want to do that. But, but that's dude. why that's why I have the backup called Money Plane, dude. Dude, in Money Plane, Kelsey Grammer says a doodle fucking alligator on Money Plane. <laughs> it's amazingly bad. <laughs> whenever you say whenever you, whenever you describe whenever you describe like a um a bad movie to me, like an insanely bad movie to me, I could just imagine like the, like your face as you're watching it, it's just like, like wide eyed, jaw to the floor, just like in other bewilderment, amazement, and disgust at the same time. <laughs> Chris, you know me so well. That's exactly <laughs> it. Like oh, when Kelsey Grammer, just... like when Kelsey Grammer utters that line that you that, that you speak of, like I can just imagine just you just like, like you just paused it and left the room. crazy. I'm sorry? Velocitapaster is on Tubi. Tubi's got a lot of great shit, actually. Like it God. does not ha- it does not have server yet. Oh! <laughs> you melon farmer, release it. <laughs> oh my god. We can disagree on Black Widow. We can agree on Surfer. I need to see that again. <laughs> like as uh, soon as possible. Uh, um so and then I watched Ravenous today, and Ravenous is perfect. Ravenous, dude. So I, I honestly was watching Ravenous with you in mind, Chris, and I was like, I think, I think he would genuinely like this. I think it's, I think it's weird as fuck, and it's not technically great. And then I found out how why that is. But as I was watching, I was like, I think Chris really dig this in a way. I. I dude, I I think I I haven't seen it, but I think I'd dig it. But also, it has one of my favorite actors in it. So, you're talking about Jeremy Davies? Th- no, the other one. <laughs> what other one? Robert, oh, Robert Carlyle. Carlyle. Yeah. Right. First of all, both of them are really great. Robert Carlyle is the reason that movie is what it is, not just by performance, but he uh, he found the director after the first one was fired. And yeah, she makes yeah. a big difference. Um, Dude, for Peter, I, the music was I, done by, I by love, the Gorilla guy. Love, love Robert Carlyle. Yeah. Um, I loved him in Once Upon a Time. I loved him in like everything I've seen him in. This is what won me over in him. And this this movie also has my favorite thing in any movies ever. It's a defining and, 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 Oh, and I, I'm sorry, real quick before. One of the biggest oh, things fuck. is when when we inevitably hit Aragon on the bad movie wheel, one of my biggest complaints about Aragon is the fact that the movie's so bad that not even Robert Carlyle playing the main villain could save it. That's what hurts me. 
so much about that movie is that there's nothing redeemable about it. It's terrible. It's Robert Carlyle's worst role, and it's not like he's not trying. He's genuinely trying, and you can see it, and the movie's just that bad. I've seen him in a movie called Formula 41 yeah. with Sam Jackson, and he's good in it, but the movie's really bad. Yeah, like, like when you get a lot of good actors, sometimes they just do bad movies, but they're the best part about that bad movie. But, like, dude. The actor is not the director. The actor has no call on that. They do the best they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem with Aragon is even when you can tell that Robert Carla believes that he's trying his best to do it with what he's given, the script and everything about it is just so abysmally bad that not even he could save it. And it, it hurts me so much because of that. I hate, I have such a pure hatred for that movie, but like. Oh my god, and, and I love Robert Carlyle, and and I I think he can do no wrong, and I think there is lots of mistakes made in that movie. Never seen it. It's bad, dude. It's like, first off, Jeremy Irons is like looks like he's drunk the whole time, and he probably was drunk the whole time, and you could just tell that he's just there for the for the check, like hundred percent. He does not give a shit. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to use the bathroom and then now we're going to start some H- HP3. Now it's Alex's turn. Yeah, thank, thank you for giving me, me my time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ooh. we are still recording, by the way. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, I can so, cut this so, out. So, like, so Chris, I can cut this out. Chris, I, I, I need you to know. Are you excited for my dissertation? Oh, that's right. That was happening today, isn't it? Yeah, I get to talk all about one of my favorite directors and about the making of this movie and about why this movie is so great. And there goes why. Uh, then there goes me asking Alex who is Alfonso Cuaron. So no, I was, was going to. I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to. Th- I'm going to be handing this over to Zach if he has any things that he forgot or doesn't mention, and I want to talk about. I'll say it, but Zach's made it very clear this is his movie. So. Take the reins, buddy boy. Let's let's hear you, man. Let's, uh, make sure, let's make sure everybody's in. And if anybody else saw anything interesting over, like, over the uh, week, because Alex, you said what you saw, but, like, if anybody else saw anything, I know I didn't, but, like, if anybody else saw anything during the week, like, now's your time. Otherwise, we're going into this. Uh, I kind of dug deep on Harry Potter this week, so. All right. Go ahead, Peter. No, I I finished. I didn't see much. I saw some stuff for my other podcasts and president movies. Um, That's That's right. But that goes to Washington. No, that's not a man of the year. No, that that would have counted. What about what about Air Force One? Yes, we did talk by plane. Get off my plane. Um, about Air Force One. Anyway, anyway, besides besides those, and of course Harry Potter, I haven't been watching much TV, but I did manage to binge watch WandaVision. Well, yeah, just talked, that's about just talked about that for like two fucking hours. My guy, he literally said besides WandaVision. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, go ahead, Peter. WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> He's got quiet. He's got quiet. <laughs> He's, I think, I think, He's gonna kill you, Alex. 
Victor Bug Peter. Oh no! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Is your middle name Peter? No, yeah. it's Thomas. Shit! Oh. <laughs> Someone check his uh his driver's license. Oh, yeah, he won't need good. one when I'm done with him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I wound up finishing Disenchantment. Oh, or is wow. it Disenchanted? Wait, which one is it? This is Disenchanted. Uh, the Matt Granning one, right? Grown yeah. What, what, so, what is it called? So, so Disenchanted. So, so. You know, when you guys answer me at the same fucking time, I can't hear either of you. Disenchanted. <laughs> Sorry. I still didn't fucking hear it. Disenchantment. Okay, I watched Disenchanted, so never mind. So, so how did you like season three? I guess that's the bigger question. I can see why some people would have a little hissy fit over something not going their way, but that's yeah. going to happen in life, and that's going to happen with stories that are completely out of your fucking control. So I had next to no problem with the third season. I Let me rephrase. I, it's not that I didn't have a lot of problems with third season it just felt flat compared to the first two it was i i can agree with you to an extent the yeah. the, the two-dimensionalness haha pun intended yeah, yeah um but it it had things that followed through though from the other yeah. seasons so that was still satisfying it wasn't like a complete waste of time you know there, there were some yeah. there were some points that I was getting a little impatient just because yeah. I was like, all right, I don't give a shit about like this joke is dead now. Yeah. Move on. Like stop, stop putting your, your time and energy into something like some silly joke when you could be investing it into, you know, some other little thing, but those were little minor things. And those only happened with me a few times. I, but I, I think the evolution of her character and her sexuality was a big thing. And yeah. they didn't they did not silence that at all in this third so, season. I, at least this is my opinion. Um was that the opening was great. I like the opening a lot. Um ah! Ah! <laughs> Oh my god, stop. <laughs> no, I heard that for stop! fucking days. Stop <laughs> first off, first off. So so I'm gonna get into that. Not 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 like detailed. But so so the beginning was solid. I loved the beginning. I thought the middle was like why? And then the ending part of the middle was great. And then the back half, I just was was solid. Again, I just that middle felt so flat for me and I was so bored by the end of it. It was weird, yeah. But God, weird. do I love the <laughs> the honking? <laughs> Dude, that shit is oh my god! And I honestly, my, like to, to I lost my shit in that movie. Full circle, honestly, this third season has is chock full of trauma between yeah. Bean, her father, literally all of the side characters. This oh my season god. is chock full of trauma, and it's so fitting with Undivision. So, Una, what? the whole thing with Una and the drugs. I, I, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, dude. It's dude. It's, I love. He has like, trauma too, and she resorts to drugs. Like it's insane. How do you deal with everything instead of booze, dude? I'm just like fucking high the whole time. Yeah, it was. That was pretty funny. But like, oh every God, I lost it. Has trauma, I and it's relate. so fitting with Harry, and it's so fitting with Wanda. Like, 
Yeah. I guess trauma is the way to go at this point. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I, I guess it's just Dude. one of those things that's really good to write about, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. I lost my shit with that. It was so funny. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm happy that that's what you think of it. It's kind of how I felt with it. I was like, the middle was just like, I was so bored with it by the time I got to it that it, it felt like a chore to get to the really fun stuff again. And then, like, when I got to it, I was laughing. So, so I enjoyed it. But... The middle was just like kind of what the fuck's why why are you dragging this for three episodes? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they had some other idea going on or if they just needed to fill time. Yeah, whatever it, whatever it was, they could have filled it with more important shit. But at least it that shit to me was still entertaining, and I yeah, don't think why like the it the, it was fun, but it just like was boring at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it, it felt like uh to I don't know if Alex, you're listening. Um, if not, that's okay. But it, it kind of felt like a, a little bit, a little bit like the, the second season of Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks, just a little bit, just those few episodes. It wasn't a chore for me to watch them, but it, it felt like this. What the fuck are we doing? Like nothing was solved. Like, let's go. What's going yeah. on? If you stick with it for literally just a few episodes that weren't even a chore to watch for me. It was fine. I was like, yeah, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. I've always wanted to go to it. I've always no, it was... I think I like... I like this season a lot more than the other ones. Because okay. it there's so much development with Bean as a character than there were in the majority of the first season, of course. Because it's the first season. You gotta establish the characters. Yeah, well, the, first season, the first season was establishing everyone and then really... The, exactly. the story didn't pick up to like the last but, couple episodes and then just kind of left you on a huge cliffhanger and yeah, the second and was... second season spent its entire backbone answering everything that like was raised in the first season and then this is that that like we've answered everything now we just like get to have fun for a bit and do some other stuff yeah and, and i think a little bit of that i i liked because it gave more characters the time to develop instead of them just having witty jokes and being in the same shit that they've been in for the last two seasons. Like, yeah. Bean had a sexual fucking awakening, my guy. Like, yeah. holy shit, that's some real shit. She has so much trauma in her life, and then she gets this, and it's actually this good thing, and no one is frowning upon it or anything. Like, it, it's, it was so cool. And then just, just the other characters actually had legit development and actually evolved, you know? It was yeah. cool. It was cool. It I was. don't want to get into it because I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, you know. it was. Ah! Oh my God! Stop! Ah, ah, ah. I love it. I I will bear I won't bear it down because we 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 did this heavy on the last episode, pretty hard, probably annoyingly enough. But do you think you would move on to Futurama after this? Um. Yeah, you did really beat that into me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I I think. Um, to really set things straight and to answer your question. <laughs> oh my god, stop. <laughs> uh no, I I think Futurama is a big commitment and unfortunately I have made previous engagements, but it is on my schedule. That's right, we do have to make love later. Sorry, you're still not getting the picture of platonic love. We made a whole song around it. You seem no actually you you we left off where things are right now anyway, so 
Never mind. I'm not Holly. I thought I'd, tri- I, I I thought I'd trick you into an appointment of sex. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I would embarrass you with manners so that you would not back out of the appointment, thinking that you had already made it, and then have sex with me. And what are you, work. toxic masculinity? Shut the fuck up. God. <laughs> I was trying to gaslight you. I'm sorry. All right. That's all right. an umbrella term. You know, toxic masculinity is is under that. True. Oh, I cool. Dry wood up there. I don't want any right. gaslighting up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More ways than one. Anyway. You know what I want to light? My wand. Oh. How was that for oh, so, contrary to popular belief, if you are listening to this point, God have mercy on your soul. Um, we actually watched a movie. <laughs> yeah, we actually watched a movie. We are continuing our series through the Harry Potter movies, and we landed in. We just watched uh, *Prisoner of Azkaban*. <laughs> yeah. What many consider to be the best Harry Potter film, I wouldn't know. So, instead of asking Alex who Alfonso Cuarón was. I'll I'm going to tell... Oh, yeah, Peter, go ahead. You go ahead and tell me what <laughs> I'm going to Well, let me um, just look this up real quick. <laughs> um, Did you get the duct tape for Zach so he has to go through all this torment? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Peter, Peter will laugh a lot about that because that's... That, that, all right, that's so great. breaking okay. tradition here. Zach. Yes. Who is Alfonso Cuaron? So Alfonso Cuaron is a, 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 an acclaimed filmmaker best known for four movies. Tell me. Those Tell four me. movies. And he actually, and he, he, I would like to emphasize, he is a Academy Award winning director for directing two specific movies. One of them is this little film called Gravity. Oh, he, he invented directed. Gravity? Whoa. He directed Gravity. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> All right. Scrub. No. And, and Alex, Alex, I'm sure you know this, but but uh, Chris, he's also the director of this this other little film called Roma. Holy shit. Roma. Oh, he directed that? Yes. Yeah. Huh. I love Roma. And uh, the, other, the other two big movies that he's known for is obviously the movie we're going to talk about tonight, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and this little science fiction film called Children of Men. Oh, he directed that too? Yeah. Children of Men is excellent. But he also, but he also in the 90s, made uh, A Little Princess, and Little Princess is actually a very nice little movie. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought you had a kid. So, <laughs> the other big thing you should know about Alfonso Cuaron, before we get really nitty-gritty into his style and everything else, is that he is best friends with two really... I knew really you were going to say directors, this. Kevin Bacon. The name of Alejandro Gonzalez Inarito, best known as the director of Birdman, and the one and only Guillermo del Toro. And oftentimes oh. they produce his movies with them, they assist on, on sets, they do a lot of work together, doing all kinds of things. Oh man, could you imagine a Del Toro, Harry Potter movie? Kind of was because out on Prisoner of Azkaban with some uh, consulting, from what I hear. So he had wait what? 
Yeah, he consulted Quran on a lot of stuff for Prisoner of Azkaban. No way. Explains a lot. Yeah. So, really cool. uh, especially a lot of the stuff with uh, the Dementors. He really helped Quran kind of figure those out. Yeah, like, what? do you know what specifically about the Dementors? Uh, just kind of the design, the look, how they move, little things like that. Cool. Like, it, it, it was kind of, like, he consulted on it, but, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, it was kind of a, you know, a, a rolling decision, and, and Quran just kind of being like, this is what I want, does this make sense in the world? And then, obviously, you know, he he consulted with Del Toro, who's best known for making creatures in all his movies, and, yeah, so, so that's your fun little, not-so-little fact about the day, is that um, Guillermo Del Toro, and I believe... He's credited as a thank you in the movie, too, if I cool. remember correctly. Well, good episode, guys. So, <laughs> so, um, so to talk about <laughs> Christ, uh, uh, Alex, did I miss anything real quick before I talk kind of about style and all that? No, in terms of what he made, he actually has a very small amount of movies. Yeah, it's 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 what like eight or nine, pretty much, and uh, be and beyond that, it it's um, it's all. God no, it's like a handful. It's like little, it's Little Princess, Prisoner of Azkaban, and then some movie that he made that got him hired, uh, and your mom too, I believe it's what it's called. Which is oh, what, that's right. That joke. That's a great movie. Which is in fact that, the movie that got him hired to make Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, because Sorry. David Heyman, the producer, saw that movie at a film festival and said, "You work really great with coming of age teen romance. This is exactly what we're looking for." And that movie and, is excellent. That movie is really good. What um, romance was in the in this movie? What I mean, it it wasn't really about romance. It was about kids coming into their own well, also okay. also that movie's not around that, that movie is not necessarily about romance either it's it is about coming to your own and the sexual awakening and stuff more than anything but this there isn't really a sexual awakening here this is more like the movie's just awakening in the world i feel like but yeah. it's a good coming of age story and it's dealing with more adult themes i think but yeah um yeah, he's so, he doesn't have a lot he's got like five but, movies but talk a lot about his style as a director um He's best known for his heavy, heavy, heavy use of hand cam. Uh, he really does not like like steady cam or stationary shots. He loves moving around a lot, and he loves doing long takes. A, a good example of this actually in Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, it's true. It, a good example of this in Prisoner of Azkaban is the Leaky Cauldron scene, which is all one big long shot. Which is it's a it's a two minute long shot, all on on um, hand cam, and so it's this one dude just sitting with like a. 25 pound camera following these actors going in and out and doing stuff. That's a perfect example of what this director's style is all about. You see a lot of that. The other thing is he loves like mirror and like walking through glass shots. Like you see that a lot mm -hmm. in this movie too. Those are like the Very two. Paprika. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he's really big on that. And then there's some writing stuff that he likes to do. Like, uh, using motifs and, and, and stuff like that. But the really big thing is the handy cam and the really heavy use of glass glass motion shots. That's what Kron's uh, known for. He does it in all his movies. You, you can see it all over the place um, in his work, and it's it's kind of what he's known for. How is he with foreshadowing other in other movies? Um, 
I can't say because it's been a while since I've seen Gravity. Uh, and Al- I haven't actually okay, seen so Roma. I, I would say, to, in terms of that, there, it isn't so much that it, it's foreshadowing for him as much as it is understanding wh- how to take the themes of the story and express them visually on screen in either interesting or dramatically compelling way. Mm. So in Gravity, for example, the characters dealing with emotions that you find out over time is the loss of a child. But you also realize visually throughout the film that she looks like a child in a uterus, in a fetus. There's like there's a lot of like, I'm being birthed again in that movie ah. visually, because thematically that ha- that's how it works. He is, um, his imagery is impeccable. That's why he has so few fu- so few films because he spends so much time on his scenes. Like we, as we were watching it together, Peter and I, we were pausing the movie constantly for constantly. all the little things, all the little things that were happening in this movie that didn't, they, they weren't needed to expose the story, but they were absolutely needed to define this world as something fun. It was a, a, just a director. Playing. That's all he was doing. He was just playing. How can I tell this story in the most interesting way? How can I make this scene captivating visually? The camera's always moving. Things are always being given to you information-wise. But it also never lets up. In that Steadicam scene in the Leaky Cauldron, the information that's given to you is also given to you visually. So Harry is wondering what is this deal with this guy that they're talking about, and he doesn't want to talk about him. But the more that they further the conversation, you the more you see that... Um, God, what's what's Gary Oldman's name? Jesus. Sirius Black. Black. Sirius. So you you see Sirius in literally his picture and the wanted picture is between Harry and um, Mr. Weasley as they're talking about this. It's unavoidable. He is the focus on like there's a visual language to this that is impeccable. So I I, I, I it's not so much necessarily foreshadowing because he's never. Sorry. What was that? I was I was gonna say to go off of that. There's actually there's another motif that that's actually used in that same scene, which is to show uh, Harry's complete isolation throughout the entire movie. There's tons of shots of where oh, they'll yeah. they'll move in and they'll show Harry either alone on screen, even if there's other characters, or they'll zoom in on him, or they'll show that like people are distancing themselves from both him or he's distancing himself from other people. There's it, a border or something, yeah. Yeah, it. And it really is emphasized a lot. Like a good example of this, I think that the perfect example of this is uh, is um, the scene after he gets told you can't go to Hogsmeade, and there's that really beautiful uh, kind of crane shot of him in the clock tower looking down, kind of this really dark thing, and he walks away, and then he goes in to meet with the twins to get the Marauders map, which is this motif of a map that sh- tells him where everyone is. And he can kind of either isolate himself based on what he knows, the information he has. Hmm. That there, there, there's all kinds of little things like that in this movie. And and while I, and and I've come to terms that while some people might say this isn't the perfect Harry Potter movie, as a cinematic movie, god damn near perfect for the franchise. I mean, it's it's so well made, so smart. There's so many little things you can look at both visually and thematically that this director just like nails it every time. Um, and, um, and- um if I was if I was gonna play off that a little bit, um, I I totally agree with you, and I think 
the the interesting thing about him is that although the, there's a visual representation about his isolation in this film, and although there's a lot of technically visual wonderful things happening here, including like the showing the exterior of Hogwarts in different ways and just showing the landscape and geography differently, but yeah. it also shows through visuals the geography. Just there's a lot of visual things here. I will say it doesn't explore why he feels so isolated. Yeah. That much. It happens visually. And this is why other people have mentioned that Order of Order of the Phoenix and Half-Blood Prince explore his character and the depths of that emotional wealth a little bit better. Whereas this one technically, visually, just is amazing. Like you like there are so many things you can enjoy about this. Because the story is kind of it's fun, but it's also kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, the thing I also like a lot, and this is the really cool thing about this, is um, his use of motif with the, with, with the landscape, is um, there are tons, tons of things where they'll show you something beforehand that becomes super important later. Yeah, so, dude. Good example is they show you the Marauder's map as a way for him to get to Hogsmeade, but, you, but they later see with the map that the map is the way for him to figure out that Peter Pettigrew is still alive, which exonerates his godfather, or they're showing like the Shrieking Shack, which ends up being a part of the climax, right. when the Whomping Willow, which is the passage to the climax, it's just, it's everywhere. It's perfect. To add to it, the bird that the camera is, the bird that the camera is following yeah. at the beginning, right right after Harry is says that he's, you know, going to go to wherever after the first scene, that you're following this bird, and the bird is going through every main um yep. point yep. on the map of Hogwarts yep. where the where you will later be. So it goes to the through the tunnel, it goes to uh through the school, then the tunnel, and then the Whomping Willow, and then to the shack or whatever it is, and then yeah. to the well, it, um, the it gets smacked by the willow. Right. And then, yeah, it, it dies yeah. after the willow thing. But to add to your to the map thing, like the actual yep. map that he gets that later yep. reveals the Peter Bettigrew thing. The, right before he gets that map and yeah. the twins find him, all you see is his steps in the snow because he's Which is the, the only thing you can see on the map. Exactly. Oh, dude. Yo, yes. <laughs> it's just, it's the little things. It's so smartly, oh my God. Visually, God damn near perfect. Like, I, even as like a movie, there are things in this movie compared to other movies that is just impactful. I mean, this dude. Oh my god. Like just the little things in this movie. The fact that he does so many long takes. Like I I mean even a good example is they had that shot of him in the invisibility cloak and they had that like long eight, 45 second take of him walking right at the twins. Twins grab him, have this conversation, throw him there. It doesn't cut color in the point where they're explaining the map. It's so god, I love it. Yeah. They show oh, it's perfect. I I just the visual I just can't believe this movie and then just the fact that like so much of this movie is done practically too like they they tried to do the dimension practically and they just couldn't find a way and it was and there's like this literal like b-roll of them doing like water tank puppetry trying to figure it out it's so cool mm -hmm. yeah, like, like definitely even if it didn't work practically it still gave animators reference so either way you look at it yeah pretty cool and, and like the werewolf transformation dude like everything up to the point where he's like literally the werewolf was practical 
like the the whole facial transformation was all practical. I'm like, let's go. Was it? Yep. They they designed like ten faces for David um David Thewlis. It's it's oh, it's so cool. And and I'm not even gonna talk about the fact that they added four great actors to this between Gary Oldman, David Thewlis, Emma Thompson, and Michael Gam- Gambon. Gabon? Gambon? Gambon. Gambon. Yeah. And, and and you know what's even crazier? You know who almost directed this movie? Kenneth Steven, Steven Spielberg. Kenneth Branagh almost directed this movie. <laughs> oh, after being in the last one. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad. I mean, hmm. I think it's interesting having. I think I'm the only one here who's probably seen the most of Kevin Branagh's work as a director. I think he's. I think he's visually very interesting, but I don't know if he would have been great at handling all the time travel stuff towards the end. Yeah, I don't know if he would have been appropriate for it. He uh, again, he handles the Shakespearean stuff in Thor wonderfully. But um, if anyone wants to watch a four-hour Hamlet, he's got it. It's not bad. Yeah, I I just I like I. Oh my god! Like and and like. I just, oh my god, I love this movie. Like, I, I could gush about every little part about this movie, and it would get annoying, but, like, just everything about this movie always impresses me, from the writing to the story to, like, even the little things they cut out that, like, makes this a bad Harry Potter movie. Like, I'm sad that they're gone, but, like, there's, it, it's fine. Like, the as a movie, it flows good, even though it's kind of all over the place, but it just looks great. Everything about this movie looks great. Everything. Even Buckbeak. Uh, like, every scene with Buckbeak was, like, an animatronic until they got to the flying stuff. And then and then it was all digital. Like, well, like yeah, the flying stuff, but also the points where it's walking. Like, that's a, that's digital legs. And even yeah. the, the feathers are digital. So they're, they're still using these things as reference. Yeah. But, I, but not everything of Buckbeak until it flies is actually practical. Like there are practical things involved, but that the final product, what you're seeing for the most part, isn't well, actually yeah. practical unless it's well, they, unless they Buckbeak is a, sitting they down. Like, or, like, like, like animatronic on set that like moved around. Right. And, That's what I'm saying. They still have okay. reference for these things, which helps the actors and it also helps the visual designers. Yeah. Getting I, reference for lighting, the size, yeah. all of these things. It's just. Oh my god, like, the, the amount of work that went into this, just like, it shows, yeah. it shows, it, it all shows, and it, it's so smart, and the design, oh god, I, Chris, what'd you think of this movie? <laughs> Hold on, I am actually fixing something real quick. Okay, okay. Oh, no, you're good, man. I, I like. Okay, it's not like I can contribute much more to this conversation. Well, we were going to lead to that because this is pretty much us gushing about it. But also, yeah, in terms of this director and this filmmaker, um, I would say if you get a chance, Gravity is worth it. The nicest TV you have, sure. But I think over time, people are going to look back on Gravity and be like, that that movie was great. I have a great TV for it. People are going to get better TVs and it'll be better for it. Um, Children of Men, if you haven't. Have you seen Children of Men, Chris? Yeah, I've seen Logan. (laughs) 
They're funny. Uh, they, yeah, but the thing is, Logan is also Shane. Logan is a lot of other movies. It doesn't mean that it's not a good... T- it's a Western. Who gives a shit? Uh, it's still a good movie. It's, yes, it's, every story has been told before. It's about how you tell it. Um, but Children of Men is that. It's a very Humphrey Bogart. It's basically Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond is the same thing, too. It's the, the kind of story where people help uh, a revolution uh, occur. Um, but it's got so many great scenes... There's the opening scene at the coffee shop. There's the um, car chase. Oh, God, there's so many good moments. But it also has this, like, dour vibe about it that I think is absolutely more so recognizable now. The further we get into the future, it just, like, makes total sense. But it's beautiful. has great, great – God, the, the car chase moment is great. Um, and Roma, I think, is beautiful. And speaking to what Peter was talking about in terms of foreshadowing – it's just, I think he knows how to make a story unfold wonderfully, visually. I just think he knows how to do that. And the, and the great thing about Roma is that there wasn't a lot of uh, fanciness to the story, so the choices were very emotional and personal, but the payoffs are just so worth it, really. Yeah. It's, oh, God. I, like, I, I don't want to talk too much more about this because I, I genuinely want to know Chris's opinion about this movie. Um, and I just like, I, I mean, I love Gary Oldman. I love David Thulin. I love Emma Thompson. I, I, I love the visuals of this movie. I think the actors are finally starting to come into their own. And like the visual look of this movie is obviously the direction that the rest of the franchise goes. And there's, there's tons of fun that goes Mm. on. And it just, I actually, uh, uh, just going back to the practical stuff, I was just curious, and I and I found a I found a video of a few of the behind the scenes stuff, like what they did practically, and then using that stuff for reference nice. or for the final stuff. And it looks like for the most part, if something was on set, unfortunately, it was digitally replaced. Not everything, yeah. but some things. Like the Buckbeak stuff seems to be reference and then kind of using it practically like when buckbeak was sitting down um when they were trying to get buckbeak out of there get the fuck out of dodge i i didn't see anything in the video but that definitely looked practical and the werewolf transformation scene has always been like the hot for me as a wee lad was the highlight of that fucking movie because werewolves are fucking dope in my opinion fucking love werewolves i i think it's werewolves or it's spider-man and then it's werewolves okay like werewolves are (laughs) second tier for me all right like i love that shit and that always fascinated me because for one it's just a completely different take on a werewolf honestly i told alex when we were watching this movie um it looks like a hairless bear and hairless bears are known to be mistaken as um fuck what is it called Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah, El Chupacabra. Um, Things like that. And and if you look at a hairless bear, it doesn't look exactly like this, but they clearly used it for reference. Um, Even if they didn't show this in the thing, there's there's I have a high high theory that they use that for reference. But the transformation scene itself started out with makeup, and then up to the point where his mouth rips to make a bigger mouth then it turns into um, let me rewatch it again so he's oh shit no yeah they just they use that shit for reference so that whole rest of that scene 
is an actual digital double. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like the the point where like his body starts extending is like all digital, but like the stuff where you you still see David Thewlis like as a actor, it's all practical and makeup all the way up to the point where he stops being David Thewlis and he starts being the werewolf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's when. Go ahead. You can see where they tr- they swapped it. Like it's it's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. Look, looking back, it's they switched it when um, Sirius is holding him, and he's trying to convince him. Like I guess your he's just trying to where you, your heart like, is you know, where you are. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like you know the the sun's getting real low. You know, type shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's the part where he loses his clothes. So yep. it's it's when after the clothes rip, and then it still looks like him. It's his face, and I'm looking at side by side shots. They actually used him as a reference, which sucks because the makeup department did a really good job. They could have at least used his face, but I don't know all that shit, you know, like the back of my hand. So maybe it's actually more difficult to leave him in there and digitally alter other stuff than it is to just create a new thing and just be like, here it is, you know. But yeah. it, it looks but, amazing. But the it's fact, fucking. The fact cool. of the matter is, is that's still quite a bit of like the actor before like they they really let the the um the digital stuff take over though. Yeah, it, it was you know his when the when it zoomed into his eye. Also, just a fantastic way to just visualize this transformation in general. But it's yeah. also a cool transition because when it zooms in on his eye normally and then it zooms out, it is a different take with him adding more there's more makeup on him you know his eyes are a bit different he's sweating you know he has sharp yeah. teeth and then it shows his fingernails growing and i think that yeah. was practical it's not actually in the video that i just watched yeah. but then after that it is all it is digital so, so i think i know so i'm i'm watching the scene now and i think i know when they swap him exactly so so the shot after they he rips open his back and you see his legs starting to extend I think every shot you see of him after that is digital, but they're using his reference. But everything before that is still David Thewlis doing makeup and all that. Yeah, you you cut out for me, but yeah, it's it's up to the point where he where you see his face turn into a werewolf. That is all yeah. digital. Yeah. So 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 there's a shot where he's ex- his legs start extending up, and then you get that 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 long shot of the of the trio, and then you see that shot of Gary Oldman which I think is still David Thewlis, and then it cuts to his face, and he's transforming. That's, that's where the, I think that's yeah. where they do it. Yeah. Yep. Which, I mean, it's, it's which so cool. Which is considered is, like, quite a bit of time into the transformation. Like, no, they yeah, really... Sure. Yeah. Like, they really they, waited until the last possible second to do it. Definitely. I would wholeheartedly agree. And this scene reminds me a lot of Werewolf in London. Yep. The transformation that you see in in other movies is kind of like the shitty way to do it, in my opinion, which is, and also shitty and also easy slash lazy, you know? Yeah. Is, you know, the character is, um, falls behind something. Something is, is hiding the transformation. So it's like the guy falls, something's right in front of Yeah. Hello? Peter? You're both breaking is. and growing and forming what? in different ways. Your face is literally just 
completely shifting into something else. Your bones aren't the same under there. Your bones are growing and shaping and breaking all at once. That shit is so painful. And they, they represented that so fucking well. He's in immense yeah. pain. And a side note of that is um, Sirius mentioned something about a potion like that could potentially help him not transform, which is intriguing to me later on in the so, so at that point of yeah so to explain that actually that's one of the things they cut out of the the movie from the book is the potion he takes is what they call wolfsbane potion and all it does mm -hmm. is it lets him keep his human mind during the transformation interesting so he still transforms why would you want to feel that he's still horribly <laughs> pained but it's easy because he's still Lupin, he's just a wolf. Gotcha. Yeah. So that that makes me wonder, because the train scene, the first time we see him, um, oh, wow. when he does the spell on the Dementor, is he is sweaty as fuck. He looks, like, malnourished. Yeah. He looks unhealthy. And I... Yeah, good. Then the rest of the movie, with give and take here, but for yeah. the majority of it, he looks fine. He looks well-kept. He looks yeah. well-groomed. You know, oh. he doesn't all sweaty so it makes me think in those parts of that movie like was that just a full moon that happened and he's just like going right so, after he's just going through the motion so to answer the question on that again the book answers this but the movie doesn't is uh people who suffer and become werewolves are basically treated like third class citizens they can't hold jobs they can't do anything and so he basically got hired to be a teacher from being a hobo <laughs> damn okay so after he okay so on the train yeah. that makes sense he's still a yeah. homeless person he's just got shit and luggage and stuff he doesn't got time to shower yeah and then he gets to the school you see him after that and then he's all well okay that makes that that does make sense and they, they just don't explain it but i don't think they really needed to explain no, it. no i i guess i just didn't give it a ton of thought because he yeah. did say something like you know it's really hard people like me it, it we are used to being on well, you he know, does, on the road. Yeah, he says that at the very end of the movie. So right. it kind of, it kind of, of. I mean, you gotta, it, without knowing that stuff from the books, you gotta make a huge ass leap. Like yeah. you gotta make a big leap to make those assumptions. But yeah. I think it's still interesting the imagery of, um, of a full moon. It's not just when he is doing the ridiculous spell, and you see the full moon thing. It is like there there are moons well before all of this full moons like yeah. there's just straight up full moons in some of the early shots of the movie. But then there's stuff in the paintings when um, the lady who can't sing vanishes from the painting because the painting's all torn to shit. Like yeah. there there are full moons in the the, the frames that are that are. In, oh, I got Jesus Christ. The frames that are in frame, the paintings that are in frame yeah most of them have a full moon yeah just a straight up full actually moon. yeah when we uh, when we were watching that a the paintings have way more stuff going on with them they can you can go from one paint, painting to another i don't know if that's been in the other movies but then also there's a knight in the background doing yeah. monty python bits and i'm laughing my ass so, off at that so, night so i so that's actually another thing they come from the book which is the best so that character has a name and he actually ends up becoming the painting for Gryffindor after the fat lady disappears. His name is Sir Cadogan, and he um he ch and his whole bit 
is that he changes the password every 20 minutes. So no one could, so everyone keeps having these trouble getting in and it's probably flat from breaking in. They have this Monty Python guy going around like doing bits all day long. Oh, dude. Oh, what did they, what did they do in the later? I I don't know. I, they definitely didn't do the night. No, no, the fat lady comes back after the fact, but Ah, damn it. The third book. She signed a contract. Yeah. Yeah, Damn, that would have been hilarious. The I password know. thing. That's such a modern problem, too. Like, oh, the password changed. I mean, fuck. Yeah, dude. You know? Oh, a, like, my password and, expired. And the bit of the joke, dude, that's such a good call. And the bit of the joke of all of it is that the person who they keep doing the bit with is Neville. Neville's the one who always gets fucked over. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That makes sense. God, that kid is just a punching bag for these movies. <laughs> Oh, um, it's it's great. Yeah, so Sir Cadogan is is um the character that you're referring to. <laughs> I have a I have a question for um for that same scene. Yeah. Uh, it's when she's talking, she goes full fucking Aunt May. She's like, "Those eyes, those horrible yellow eyes," you know. Type yeah. Shit. Is <laughs> she she actually talking about Sirius, or did she see Lupin transform into a werewolf? She she was talking about Sirius. Okay, so she saw Sirius in the on the school ground. Sirius clawed the painting. Yeah, well, he he took a knife to the painting actually. Oh, he did. Yeah, and uh, the yellow eyes she was referring to was his dog form. Right. Okay. That's that's what I thought. But they both. The, the, there's the cool parallel with those two characters. Wait, and wait, 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 wait. This dog took a knife to a painting? I gotta know what happened. Oh, no. He was a dog and then he turned into a person in that painting. This dog put a knife in his mouth? Is that in the book, though? Or is that the book? Yes. I gotta know about this dog gang walking around with knives, man. Dogs have mouths, dude. They can knife people. It, the, the short answer is yes. Yes to which one? To both. But that's not in the movie. All we see are mark claw. What look like claw marks. I. Well, the knife. It being a knife wasn't from the book, but I mean. Okay, so it, it's up to speculation what it was in the movie. Just to yes. be fair, that's up for. I was just curious because I was seeing so many full moons in that in yeah. that same. I was like, did she just mistake Lupin for the for Sirius? Yeah. No, I I know what you mean. Um. Because the parallels with them are really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff like that. And what's really interesting is both of them have yellow eyes. So it's hard to think. But the really thing, and this is, I think, the biggest shame of actually the thing they cut, is that the Shrieking Shack was built for Lupin to go to. That was the whole deal. Was that the reason why the Shrieking Shack is haunted is because once a month, Lupin goes there to transform. So he's never even in the house. Yeah, that's why it's haunted. Oh, that was the story. That was the story. Uh, so he would do that. He would take the potion. He would be aware, but he's still a werewolf. So he'd just chill in there. Yeah, so he'd just chill in there. And so the screaming uh, from the Shrieking Shack is the horrible pain that Lupin would go through during transformation. Oh, dude! So yeah. that, that it gives me a question, because how long is that Shrieking Shack actually... Oh my god, that is almost a tongue twister. Holy crap. Uh, sh- how- <laughs> it, it was built during Lupin's first year at Hogwarts. Okay, so is that from the book? Then? Yeah, that's that's from the book. 
but it was explained in uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, they, okay, Chris they, What? Like it was explained in in the book Prisoner of Azkaban. Chris, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, okay, okay. just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it was explained during his first year. I believe it was in the seventies, something like that. Yeah, in the seventies, um, Lupin went to school with Harry's parents and Pettigrew and um, and that and they were all friends, and they were. Uh, and this is actually this isn't even revealing anything. This isn't even revealing anything. <laughs> Uh, is that that, um Sirius Lupin Pettigrew and James created the Marauders map they are Mooney Wormtail Padfoot and Prongs because three of them were Animaguses which we know from this movie at least two of them were we know that Harry's father was an Animagus that turned into a stag and that what Yes. Uh, was that revealed in the movie? Did I just miss that? No, they never explained it in the movie, but it was in the book. <laughs> and they never explained it in any of the movies. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why they became Animaguses was so they could be with Lupin while he was transformed. Because werewolves won't attack animals, they'll only attack people. Really? Yes. Oh, I'll be motherfucking damn. So the explanation is that this Shrieking Shack was built so that Lupin could go there. His friends wanted to be good friends, spent years learning to become animals so they could spend their time with him in that shack. God. You know what? That is true friendship. Holy shit. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I would not do that for any of you fucking fucks. As I freeze in this tree. <laughs> so, oh, holy crap. Okay, so in the movie, it's just a mysterious place, really. That's all it really is. Yeah, they don't they don't actually explain it, <laughs> ever. <laughs> okay, that's slightly disappointing because that is such a cool fucking plot point. But how do you address that in the movie, with you the movie being what it is? You can't. You really can't, unless you're, really like, can't. deep on on their whole friend friend's background. Like, right, there no, could be some well, moments like well, when the, well, the problem is, is that they don't even really even explain a lot of that until like partway <clears throat> through Order of the Phoenix, and then again during Deathly Hollows, they don't even explain a lot of what was going on with like James, Sirius, Lupin, and Pettigrew at all. And there's a whole bunch of backstory with it, like especially. So- there's a whole bunch of backstory, and I can talk about it much more when we get the actual like movie explanation stuff. But like, there's a very there's a thing that happens that we know about in Prisoner of Azkaban that uh, is kind of explained, not really in Order of the Phoenix. Hold on, this is where I've got to step in for a second. Gentlemen. Well, I'm not gonna explain it, but there is a thing. I, you got you guys are getting nerdy in a way I'm loving. And a nerdy in a way we haven't done since Chris was conducting the ceremony in those first Star Wars movies. But this is where things are going to get real interesting. Chris, how did you like this movie? Ah, uh, man, I was hoping you wouldn't come to me. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, Tell me, come on. Uh, 
Okay. Um, Tim Lott! I'll stop. Remember, I'm the one that wants it. <laughs> I, I asked him to be my Valentine, you fuck. Chris, will you be um, my Valentine? No. Um, wow! He doesn't. You guys were a soap opera of Valentines over here. I know. <laughs> who, gave, who gave me these chocolates? <laughs> Wait, what's in those chocolates? I didn't open oh, them yet. Oh man, did I put down the wrong address? Oh god. Yeah, it says to my oh, man. my lovely grandma, Heart Chris. Oh, no. Like I oh, I no. thought you said you didn't want to be my Valentine, so I thought this was a different Chris. So I no. just asked who it was, but like, like this is this note says you, it's you. Do you role play grandma or something? Uh, you know, that makes more sense now that I actually think about it. Um, I uh, may have baked those with reefer. Excuse me? Oh my god, those were meant for me! So, Chris, what'd you think of Prisoner of Azkaban? Yeah. Um, I'm feeling something. <laughs> As the resident pothead of this group, I'm loving all of these jokes. <laughs> um, I dug it. Okay. Like, Sweet. all right, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. Yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> same time next week. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is this is the best so far. Obviously. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I am so glad I wrote down my thoughts before we launched into a tirade about um, Wandavision. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was it. That, that was a rabbit hole. At first and it was now, trap, and it was a rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now I'm playing the movie in front of me. Um, I'm at the. He just got on the train. And the Dementor is about to uh, come into the cart. Um, and uh, suck all the fun out. Um, if there was any there to begin with. Um, Can I? So. Go ahead, Peter. Now, I, I really don't want to interrupt you, but I know I'm going to genuinely forget this. It's just a total side note about those Dementors in the in the car, in the in the train car. Are, are they are they specifically going after Harry because he is the godson of Sirius, or is is Harry just like you know got the short end of the stick yet again here? Harry got the short end of the stick yet again. I was, about to say, I, was, I was about to say, Peter, uh, Peter. I think uh, Harry is just like. He's just like, fuck, dude. Like he's that just dementor like, opened the, got in a train, went to his little cubby, whatever you call it, opened the door and sucked his dick. Sorry, I get this too mixed up. I get this. Sorry, I watched. I watched a different uh, uh, video. Um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into the whole. Uh, sexual thing later Alex can, I, is a good... can i can i legit ask this seriously it, could it be that because harry potter has such a tragic backstory that these dementors are like oh that's so tasty but i thought i thought it was them sucking the goodness out of you so you're only left with the bad that's what i got too okay then i'm wrong and he is a really good guy though but he's cursed yeah, I just it, I just he, felt like there yeah, was but he something. He feels good there. about it. He's, he's pretty okay with it. I just thought there was like because they're you're gonna suffer because yeah, you're gonna be happy about it. <laughs> Dumbledore clearly said it like they are ruthless. If you get in their way, they're not gonna 
push you aside. They're going to suck your dick too. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. sorry, soul, soul, soul. Sorry, 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 soul. soul. Um, but it was like they got in that train and specifically went to Harry. Like that shit was so just specific and i don't know if I'll, like it didn't sound like any other kid had a problem on that train everyone was making fun of harry because he fainted or whatever it was mainly just malfoy but there was no other talk of any other kid at that school getting their dick sucked sorry their soul sucked out of them so like that i just it's so odd it's so odd because they're constantly after serious harry comes into the picture i'm like okay is it because he's like not blood related but like do they know i don't know Guys. I think I've solved this mystery as well as the mystery of WandaVision. Obviously, it was always Ginny. I knew it. Little, Shit. little girl. Why? I don't with know. The how red hair. Or... It was always Ginny. Always Fair Ginny. enough. All right, go on with your points then. Ginny. Ginny. I like how. Like, <laughs> she was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess he was tortured about <laughs> I guess he was tortured and uh like manipulated by Voldemort or Tom Riddle. Can I finish? Uh I like how Ginny was uh tortured and manipulated by uh Voldemort into do into writing stuff with her own blood on the wall and like in the last movie and now in this movie she's just like almost nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Chris, Chris, can I tell you something you you're gonna hate? Uh, the everyone, the Phoenix? <laughs> everyone in this in this podcast is gonna hate later on in the series in the books harry's all like man this shit sucks like i'm so alone blah 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 i forget which book it was i was talking to my cousin a few days ago about it and jenny flat out confronts him on it she's like i, I went through shit too you're not alone. Stop being a little baby. Like, I'm here. Nice. There are other people here that have been manipulated by Voldemort. I was manipulated by him firsthand. I was used. I put blood all over the walls. I helped this. I... Oh, no, God. It... I don't want to think about where she got the blood. Oh, I just got I thought of that. Oh, man. And it, my, my point is that she actually. Jesus Christ. She gets, she gets the development in the books, which is so satisfying now. So now I'm like, okay, cool. At least her character, in some sense, actually has development. And okay. Straight up confronts so David Yates fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna cut that joke out. Um, Chris, I loved it. It was crass in a way that I enjoyed. <laughs> you don't know, maybe she hurt herself, you know, in the <laughs> vagina. Once a month. Once a month. And has to bear with it for the rest of her life until she gets too old, for, until her body can't do it anymore. It's a natural thing. It's a natural thing to joke about. <laughs> Getting old? We need to get women on the show. Um... What does that mean? What does that mean? What does well, that? You know how in, you know? Okay, so there was one time in. Uh, stop. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So there was there was an episode of Who's Line where like all the um, where all the uh, all the guys were just like there was a bit during Seeds from a Hat, and uh, Who's Line nice. anyway, and like they were all like, um, no no no, there was a get there. One of them was like, how to make Drew Carey do a spit take. And then, so then, Ryan and Colin stepped up, and then Colin just kissed Ryan in the mouth. And so, <laughs> and so, 
And so, call it the jokes. Can we get women on the show? <laughs> nice. Homophobic joke. Uh, so and also it also points to the fact that there's not a lot of women in comedy. Correct. Um so they did one they did one time have Kathy Griffin on there though. That was funny. Um, on a tangent. I just had to say that before I forgot. But like my cousin knows Harry Potter like the back of her fucking hand. Like it's insane. She just was she unloading all of this information on me, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to tell these guys. <laughs> right. So she, she, unless she gets a penis, she can't come on. Right. Um, so I, I'm going through my dishes, and they're like obviously dirty on the shelf right now. Oh my god. So, <laughs> so <laughs> what was I even saying before that? Okay, so um, I'll just go through my points. Um, I think I actually like I actually like how much like. I think Harry's character is getting much better now. Like he actually grew a pair against his foster family. I don't know. If, I don't it. know if that's like. I don't know if that's like the angsty teen side of him, which mentally I am one. Um, I to be honest, I think it's both. I think it gave him the ability to kind of move on and be like, "Yeah, fuck you guys." No, I, I just like how he's like. I actually like how um, he's just. Any of this like crap from his uh, from his uh, fam- from that family anymore, and he's just, and then he just blows up somebody like uh, Violet from uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, and um, <laughs> it's <laughs> that's a funny. Th- I that was the first thing I thought of too, um, and like uh, and then he's just then that just happens. And then he goes upstairs, packs up his stuff, and then leaves. <laughs> and then as he's leaving, and then as he's le- then as he's leaving. He's like trying to stop the, the like the, the the dad's trying to stop him, and then he's like he he pulls like his wand on him. He's like, "You can't use magic outside. You're a mi- you're a minor." And he's like, "Oh yeah, what do you yeah? Try me, try me. Like seriously, try me." But I just did. Yeah, he's like, "Try me," and then he's genu- <laughs> and he's genuinely afraid to do anything about it. Oh no, he pulled a he pulled a Draco Malfoy and went <laughs> and cowered away. Right. Um, <laughs> That is a Draco. I do like how um how much more like um <sighs> moody is the right term or just like he's just like more like edgy like he I'm um say this in a nice way. I think it's a nice term sometimes. Emo. Emo. Right. Like he's just it like literally means emotional. So it shouldn't right. be used as a negative yes. context ever. Unfortunately, it is. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's. We don't know if he's cutting himself. But I'm just saying that they wear clothes all the time. Um, I would not blame him. Oh my god! Oh my god! I would not blame him at all. An abusive family. Both his parents are dead. Almost no. Everybody keeps bringing it up, and they speak in riddle to him. Yeah, and they don't want to tell him his past. Like, what the fuck is that about? Stupid. Um. So. Let's see here. Uh, the plot was a lot of fun. Like this was like like they really stepped it up. Yeah. We are a long way away from Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> we are a long. No, you know what? That movie away. is the movie that shall not be named. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I do, do want to say, I, I do want to say that what I, again, I think that movie 
understanding the world so well visually having made so many movies by then has some great magical stuff to it and does and takes advantage of people like go, disappearing and reappearing using their wands way more but this movie is probably a better entrance into the world because it is like someone so confidently going these are wizards right well i just can do anything right and he just does and it's crazy yeah, so, um, so I thought that was so. Yeah, I thought like 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 Carrie's character. I like I like how he's getting like, like he's getting like fed up with all this. He's like, he's like, don't don't don't, inv- don't investigate the stone. Don't try to figure out the chamber's secrets. Don't find out. Who, don't go after Sirius Black. Like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And he's just like, no, screw you. You're not going to tell me anything. These people give, have the only information. You're not There's giving me any information. Guy... I got to go figure this out myself. Are you talking really about know Mr. Weasley? I mean, like... No, I but that, does, that was uh, that was the scene that I was going to bring up because uh, Peter and I talked about that when it happened. But I was... Yeah, that brings it up. Like, uh, he looks Harry straight in the face without saying anything. And he's like, I don't want you to go after him. And he's like, why, why would people think I'd go after him? And he's like... Don't go after him, Harry. And he's like, "Why do people keep telling me what to do? Like, I just, I don't care anymore." Like, and that's, and I looked at Peter. I was like, "Yeah, dude, this guy's face. Oh no, somebody else is like, I think it is Weasley. He's like Voldemort, and he's like, yeah, the guy who won that. And he's like, he doesn't give a crap about Voldemort. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he's faced him like four or five times at this point. He's like, I don't give a shit. He murdered a man. He murdered a man in cold blood. No, sorry. He also potentially killed his aunt. Not oh, by yeah, blood. Not by blood. No, he did not. But... He did not. He did not. That was confirmed. He, did he not blew her up, and then they deflated her. Oh, they deflated her. Damn it! I thought she popped in the atmosphere. Fuck. No, no. The wizards found out. If she'd have died, he would have gone to ask him. They uh, they borrowed uh, Dumbledore's uh, heroin needle. Um. Oh, I love it. I love it. I wouldn't call that it a heroin needle, works. but that's okay. Um, speaking of Dumbledore, he's all right. New guy's all right. Yay! He doesn't have that grandiose, like, um, he doesn't have that, like, that regal authority to him, but, like... Alex brought up a good point when I, I'm always, whenever I rewatch the films, it's, I haven't, I have a weird transition. I wind up liking this version of Dumbledore, but the first time I see him, I'm always like, eh, just because I... I, I usually watch the movies back to back, and in this time it's just week to week. But even then, I'm like, eh. But he had a good point. He just said that the other Dumbledore wouldn't be able to do this stuff in this movie and in the future movies. Like, just him as a character, how he was represented as a character, not the actor, but the character of Dumbledore in the last two movies wouldn't be able to do the things in the future, how they were kind of establishing things. Like, this one is kind of a dick. But like in a fun way, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say yeah. A good a, a way of not spoiling it would be the last Dumbledore would in the movie is required to go up to Harry and go, Harry. Whereas in the later films and kind of starting here, uh, Harry Potter. It's more like Dumbledore is coming up to him and be like Harry. And it's like it's we're getting to there. That's, <laughs> yeah. You, you I'm need sorry. a Dumbledore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and and Alex should be. I'm gonna tell you this because it's gonna kind of pivot to next week. He doesn't just say that. He says, "Hey, did you put your name in the goblet of fire?" Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
we hey, need the dumb look because like things are gonna escalate and we need the Dumbledore to like I think the whole point is when Harry uh, first me met Dumbledore when when Harry first met Dumbledore he was like Santa Claus to him and then like he's like this motherfucker knows time travel and he knows yeah. that I'm doing so, time travel stuff and lying to my face and then in the next movie yeah he runs up straight to his face and he's like did you put what are you and you're like oh my god dude you were Santa what's going on like it's so, supposed um, to be that way. Yeah, hey man, the withdrawal is hard. Okay, um... <laughs> you know you could also look at it in a sense of Harry was a lot. Harry was a lot younger. All these kids were a lot younger, so it makes sense that they viewed him more of as as a Santa Claus character than like a high authoritative figure. You know, so like, and even he could act differently around them as they get older, <laughs> as they have more accountability for their actions because they're no longer kids; they they are young adults. You know, that's how this works. So it does make sense, even if the actors didn't change, and it was just kind of transition. I don't know what it was like in the books. I'm just talking about the movies. So I don't want anyone coming to my tree, you know, barking up my tree. Unless <laughs> oh, you moved that out? Unless you're a werewolf, you can scratch me, let me live. I will drive you to the werewolf. Those are like very. Those are very. Those are very subpar uh, Chewbacca impressions. Um, uh, impressions. They're Zog impressions. So anyway, um, I touched on this slightly, but I really liked the mystery of it. Like, the, I really liked this mystery. Yeah. Like, even though now that I'm watching these, I'm pretty sure that I've seen some of these start to finish. I just bare I just barely remember it. Yeah, it's just so long like, yeah, good, it's good, been good. so long ago. Um yeah, like, this was a real mystery. This this movie actually had Especially this <laughs> like the other ones technically had mysteries but yeah. weren't really executed very well. Right. Where's this um, fucking stone man? I'm looking for this phone anybody got this stone still? The fuck? <laughs> Anybody know? Anybody know why Ares, the god of war, is my professor now? Um... <laughs> he came anyway. from the island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> um, the Doctor Maru. I'm getting more into my uh, miscellaneous notes, but like, I sound just like Mister Sunday movies. Oh my god! Um, learn from the best. Yeah, man. I'm just now like when I was watching them, I'm just like. Malfoy is just like a perfect foil, like, oh. like he's okay. If, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull a wrestling reference. I'm sorry, everybody. Do but it. Like, um, he reminds me of Mr. McMahon to Harry Potter, Steve Austin. Yep. Like, here's how, <laughs> and here's how they, and here's how they would, here's how that would go. Like, um, smug, rich prick, mm-hmm. right? Okay, mm-hmm. against like this, um. Against this, uh, for lack of a better term, like Austin was a badass, but like Harry's just like a guy just going having a rough time, um, and just trying to <laughs> trying to make sense of it all, and um, trying to make sense of the world. So like, so like, and Malfoy, what I like about Malfoy is that he actually pays for his arrogance. Yeah. Like too often, most, like you'll see part. like villains from those right. Like like I'm just watching him get get uh scratched by uh. By the Griffin, and um, it's a hippogriff, not a Griffin. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me what you're into. I don't need to know that information. Um, 
Hey, 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 Chris, I, I love that. I was just thinking about this earlier about how nerdy Zach's going to get and how nerdy Peter's going to get and how just like anti-Star Wars this is going to feel for you. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, man. Until, until yeah, last. man. Yeah. You, you feel what I felt for the last decade. Anyway, uh, uh, I want to, can I quickly add something right. to the Malfoy thing? Because I think it is so fucking funny. Yeah. For the most part, he does experience the consequences to his actions, but later in the movie, you realize that no, he, he, you know, literally had Buckbeak killed at a certain point because he mm-hmm. stepped up. But the beginning of that scene, before he gets cr- scratched by Buckbeak and then later uh, gets put into a fucking sling, what? Uh, he calls Neville a wimp, and then later in the scene, he gets scratched <laughs> by Buckbeak, and he just goes. Oh! Like, just like, like Hermione points a wand in his face, and yes, he's just like, bang. and then dude, he gets that sucker punch. punch was amazing. That was such yes. a great sucker punch. So um, funny. It's so funny. Oh, um, yes, for... a foul, miserable little cockroach. Yeah, no, he's a piece of shit, and he's gonna get treated like a piece of shit, even if, <laughs> if, even if his, you know, very few goons who keep changing movie to movie. Uh, you know, because it's a revolving door because people slowly realize, wow, this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, I'm not friends with him. <laughs> actually, they all keep changing. Because they actually don't. It's the same actors all the way to the last movie until literally one of them, like, got caught with, like, 40 pounds of cocaine, went to jail, and then they replaced him with a different actor. <laughs> Wait, but but Crab and Goyle, I mean, one of them is the same. The fat one's the same. Heard, no, crab? It's, it's the same, too. All the way to the second last where... I believe cra- the guy who plays Crab had like 30 pounds of cocaine he got arrested. For. No, but but no, I don't did one of them get really skinny? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. The Same tall way. one, the tall, the tall one that was a bit chunky got super skinny. And yep. he was the one with the scarf that Harry was fucking around with and spinning him around with the scarf. That was that guy. Yeah. I have to look this up. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, Jamie, it's Jamie Wyatt who made it through all of them, and then Joshua Herdman played it for the first six, and then uh, Herdman got uh, replaced by another dude because he got caught with like thirty pounds of cocaine. It's, that was the short and fat. Man, one, right? I t- drugs are all over this franchise. Right? It was uh, like, yeah, Dumbledore's on the take, yeah. and now the actors. What are was on the, the name? Yeah. What was the name of the guy? <laughs> That Harry turned into in the second movie. What was that goon's name? That was um I can give me a minute. I just gotta remember which one. So it, it was um I don't remember, but the two characters' names are Crab and Goyle. Uh Jamie Wylett, the one who plays Crab. So it's Goyle. But, yeah, so so how do you spell that? So <laughs> So Crab, the guy who played Crab got like, yeah. So he got arrested for having a knife and eight bags of weed, <laughs> and and then he and then he got caught again with a ton of cocaine and he got fired because he went to prison. Hmm. Um. Man, I feel bad. No, I don't. He's stupid as fuck. Goyle is a G O Y L E, by the way. But the the, the actor you want to look into is Jamie Waylett. So, W A Y L E T T. Yeah, this Josh is... Josh Herdman. But yeah, Jamie. Josh Herdman made it through all the movies. 
I believe. Yeah, he made but it through all Go- Goyle was replaced by some guy referred to as Pike, I guess. Uh, uh, no, uh, Joshua Herman was in all the movies, and then Jamie Wilette was the one who was replaced. I just read a Google thing. It just I Googled him, and he says, As a result, the character of Goyle was replaced by a Slytherin student referred to as Pike, played by a minor Game of Thrones actor, Bronson Webb. In the film's credits for the rest of the movie, for the for the re- sorry, in the film's credits for the rest, yeah, I said that right. I don't know. All I know is Jamie Wilett's the only one who only made it to the sixth movie and then got replaced because. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just telling you because um, Prisoner of Azkaban, he wasn't really around. The guy that I'm talking about. I don't know. It. He he was in there. I'm looking back at some screenshots, but like he had no fucking speaking roles. The yeah, guy, Alex. the guy with the with the scarf that um, that Harry was fucking around with, that was like not that was not Goyle. That was oh, Goyle. I don't. I have no idea. I I don't know. I I know that Joshua Herdman was in all the movies, and then Jamie. Why Watt- are they friends with this guy? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Because he's rich, man. Oh, my God. he's cute, I'd fuck him. What? Tom he's a child. He's a child, man. You would fuck Tom Felton? Alex? As a child? I'm gaslighting. I mean... <laughs> I mean... I mean... Don't, uh, don't, don't answer. Don't answer. Uh, don't answer. Don't answer. Hello, my baby. Hello, Hello my, my honey. honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the thing, and I stand by this. Kids can have crushes, and I could be one of those. I could pretend to be one of those little kids and be. No, 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 no. Oh my god! <laughs> little kids got. Little oh, kids kids got the, I, I'm not saying, but here's the thing: they do lay some of the romantic groundwork here in this film. They do. They do. Except Ginny, poor Ginny. Um, oh, she might as well be dead. Yeah, right. They might as well have killed her. Um. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what was the last point? Uh, where did I leave off? Okay, so Malfoy, perfect deal. Okay, um, good with that. We talked about yeah. Okay, so I also had a brief epiphany about how uh, about the uh, lack of diversity we're about to get for the next five movies. Um, that's the side note. We don't have to go anywhere with that. Um, let's see, how do no, we? Yeah. Um, how do? Yeah. Uh, how do wizards actually? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Alex, stop fucking talking. <laughs> I this isn't a joke. I really have something to say to that. I said this to Peter while we were watching. This is the first movie where someone within the group of friends that Harry has, who is black, says something. There's actually scenes where there's a lot of black kids in the background. And I think Thomas that is because we have a. Yeah. I'm sorry. The character's name is Dean Thomas. Sure. I believe um, that's the character's name. But there's I mean, also scenes with this. So, uh, in the other movies, but like if this you... is the main one where it's like it's clear that he's in his friend group because there's like that one announcer kid yep. in the first couple movies, the first two movies. That's, um, I think yeah, he's black. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know what ethnicity is, so I don't want to assume, but he is not white. That's for sure. Um, what was it? <laughs> um, I think this director is making an effort, is what I'm saying. 
Also, yeah, like uh, if you so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, any of you listening out there, if you want to uh, make Alex mad in a sentence, just say there's more diversity in Fantastic Beasts than there is in the entire rest of the Harry Potter franchise. Dude, like I, I've never, <laughs> I've I don't never remember. At Honestly, movies. I don't remember. I, yeah, I haven't looked at these movies in the way that I'm looking at them now, which is fucking yeah. awesome. Because now I'm actually looking at them as movies and not just childhood things that I watch and enjoy. Like, I'm actually dissecting this shit and seeing things that I didn't see. I I, I told Alex to pause it because the first scene with Buckbeak, I swear to God, I saw him shit. And I was like, go back. I swear to God, I, I just saw Buckbeak. And, and they do. And, and he, he does. takes a poop. Buck? Totally oh, my God. Nice. Why, why are we Wait. calling him Buckbeak? He should be called Buttcheek. This is a missed opportunity here. You just want one, one, one letter off. That's only because you want to kiss him. Um, what are you talking about? The name of my next animal. The name, name of the <laughs> only, the first animal that I ever own will be butt cheek. Um, I take full responsibility for that. Moving on from that. Um, I, I own that name now. What? I, I had this weird uh, note that I wrote down just as we were talking. How do wizards read those newspapers? Like, have you ever noticed, like, um, sometimes, like, okay, so, like, there's the main headline, and then there's the art, and then there's, like, the art, like, I was looking at the front page of that dude who's holding up the newspaper to Harry in the, in the, uh, in the bus, and, like, like, the, like, the article was going, like, was horizontal, and then vertical, and then diagonal, like, oh, all yeah. around, it's like, fucking madness. like, I how do you actually... read that? I can actually somewhat answer this question if it's a genuine question. I mean, like, are, I'm just asking, are wizards and witches in this world dyslexic? The answer for the majority is no, but you will always get dyslexic people. The conversation I had, uh, <laughs> the conversation <laughs> I had with my cousin, um, also, I, I was asking her, and in the books, it is established, I don't know what book, so don't come barking up my tree when I don't get the exact thing right, okay? Jesus Christ. I'm so surprised uh, you moved on to Alex's tree. Um, modern technology does not exist in this wizarding world because there was um, a point in time where the muggles and the wizards and witches of Waverly Place actually had... Oh. Uh, they, they had a discussion or something on the lines of that where they needed to segregate themselves so they wouldn't harm the muggles and the muggles wouldn't harm the wizards and witches of uh waverly place i'm sorry it just keeps happening keeps flowing off of my tongue but that's why there's not modern technology because they are splitting themselves from the muggle world which has pens which has all of these things that the wizarding world has quills you know they're not primitive people they have technology it's just not modern technology we see a projector that is the first form of like film besides a camera that we see and it's a projector and it is powered by magic that does bring an interesting question now what do you think wizard reddit looks like i don't think I don't it exists internet, so there, there's no what what okay what would it look like um a lot more owls yeah probably uh, oh, I, no. I think, uh, but I think that's why there's moving picture in the, they're like gifts, you know, in the yeah. papers and photos, because in a way it's kind of like a video. Honestly, it's kind of cooler 
but it's almost the same as going on your explore feed on Instagram and just, you know, scrolling and reading things and looking at things. And you might have to turn your phone for some of it. You might not, you know, it's the same thing. It's just their own version of that, you know? Um, just kill more trees. Yeah. Kill more just trees. kill. Honestly, I don't even know if it's actually paper since, you know, they can create things. They can create light from a wand. So I don't even know if it's paper. Just an offbeat comment that I wrote down. Um, that's going to bite me in the ass later, I'm almost sure. Um, Hedwig is love, Hedwig is life. Hedwig is love, Hedwig is yeah. love. Hedwig just, is love, Hedwig is I life. I just think that's, I think that's going to stab I'm me in sorry, the back. What? Later I'm sorry, what now? What's going on? What is it? Hedwig, Hedwig is love, Hedwig is life. He or doesn't know that Hedwig, he doesn't know that Hedwig turns his back and joins the Nazis. Yeah. With, with Queenie, yeah. Wait, he yeah. does? When? No, no that, I'm that would kidding. Be, I'm that kidding. Would be so funny. <laughs> that would be so funny oh if, like, God. Hedwig in a previous life was a Nazi. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be amazing. Hey, rats can be Nazis. That's pretty much what happened here. Yeah, well, <laughs> Nazis were already rats to begin with, so let's not stray no, too no, far hold, from the hold, on, hold on, I might offend some people like Gina Carleo. What? I, I might what? Toronto, some... dear God. Whatever, I don't give a shit. Yeah, flip that, flip that chick. You kidding me? Get her name <laughs> wrong as long as you want. I'll mispronounce her fucking name all day long. No, no, rats aren't yeah, not right. rats are conservatives. And we are going too far. I have made a mistake. <laughs> okay, so can I uh can I say something that I haven't said yet that it's been a running thing, one of the running things throughout this review series. Uh-huh. Where are the Fucking helmets in this movie. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Not yeah. only is there a Seriously. bus, okay, a That's bus exactly. with no no seatbelts, okay. That's usually something on a bus that you don't get is a seatbelt, okay. But there are no seats on this bus. There are moving beds, beds on wheels. That is just one of the many things, okay. Um, and so then much it gets, gets, of course, of course, of course. When Dementors come to town, okay, and then um, uh, fucking Dingledorf over here is like, don't go outside, don't get in the way, these things are nasty creatures, jump cut to a fucking Quidditch match? Not only with yeah. Dementors around, but in a rain, hail, and lightning storm. I was about to say, like, how do you see, uh, how do you see a golden snitch in that? That's what I said out loud. Like, how is he supposed to find the snitch in that? Not only yeah, are there you don't Dementors, need a secret in that game. You don't need no. a seeker in that game. You don't need to play the game because yeah. it is raining and healing and also no, no, no. there is light. I on that game. I and a werewolf is on the loose. The first, okay, we see an umbrella floating through the air. The camera pans down to a kid's broom on fire and it potentially crashes into the fucking also, ground. Also, doesn't the one of those follow. kids get, like, electrocuted? Yes, yep. and then, oh, I'm getting to that. Then a kid gets electrocuted, okay? And then Harry gets his dick sucked. And then he plummets. Like, what the fuck? Like, like what? 500 also, feet in the air, too. Also, Chris, he's not on the loose. He's a teacher there, you jerk. Yeah, he uh, got invited there, Chris. Who did? Lupin. Lupin? The yeah, werewolf the isn't third? on the loose? He's, he's, <laughs> dang it, I want... What a squappity, squappity. Okay, and then and then the final thing, um, you know, the Whomping Willow, 
I can understand because I think the Whomping Willow was there before they built the school. I think. I don't know for a fact. It's also a sentient thing. It's hey, hard hey, to get hey, rid of Peter, What? They planted it when Lupin joined the school as a student in the 70s. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. All right. Then that's not out of the picture. Where are the goddamn helmets specifically for that tree? Not only that tree. But I'm the at the giant, match right now. <laughs> the giant clock that is introduced in this movie has a giant little dangly thing. I don't I don't know what those are called. You know, in grandfather clocks, there's a big thing and it goes dong dong. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It, it is swinging. It is swinging. And it's yeah. an, in an open space. Why would they build this clock with yeah. a freaking hole underneath it where kids have to pass through to get to class? Kids yeah, gotta that, that's so funny to me. That's so funny. So many scenes could have ended with Harry being like, Harry, I thought you could have played. Yeah, they just get sideswiped by this giant swinging thing. <laughs> They're fucking Owen Wilson in the haunting. Oh, God. Anyway, I think... I think I got it out. I think the majority of that. I know it's going to be dangerous. The wizarding world is a dangerous place. I understand that. But this is a school for children. Hey. Helmets. Helmets. Hey. Um, Jacob Kowalski had helmet and pads from uh, in Fantastic Beast. That doesn't count. They le- it took eight movies. <laughs> and also, that movie is a prequel. I'm talking, can- I'm ta- I'm talking canonically. Is that a prequel, though? That is a prequel, yeah. yes. So what did yeah, they... They, I, learned, they learned nothing. One guy is using helmets and pads. They unlearned else. things. Peter. They fucking they unlearned. unlearned. You know what that's called? Stupidity. <laughs> um, so I do, have a, I do have a serious question for you, Chris. Okay. How do you feel about the growth of certain characters like Hermione, Snape, Harry, Ron? Not Jenny. Not Jenny. Not Jenny. Not Jenny. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> it's still so funny to me. Um, <laughs> so you got <laughs> oh, Forrest Gump and Hogwarts would be amazing. Seem um, <laughs> fit there perfectly. Are you kidding me? Naive, stupid, perfect. Life is like a bo- box of boggers. Um, oh my god, the chocolates! <laughs> no, it's, no, the chocolates. Come on, Lupin's always like, here, have a chocolate. Have a lace of chocolate. My mama always said, no, not my son, Harry! Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Go on, go on. <laughs> I'm having more chocolate now. Thank you, Lupin. Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord have mercy. Okay. Oh, come on. Um. All right. Obviously, I'm about to cut this down. So... Sorry, what was the original question? <laughs> How do you feel about the growth of certain characters like Hermione, Snape, Ron? Oh man, the oh yeah, yeah, the the rat reveal that was pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think Ron's ever going to be the same again. Um, oh, we got mauled by a dog. We got mauled by a dog, and he's going to have to get that infection out somehow. Can you um, imagine? If- that turned into a human and would turned out to just be like a murderer. Like what the right. fuck? What do you, what's your thought process on that? What do you right. do? Um, uh, the harm. Uh, yeah. I guess we got to talk about the, uh, uh, Hermione's time traveling necklace, which apparently Tina wears in fantastic beasts, which raises a lot of questions for me. Um, none of which, not a lot of those questions are formed. 
Um, anyway, um, or not really. That's the whole. That's what fucking. That's why I did it. Doesn't matter. We just see things and we go. Oh, that wasn't a thing we saw. Tina had that bird. Wait, what is? Oh my god. So that just raises so many questions. So my thing is like, okay, so her like Hermione was really good. Um, um, like uh, there's Snape too. Like. I like how they keep thinking it's Snape. I said that last time, but I just like how they keep thinking it's him. Yeah. Um, like, he's the sketchiest looking person there. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Please turn your pantyless. Yeah. 394. No, but, like, his name is Severus Snape. Of course he's going to be a, <laughs> gonna be the guy that everyone's looking at. Um, Sketchy as fuck. Yeah, right. So... Yeah, I th- like, I liked the advancement of, like, like uh, this is, I feel like it's, I feel like everything's moving along, um, smoothly, um, oh, okay, alright, um, someone's getting impatient, so, what? Moving on to my next point, um, Who's I had getting th- impatient? Uh, three guesses. You? No. <laughs> there's a, there's a... There's a message in Facebook that you weren't a part of. So, okay, last point. Wow, that hurts. I just, I just realized, I went through all my notes. So I've last... asked to add you to that group, but they don't want to. I just think we, I just don't think we thought about it. <laughs> no, I mean, Alex, I... I ask you every time. I'm like, can you add me to the group so I don't, you don't have to feel like the middleman? I also don't have that power. Do I? <laughs> no, I asked you if you could ask Chris. Anyway, I think Chris. I mean, I'm not gonna put this song on Chris. Did you fault. tell me? Okay, I th- there was a there was a communication breakdown. Anyway, so last point, I do think the Dementors, I do think the Dementors are as intimidating as the Sentinels were when I first watched Days of Future Past. Like those modern, like those future Sentinels, like those things are scary. They are. I mean, like I was not prepared for that. I'm like, like yeah, they, they don't fuck around. around. Our yeah. introduction to them is amazing. Right. Like... Yeah, you're supposed to be intimidating. Like, that has... Also, it has uh, Del Toro written all over it. Now that I actually think about this critically. Like, the whole design. Just, like, has Del Toro written all over it. A lot of Jim Henson vibes, too. Do you think they have teeth? I'm just curious. Yes. yes. Damn it! Oh, he f- he wanted his dick sucked. Soul sucked. Sorry. What? Soul? Yeah, was. He was just, very excited about that. They're into friction, Peter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like drama. My relationships too. A little friction helps, you know. <laughs> Gotta show your teeth. Um, that's oh, all man. I. That's all I wrote down. But like, yeah. Overall, I thought it was a nice. Exp- I thought I thought it was like this is probably this is the best we've uh, encountered so far. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I like how uh, much more emo. That Harry is like he's grittier, um, and just like he's more fed up with all this like um, vague BS that everybody's throwing at him. Um, Word. He's like you in One Division. Yeah, he's like me in One Division. I'm just fed up with all this. Um, Malfoy. <laughs> Malfoy's a great heel. Um, I can't wait for him to uh, do what he does later on, which I remembered that he did <laughs> halfway through. Um, 
And um, yeah, so we are. That's where I'm at. Like, I, I really, I really like, I really like this. But like, yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a lot of complaints, other than like, mm-hmm. it's it's shorter, which is always a plus. Um, yeah, it doesn't tighter. feel it doesn't yet yeah, tighter. It doesn't feel as unfocused as the last two. Whereas they had to focus on, oh, Harry's got to learn Quidditch. Harry's got to learn all this other stuff. But, like, there's an active plot going on in between all that. Like, when he's learning, like, the whole bug art thing, like, they're, like, right. like that actually reveals some stuff. When like, it comes the, to something, like, how you're describing it, where the time is actually spent on developing the story, you don't care about those little moments that would happen off camera. Like, wow, they just jumped, you know, a season. It's now snowing. Like, right. what, what's hap- What's the little drama that's happened? Like, you start to not care. Because in those first movies, you're like, oh, I wanted to see more of this. I wanted to see more of that. Let's put the, let's put the meat of the film more on these characters because it wasn't well spent in, uh, on these other characters in this story. But this movie has none of that for me. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this right. movie every fucking day. And there's right. also, like, the visual reminders of what's going on with the like yes. repeated showing of the poster of um Sirius Black. Yes. Um it's good point. Also yeah. one more one more miscellaneous note. Um Hagrid and McGonagall, they're totally a thing. Um <laughs> you'll see what happens next movie, Chris. Oh yeah, you'll see. Bounce chicka wow chicka wow wow. Um yes, all right. the cat. What? It's almost yeah, yeah, sex. It's sex with the janitor's cat. If anybody has any final thoughts before grading, now is the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. I. Uh, the next question would be uh, how uh, how you feeling about toys, buddy? No, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Okay. Cool. I like it. I had a few. I had a few cues. Most of them I have forgotten, and will regret that. Probably. For the le- next couple minutes until I forget about that, but um, one of one of the other things that had Alex and I pausing it and going back, which was body doubles. Okay, hear me out. They're still kids, so some scenes gonna need some reshoots. Not every kid's gonna be able to be there, whether it's school or their contract. There's gonna be body doubles. What if I told you? I told you there's a body double for Harry in the scene with Lupin in the teaching moment when he's telling all the kids about the weird thing in the in the closet, not the gay guy, but the what is that called? <laughs> bogger. The Look, the bogger. Well, okay. no, you've more than a bugger to know. There there is a specific part. It only happens a couple times. It's a wide shot. And it is not Harry. It is like a les. Alex said it was a lesbian in a wig. With <laughs> it looked like it. It looked like it. It <laughs> honestly did. It looked like an adult woman, like like a ninety, like a nineties version of a lesbian, like a stereotype. Like, uh, what do you mean, like Snape? Like Snape when he came out the closet for Neville? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> but I do like that moment. Um, no, <laughs> it is. Just... It is. It's that scene, but it, it's not specifically in that moment. Wait. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what I did notice the second time watching it today, right before uh, the, the podcast, um, I am like 50-50 with this one. Um, 
there might be a body. I know this is absolute nonsense. Probably no one else gives a shit about this, but it just fascinates me. I, I feel like there's a body double for Hagrid. And it's just at the beginning of the movie where it's it's um right after the choir. The choir dissipates and then it goes to um uh it, it goes to the teachers and then Dumbledore is talking, you know. And Hagrid's in the background, but there's just something really off about him. I don't know if it's the hair, but his brow is really pronounced. And it's just like, if you just go back and just look at him and just stare at him, I swear to God, I swear to God, you'll see what I see. Do you see what I see? <laughs> I don't know. Just these weird things that, in a good way that I didn't notice the first million times I watched the movie until I was watching it with Alex and we're actually like trying to dissect these things. But it's those small things that once you start looking at the movie in a different way, that's honestly, that's a good sign for me. I was like, that's a good sign. If I'm, if I'm seeing that there's a body double, I've seen the story enough times that I don't need to see the story. I'm looking at behind those the, I'm looking through the story. I'm looking between those lines. I'm looking at different characters doing different things that I wouldn't notice. I'm looking at butt cheek take a massive shit, okay, on camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Harry Potter I, I, I turn say, into yeah. a '90s stereotype of a lesbian, okay. I'm seeing that, and it is mind blowing. This movie, <laughs> this movie demands your attention like it's an Edgar Wright thing, and then you pick up on the mistakes because it's asking you to pick up on the details. Oh my god! And then yeah. Yeah, perfectly said, Alex. And then there was the thing that we noticed um, when it goes this the same part, the same scene, actually, uh, with Harry's stand-in. Um, when it goes through, I'm sorry, it's Bogart? Bogart? The Bogart? The Bogart, yeah. Bogart. When it goes in, the camera goes through the mirror. Everything's a mirror image. That last scene when it zooms in on Harry... And all all the students leave. It is a mirror image because it went through the mirror. It's insane, and it like it doesn't actually need to be like that. No one would bat an eye if it wasn't actually a mirrored image. But yeah. it's just the fact that it goes through the mirror and it stays consistent. It's just a cool visual. It doesn't matter for the story. You could try and connect the story to it, and like, oh, the mirror image of Harry, blah 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 blah. But you'd just be pulling shit out of thin air. That is not what the intention was, at least for me. I think it's just a cool yeah, dude, way. It's it's it was just so cool, just those small little things, you know. Really cool stuff. I I really really like this movie, and I think it is a massive step up, visually, and um, metaphorically for the story in these characters. First couple movies, they're young. You got to get through those little kitty moments before you start getting a little serious. You know, like, there's a reason this school needs helmets, and it's not really being expressed until this third movie, really. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I think they've found their footing in this, in this movie. And I'm, I'm genuinely excited for the next ones, because I, I do like the serious stuff a lot. Ha <laughs> ha, pun intended. Ha <laughs> Wizard Olympics, can't wait. <laughs> I like it. Wizard Olympics, but yeah, I, I honestly Olympics. just talking about it makes me want to watch the movie for the third time, but that's sort of unhealthy, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, why not? Why not? I mean, they okay, I'll do it. Yay! Um, <laughs> what's your grade? My grade for this movie, 
I think I gave the other two movies a B. It was I know it was a B. I can't remember if it was a plus or a minus. I, I, yeah. I think the second one was a plus. No, I think the second one was a yeah, the second one was a plus, the first one was a B. That's what you changed it to. Well, yeah. Whatever it was, I think this movie for me is beyond a B. So logically, the next one is an A. And I don't think it's an A+. I think it's so fucking close to an A+. Just the the lesbian body double kind of threw me off. So I'm (laughs) going to give it an F because I am homophobic. homophobic. No, I'm going to give this an A. And I'm going to hear your guys' final thoughts. And then I might change it to an A+. Okay? So that's my... That's my stance. But anyway, that lesbian, just horrible. (laughs) I hate gay people. I'm sorry, that's bad. I can't can't even joke. I am not gay. I've made that clear because Alex keeps trying to get with me. And I don't judge you. We are neighbors. We are are neighbors, but I keep telling Alex, other people roll that way. Like, just stop going for me. Which is honestly a true story that Come on, man. What's wrong? legitimately happened in my life, which I find hilarious. What's wrong, man? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> no, liter- literally that has happened to me. What's wrong? Come on. No, I'm not I'm not gay. I'm so- I'm sorry. Stop trying. Why not? Uh, literally, it is uh, giving me Vietnam flashbacks. From <laughs> uh, right. uh, so I'll I'll get mine out of the way. Um I, yeah, I like this one a lot. I think it's really, really great. And um, as a, as its own standalone thing, I think uh, the first two movies, the first movies had a lot of pressure for Christopher Columbus, and I think he handled it well by yes, by by holding the audience hand by just saying this is what the world is. And the second movie, it's a tighter version of I think the first movie. And this third movie. They just he just kind of left and they said, okay, this this crew is good. They know what they're doing. This cast is great. You know, if someone wants to come in with a vision, let them do something. And he came in and he's like, all right, I want to play. I want to I want I want to do this with this with this. I want the housemaid to get like yelled at by some giant monster, and we never get to see the monster. That animal's taking a shit. Like everything, this house is moving during one of the most big one of the most important climaxes of the movie and we just don't talk about it the house is literally shifting left to right the whole set is and we're just not going to talk about it that's amazing that 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 kind of stuff is awesome i love it it's a director saying like you guys have this world let me just like oh god i just i love it It, it, it's like it's like my brother got this this instrument the synthesizer for christmas it would be and he doesn't know necessarily he's learning how to use it but it would be like if someone came in and they were like Oh my god! And then they just made an entire album with this one thing. You just didn't know what you could do with it. It's just he, he saw yeah. it and he just played. He Goodwill Hunting it. He just saw it and he played. And I absolutely, I think for uh, on the terms of Harry Potter, that makes it in and of itself a masterpiece. Um, and I, I do I think it's a perfect movie. There are some doubles. I think the story and the script have um, <laughs> have some problems, um, but overall, I think the ver- it's so rewatchable. It understands its world so much. It's so much more confident and playful, and uh, the actors are starting to feel their characters more. As a Harry Potter film, I think it's an A plus. As a film, I think it's an A. So to balance it out, I'm going to say A. Uh, I, I've, I, I'm no, I'm gonna say A plus. I think it's an A plus. 
Zach? It's just so much fun. It's just we kept pausing it, and I didn't mind. Like, yeah, I just you're right. I'm not even going to hear the rest of the. No, it's a fucking A plus. What am I talking about? It's an A. <laughs> Damn it! I messed. I messed up my grade, Chris. Can we go? Can we go back? And no, we part over? of the grades. Part it's of the one grades. A.m. I'm not starting. Okay. Over. I uh, part of the one part of the grades is you decided on how you part of the grading is how you decide how that grading works and for me uh, I, figuring out which ones I love and which ones I don't which ones are great films like this is both a great Harry Potter film and just a great film a lot of other films like are not this playful what 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 MCU film is this fucking playful outside of maybe Guardians of the Galaxy two and it took two of them. I would say the first one is still very kind of way more by the bones visually than this one is. This one is like every yeah. single scene has something, yeah. something to it that when you come back, you're like, that was great. Unneeded and welcomed. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. Buckbeak took a shit on a camera. Someone animated that poop. Oh, it's fantastic. Go ahead, Zach, if you're still awake. I don't. I don't believe in the A plus, so I'm giving it an A. Well, it's a part. Well, it's a part of our grading system, so suck it. I don't care if it's part of our grading. <laughs> I don't believe in it, so. I'm you go. spent. You spent the last. You spent the last five weeks talking this masterpiece up. You wrote a dissertation by your own words, and you're like, I don't believe in the A plus. <laughs> what the fuck? No. No, Zach gives it an A plus. I'm over. You got standards, dude. You got standards. Zach is giving this an A plus. All right, Chris, what do you think? Um, I'll let I'll let Peter do that, but I don't believe in the A plus. <laughs> oh, but you're letting me do it. Yes. Okay, Zach, right. it's an A plus, or you're not grading it. I, like I said, I'm letting Peter do it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, it's an A plus. Um, but I don't believe in it. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to say it fifty times. Um, so for me, as somebody you don't have who, to believe in God for him to believe in you. <laughs> um, oh, God, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so for me, as somebody who is like, oh man, is he a red eyes anyway? Um, as someone who isn't into Harry Potter, who is just like in the background, like. As somebody who had very much told you guys, don't tell me it peaks here, otherwise I'm otherwise that that doesn't that doesn't help. Um, I was like kind of pleasantly surprised by this, like by like how good it looked. By like I also like Lupin because like he's probably like the only like professor who who's actually trying to teach his. Guys, he's trying to teach a student something other than like. Kind of reminds you a lot of a Jude Law. Yeah. Wait, can can you re-say what like just briefly what you said? You cut out for me. I'm sorry. Cool. Um, but like, I actually kind of I, I was going I was did a side note where I was like I like Lupin because he's like he's actually trying to teach these kids something instead of just yeah, being, dude. Instead of just being like um, like you need to go and study this thing and you have to know everything before you enter my class. Blah 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 blah. Like Snape whatever um while you're taking this sidetrack let me just say I, I i would have said this in my grading while i do think this is the peak technically i don't think this is the peak harry potter film like better other films like david yates 
who's who made the fantastic beats like he would be the ultimate director he would understand and carry a lot of the emotional weight of the later stuff like it, they get more they get better this is just the, the most technically interesting one in terms of film language that's it i see um yeah i agree yeah i did like like yeah i did get a lot of that with like um I like I like like I get like I said I liked uh, like how much more emo Harry is and how I just like how he's fed up with all this nonsense about people being vague with him and not telling him what he telling him what he needs or wants to know um, because they're trying to protect him and they're failing at that greatly um, but um, yeah so also the soundtrack's pretty good too I don't know. Yes. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop guessing on what which one's John I, Williams. I, I, but, um, I, well, actually, Chris, to let you know, uh, John Williams, I don't believe does the soundtrack anymore. Starting with this one, boo. Um, I will tell you, and I I don't know if 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 you agree with me on this one, Alex, and we'll get there. As far as soundtracks are concerned, outside of you know obviously John Williams' iconic theme. I actually think the two other most iconic themes in this whole franchise are from the last movie, <laughs> the last like two movies, which is uh, I, which I is, don't remember those too well. It's um, dude, but the choir in the in the, the frog theme. Oh like, yeah, the, the choir, the, the frog choir was actually pretty out. I was like, yeah. that's that's that is that is that a song you want to play when there's a criminal on the loose? That by the way, that that is from. <laughs> So, Chris, actually, fun fact about that. That song they're singing is actually the chant, for, the opening chant for Macbeth. Oh, wow. The, the curse Holy the witches put on Macbeth himself. Double, That's double, toil point. and trouble. Fire, burn, and cauldron bubble. Double, trouble, toil and bubble. Uh, fire, burn, and cauldron bubble. Can I, you, um... Uh, I don't remember the whole thing, but... Zach, I, I learned, can you, I, uh... Can you uh, find a way to put that in the next Call of Duty game? That'd be great. No. Um, <laughs> I know you, you you're, you're in complete control of that, and uh, I'm sure you'll find a way to get it done. Anyway, um, so I, I really like the soundtrack to this, and I think it's not really necessarily a soundtrack, like this a song, but the sound when Harry gets his dick sucked. I mean, soul sucked by a Dementor. Oh, God, so close. And um, <laughs> that scream from his mother, when I think of yes, this movie... Yes, kept pointing it out. Yeah, it was a great call. Ever since I was a wee lad watching this movie, whenever I would think about the movie, I would, I would hear that scream and the train whistle at the same time, and I would also, of course, visualize the werewolf shit, because that is awesome. But main point is... That is what I would hear when I would think of this movie. And I still, I still think of that. Anytime I hear it, I want to just play it again and play it again. Because I just, it's so haunting, but it's, yeah, it, and it already sounds like a train whistle. But when it's mixed with the train whistle, just that once, it's just, it's just perfect. It's perfect. So, all of that said... That air. B plus. Did you say what? B plus? Um, I'm trying to. Mm, 
give it what you want, man. Zach doesn't even believe in A+, and he loves this movie probably more than me and Alex, and we gave it an A+, and he doesn't want yeah. to. So yeah. whatever your grade is, you give it your grade. Zach has no say in it. I thought he said, like, B plus or D plus. It's a B plus. So that would be a real you gave it a D plus, Chris, I would tell you to read this. I'd murder you. <laughs> I would I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, so. Uh, I would say, um, Chris, it sounds like what you are asking for will probably be delivered down the way. There's way more character stuff. There's way more interesting stuff. Harry becomes way more of a of an active participant in his own fucking story. <laughs> like that. Right. I was about to say. Great thing. Like, it's, 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 like when does he pull a wand on Dumbledore? Like, like when does he pull a wand on Dumbledore and just says like, "Listen, you better tell me everything I need to know right freaking now because I've had I've had about enough of this shit." <laughs> it, it builds to that. It builds to that kind of point for him because like the thing is for us, we're able to have the to, the comfort of going. These are films. It's fantasy. It's fiction. For him, he's a fucking wizard. Every day at school, he doesn't have a helmet. And he's got this mystery every fucking year he goes to school. And his teacher's a goddamn mysterious fuck who knows about time travel. What the fuck, man? He's got a lot of places to spend on his head, man. Like, he, the reason he's Harry Potter is because he's barely making it out of here. And yes, as the movies go on, he's kind of like, I'm sick of this shit. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm Harry. They're called Harry Potter and the blah, blah, blah. Titles matter. Titles yeah. are important. I'm <laughs> Harry Potter. Like, yes, they do get that way. They, they get way more emotional and driven by character um what you are asking for will come so yeah cool um so there you go everybody prisoner of azkaban we've peaked we did technically it, this was i will say this was my mom's favorite this is my mom's favorite your mom seems pretty it's cool. the most fun it's just the most when you watch these movies and you watch this world and you rewatch them over and over and over again the ones that are the most rewatchable are the ones that are most visually interesting that's why people focus on this one the most it is a gear shift tonally but also every single fucking scene has a edgar wright type moment in it and it never happens again on that on this level of accuracy again the guy would go on to make unbelievable movies they just, they just, they scored. It would be like if Edgar Wright had made Ant Man. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not gonna, it's not gonna get any better than that. Visually, visually. Yeah. So, so there you go, everybody. Um, Ooh, Prisoner of Azkaban. We did it. Five and a half hours later. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm gonna have to cut this up. Um, Happy Valentine's Day. I fucking love you guys. Yeah, too. Platonically. Jesus. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. That's your fault, I'm Chris. Even, I'm not even homophobic. I just have to say that for Alex. <sighs> anyway. Make that. Um, let me so just, next time. just ask you one thing. If you just let me cuddle you for five no. seconds, I think you'd enjoy the aroma, the pheromones. What would happen? Aroma. What would happen in those five seconds? <laughs> the what aroma of what? That, <laughs> it's the fact that we don't know and we just need to figure it out. It's like playing no, music. You no, don't know you, what's going to happen until you... No, I know. You don't know and you can't accept it. you got to wear a blindfold. No. Real Butter Buttercast, everybody. Um, Let me call you Holly. Yeah, this has what? been the Real Butter Buttercast. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you, Chris. Love yep. you guys very much. It is always an honorable pleasure and a pleasurable honor to Gross. be a part of this platonically. Jesus Christ. All right. Um, 
All right. So next time, Goblet of Fire, my mom's least favorite. And um, get your mom in here. I want to hear. Uh, like she does not you want more women. Huh? You do not want. Okay, yes, I did say <laughs> that. But this is my mom we're talking here. You do not want my mom on this program. Your words. Your words. I would, be, words, a, I would be a gentleman. I would be a gentleman. No, it's Zach. I'm say, totally. I'm ooh, totally worried wow, about. Thanks. Zach, <laughs> we all know you're Zach, with people's moms. So you're a lady killer, you little rebel. Oh my gosh, is he a serial killer? Anyway, uh, is he uh, oh is he uh, Judd Nelson and Kevin? About Zach, how what? much, how much serial um, did you kill? Zach? A lot. Oh my god. No, no oh, but before before we we finish, I just want to point out I am super serial right now. <laughs> All right. All right, <laughs> Peter. You don't even know what that joke's from, Alex. You haven't said the thing you were gonna say. What was I gonna say? This running thing with sexual things about Harry. Oh my Potter. God, that's right, that's right. Thank you. What oh. do you guys think is the fetish quick? of this movie? What do you guys think is the fetish? I think it's the uh, the inflating uh, of the ant. There is a thing out there that people like to inflate characters. They like to inflate people. It's a whole thing, man. Look yeah. it up. I ruined and your life, Alex, Chris. That's Alex, I think you missed it. I think you missed what? it. What? I think What's it's furries. It's what? Furries, man. There's werewolves and that's what I said. I rats, hogs, and rats. But we, did, but we did that. Now we did that last time. Yeah, when Bonnie turned into a cat. Oh, I guess that's true. It is. I'm true. looking for something. Oh, yeah, you different. did say that last week. Dang it! Uh, it it's it. not furries. Um, furries are necessarily. I, I think it's uh, bestiality. I think no, it's that was last reality week. because that is that is what we actually mean when we talk about furries because there are the majority, 99% of furries are just people that enjoy dressing up and minding their own goddamn business and finding friends who also like to dress up as animals. They don't I have would say, sex. I was going to go with nature because there's a lot of like forest exterior. Yeah, scenes. public, public stuff, uh, yeah. Miyazaki, yeah. Like Miyazaki. the trees, you, you know. I think like you guys the, are just afraid to look up inflating people. Uh, no, I was going to go it. with... Uh, I was like going to go with... Uh, Balloon fetish. No, I was gonna go with. Uh, oh my god, that's pale, also a thing. I was gonna go with pale white walking jars of mayonnaise fetish. Ooh. Wait, 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 Chris. What about like zombie dudes in black clothes? British bird. Anyway, no. It also not, could be not. oral. I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay, so Alex, what did you say? It was? Oh, it's oral. It's totally oral. It's oh. sucking. Oh, it's totally sucking. Yes, dude. Yes! It's just straight yes! up sucking. It's just straight up mouth stuff. It's just oral. Yeah, dude. That's yes. totally it. Up top. Yeah. Up top. Up top. Kiss me. What? No. No. Oh. You read, you read that wrong. We wrote right. a whole Dang song it. about that. Oh. Can I call you Holly? Oh. No. Ah. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Goblet of Fire next time, everybody. Um, And we will see you then. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. I genuinely love these guys. Love you, Platonic.